Africa while I stare at the model. This is cannibal holocaust where Ruggero de Dado. 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 Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 147 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, M O D to the Z, representing BC. Y'all feel me? Yeah. And of course, I got my two 90s lepers in the house with me. Double Fail J, aka JP, and the retired NES Ruler 22, also known as Jeremy the Jew in the house. And we are all proud to welcome back to his second podcast home, the Boston Brando, D Nice, D Borgie, one twenty nine, D Shots, <laughs> Cinema Attack. Now you're taking JP's joke, and it's not funny. You know what's fucking fucked up? And he's here in the studio up, tonight with I, us. Yo, what's know, going on, guys? It, it, it's fucked up that no, you guys never got that joke because I got it like after the third time he did it. If we if we were given the doll hair for every time that fucking JP cracked that joke, we'd be rich by now. Yeah, we'd have, we would. We'd have about eighty doll hairs, dude. You know what's funny? No, you'd be rich if we actually fucking you know noticed that he was cracking that joke. You know what we would be, you know what would make us rich is if more people like Lurts six. Donate to the Patreon. We got a new Patreon subscriber here. Lurts6. Thank you, homie, for the donation and contribution to keeping this show alive. Three and doll hairs, right? You gave three doll hairs? It, the amount doesn't matter. If you want to donate one doll hair, I'll be fine with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's, it's all about the support, homie, and we appreciate it. Like, more than you can know. We talk about it all the time off air, how amazing our listeners are. It I'm blows saying- me away. It blows I'm just me saying doll hair because I think it's really I know, baggy dude, that you say doll hair. You've been saying it. I'm going to keep a fucking tally on this show for how many times Jeremy re- reuses the doll hair joke. He's already said it nine times. I know. Like, We've we been recording for two doing. and a half minutes and you we said it nine times already. <laughs> that is. And he talks about people rehashing jokes. Oh, my Lord. The yeah. king over there. The king. The king okay. of rock. So Derek that's man. why that's why he can't have a soundboard. <laughs> because because he doesn't he doesn't know restraint. He doesn't know control. It's about it's timing. A nervous twitch, Co- man. Comedy is about timing, Jeremy. Like Uncle Ben says, with great power comes great responsibility. That's, that's true. Derek. Uncle Ben does say that. He Jeremy, does. why do you gotta be such a downer, man? Debbie. Jesus. <laughs> Debbie Sue Voorhees? Because it's all the sand in my vagina, I can't help it. If you, if this was a, a if you were a snack cake, you'd be a Debbie. So a JP, little. how about that main event yesterday? Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's some violence. You want to talk about horror? Watch the Korean Zombie. See right there, horror versus uh, Yair Rodriguez MMA fight. Whoo, 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 boy, that was some good stuff. But I don't want to, I don't want to get too into that because you know. People get sometimes, you know, people get upset with the football talk and the MMA talk, and uh, that's pretty much all we talk about besides well, horror. Themselves, so. So, yeah, but uh, I do, I did want to, you know, just shout out Lurt Six. You need a man. We appreciate it. Right, right, guys. Yeah, right. right. Good stuff for you guys, man. <laughs> Derek's like, yeah. Good job, guys. No, I want to. I want to actually give a shout out to a listener of both my show and your guys' show, Rob from Georgia, who just actually had knee surgery. Uh, 
recently. That was a hip surgery. Yeah, hip surgery. Yeah, yeah. God, get the surgery right, Derek. Dude, dude, dude. Same area. There's only one person. That is not the same area. Knee surgery and hip surgery, that's a little bit different. Well, either way. (laughs) It's it's a thigh apart. (laughs) Yeah, man. Either way, shout out to Rob because I know he gives you guys help with your uh, ratings and stuff. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks. recoups, man. You know, that's something cool about our listeners, too, is there is people that help us with stuff. Like if we have trouble finding a film, like Derek might have it or somebody might be able to point us into the direction to find it. Uh, if we need help with like website stuff, like the, the ratings, which was a huge pain in the butt. And, uh, Rob took over that for us. Or if you guys don't want to spend $30 on a DVD that looks like a washing machine. Rob is more of a member. Totally cheap. Rob is more of a member of the podcast than Jeremy is. He actually does more work. (laughs) let's see if rob from georgia wants to watch fucking 13 puppet master films all right motherfucker speaking of puppet master films i think me and derek both uh have some puppet master i thought i was done with puppet master puppet master they pulled you back and went and i was like man i'm so glad i don't have to mess with any puppet master for a long time yeah, and here got i got your... roped in you to got... doing another puppet master podcast no but you probably volunteered to put your name into a hat and then you got only you only have yourself to blame there, man. Well, I really want... didn't volunteer. All I said was, "Man, we just covered these. It was a pain." <laughs> and then Duncan from over at Podcast Under the Stairs is like, "Are you volunteering?" And I was like, "Ah, well, whatever, sure." <laughs> and then so, so it's official. You did volunteer again. yourself to do more. I mean, I did, but discussions. not intentionally. It was kind of <laughs> just. I, I after somebody asked me, I, it was like I didn't want to decline and be. So you're reviewing the, the entire franchise again? No, 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 Plus, no, no. I haven't no. podcasted with Duncan. I'm telling before. you one thing, I've man. Wanted to to avoid that, like the plague. If I was commenting on that post or whatever, I would have probably just left the group. I'm confused <laughs> as to what's happening. So. No, what so we're going to explain is doing more Puppet Master bullshit, man. Fuck what that. Duncan does on his show, he does, instead of like a whole franchise by himself, he does what's called a Russian roulette franchise show, where he takes number of podcasters and put them in one bowl and a number of films that are in the franchise and put them in another bowl, he and he picks the film first, and he picks who's going to review that film with him. It's kind of like what we did with the, the horror franchise roundup where we had all you guys that were previously on the franchise and brought you back. But yeah, yeah. there's yep. a little bit it's more. Exa- random. It's exactly like that. And how we recorded our saw show where we didn't record it all at once. That's how this is where mm-hmm. he's, you know, taking time and recording each review with one person. And then uh, he releases them in episodic format though. Right. He doesn't just, yeah, he just he releases them like he'll do like I think he's doing like one through five first, and then because he has other content too that he does he does he does like the eighty eight films Italian series on his podcast as a side podcast. Yep, he he's a busy podcaster, man. I don't, I you would swear it's his job. Yeah, plus because, he does like oh like man, I want to get shows. down with that. That's fucking cool. That's awesome. Yeah, he does yeah, like. He, you should reach out to him and, and do one of those Italian? with him. Yeah, he goes through the eighty-eight. Se- like, oh, that's the, awesome. How I, does he do it, Derek? You've listened to it, right? Yeah, he does it. Epi- like each episode is like a different like release. So uh, I think he's up to like uh, the sink. I forget the name of the movie he's on. It's the uh, Umberto Lindsay one, though. I know that it's like a crime movie. Does he just review the film or does he talk about the release too? Yeah, he talks about the release and the features. If there's features on them, 
Oh, See, I, I had a podcast called like about the Vestron releases like that. Yeah, but like everything else, that failed. It didn't fail. I have another episode edited. I Double fail, Jay. Yep. <laughs> Thirty-one days of horror. He fails. Vestron. He fails. What Evil have you Dead ever podcast. Seen? He fails. X Files podcast. He failed. Uh, Married with Children podcast. He failed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you see, Jeremy doesn't. He doesn't actually attempt to do anything. Yeah, I never it's said like, I did. It's like, it's a, it's you fail sure every attempt you don't Oh, try. yeah, Ash vs. <laughs> Evil Dead podcast, he failed. That's forgot so about true. that. Have we finished Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, we finished the Jail's, first season and decided to not do it Jeremy's again. Because we didn't like the show. Jeremy's mentality. <laughs> fail before you start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, at least I'm out there trying things. He's sitting there whining that he got to record with us. Some say that's the brand Orlick way. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you're gonna not fail if you don't try. But you know, I mean, I like trying different things. I like seeing what's out, trying different things to you know have fun and and maybe something will stick. Sometimes it doesn't. It's cool. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, yeah I'm experimenting. I too, don't man. really like that word. So everything that I start, I always finish. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> yeah. I really don't like to fail. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could look at it as a fail. I could look at it as moving on, trying something else. Um, but, you know, like, I still have, I'm still doing the Vestron show. I do like doing it. It's just, it's time consuming. You know, you got to watch every feature, all the commentaries. It's it's really time consuming. Oh, but yeah, that I was do the have, Shout Factory, the Scream Factory series, too. You found that, too. I didn't fail it. I just didn't do any more. <laughs> I never said I was going to do every one of them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, I have the return of living dead three, one, like 90% finished. I just need to finish it up and I'll release that on the Patreon, um, which is another reason to check out the Patreon. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to be doing Puppet Master one. I think I record Wednesday with Duncan, which is pretty interesting. I haven't been I on gave that. gave you one of the worst ones. That was going to be my next question. Which one did you get? I was hoping it was going to be one of the Axis films. One. No, I was just <laughs> honestly, when I got Puppet Master 1, I was actually relieved because I just really, like, at least Puppet Master 1, yeah, it's a little boring and stuff, but it's a fast watch. Like, yeah. I didn't want to get and honestly, I could talk about it a little bit more than like Axis Termination or something. Oh, like, you know who got, <laughs> guess, guess who got that one? That movie. Don Anelli. Yeah, Nelly. Oh, well, we'll give it a ten, 10, out, of 10, 10 out of ten, right there. Um, we should have had Don on for another Italian show. This, you month. know, the Puppet Master show is so recent too. Like that shit should be still fresh in your mind. It is. It's only a couple fresh. months old, right? I actually got part two, so I'm kind of relieved on that man, one too. As I'm looking at it, man, over two thousand views. It's crazy. Yeah, our Puppet Master show killed it. It's actually one of our most successful shows of recent, which is crazy. It is crazy because it's six hours long. Yeah. That's what's very surprising about it. So. Yeah. Who else Who else is doing those, Derek? Was there anybody else I knew? Well, uh, there was a few podcasts I knew in there, like Gary Hill was in there. And, uh, Doug Mike Tilly. Perryman, I think, is on yeah, there. Yeah, Mike's in there. Doug Tilly from No Budget Nightmares and Theme Warriors. Who I love No Budget Nightmares. It's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to because they do like low-budget cinema or micro-budget uh, really good stuff. I actually listen. Everything listened... I hate. No, they did. No, they did a commentary for uh, the Dead Next Door on the Blu-ray. Doug and uh, Mo. So, Fail before you begin. It's on right? the Blu-ray, right, Jeremy. Yeah. Dude, you! I 
I've had to watch so much shit moods. Don't give me that. You know I hate low budget but, cinema. But they don't like everything. But you like some Jeremy of it, man. Too. You like gutter balls. I mean, that's fucking micro shit ass budget. Is micro budget. Like, yeah, the Jeremy, they don't like everything either that we review. They just review it anyways because they get the Patreon picks too. Uh, you should listen to their episode of Where the Dead Go to Die. <laughs> you know, the animated film moods that Unearth released. Oh, yeah, my I God, dude. that. That movie, so, man. Jesus. See, that, oh. that's kind of fun, though, because there's a lot of low-budget you indie forget, micro-budget films that, that are... T- we know, even as fans yeah. of these films, they're fucking terrible, but having a show based on that would be fun because you're constantly tearing apart shit, too, right? Oh, they play sound clips from it, too, and shit. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Have they done Skin Deep yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think I might have to donate and give that to them. I just, hey, heard, yeah. I just, just heard Mikey say, fuck you. I love that movie. Dude, you know what's fun? Like, so, um, Duncan, it's very interesting because Duncan has done a lot of the similar things that we have in terms of, like, episodes. Like, he has his, um, what do they call it? He does it through, like, the summer. It's like a, he goes through each year, like, kind of how we do, but in a shorter time frame, um, like a top 10 of the year. What does he call that? Is that a, does he call that something, Derek? Uh, or is it just like top 10 of the 70s or something? But he does it like in the summer. He did the 80s last year and the 70s this year or vice versa, actually. Uh, 70s last year, 80s is this it, year, it, I think. It, he does it by decade or by year covering a whole He decade. does it. He picks a decade for the summer, I think. Oh, and, and then, then he, go, then he go goes from 70 to 79. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's more than one show, too. So oh, okay, they do like 71, 70, the 72. Way I, the way I interpreted that at first was he's doing decades. And I was like, how in the fuck do you make a top 10, 1970s? <laughs> well, here's list? how he does it. That's insane. He does actually. So what he does is, but he does it in a different way. So he, I like it. It's cool. It's something different, but he gets, um, 10, he does 10 shows. Yeah. He picks like the seventies or something, does 10 shows with 10 guests. Then the two guests come up with five films each from like 70, 71, 72 and so on. And he does like a, they do a top 10 and then they select two of those films to go on for the, like the final, uh, top oh, my 10. Head's gonna fucking explode. And really? It's not that complicated. What is wrong with, you? are you dumb? Jeremy, I yes. swear to God, it's like literally one of the simplest things ever. And he's like, Oh, I can't, I can't. I, fall. Question, oh, I question how you got through, you know, college, man. Sometimes 3.95 GPA. Bro. How that, did you do it? it like sometimes it, I really do question it, man. That's really not that hard to follow. Yeah, it's it's very simple actually. So and but then that, you know, out of the cool. twenty films at the end, they cut it down to ten, and that's your top ten best of the nineteen seventies. But they, you know, it's cool because they go through each year too, and you get to hear about everything. It's not as in depth as ours because we spend an entire like six month period on one year, but in a short format, it's awesome. Yeah, and he does tons of interesting, unique. That's why I think he's one of the best podcasters out there. Because he does very unique things. Like, his first show I ever heard was back in, like, 2015. It was actually on Horophilia. It was called Doing the Nasty. And it was literally them going through each and every Video Nasty pod, uh, video nasty that, that existed. It was literally a Video Nasty podcast. And you know, they, I had, I they had finished the idea. it up. Yeah, I had that, that idea years ago. And I actually ended YouTube. up going through with, uh, yeah, we, on YouTube, but I ended up doing the 52 horrific weeks of a specific year for a couple of years. But I thought about doing the video nasties, 
And I'm glad I didn't because, you know, it's been done a few times, but Horrible Reviews, if you guys know who he is, um, yeah. he's yeah. he's covered those. And he's like one of the, he's probably one of the greatest YouTubers out there. Like his editing skill, he actually does, it, does that for a yeah. living. Yeah, like his videos good. are incredibly done. Like he's funny, he's talented, like, and I'm so glad that I hadn't done that because that mm. shit just would have blown me right out the fucking frame. <laughs> like his videos are so good. And I'm not I thinking, thought I, about doing doing it too, but then I watched a few of them. And this was this was probably around the same time you were thinking of doing it, which yeah. is funny. And I don't think we've ever had a conversation. No. Um, but I watched a couple of them like in alphabetical order. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing this. Because <laughs> they were like, <laughs> place the bet and over and under how far JP would have made it if he decided to do it. You know, it's actually quite interesting that we're even talking about him right now because I actually watched um, his, I think the fourth video. He's on the section three list right now. The video mm-hmm. nasties, and he's covering. I mean, he's on part four, which is you know he does five films at a time. And I actually watched that video last night. Pretty interesting, but amazing yeah. stuff. Like, dude is super entertaining. He's fun, and he's a really big hip hop head. He's actually a producer too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's cool. I it, he actually you know I think he can make like a living. I think he makes a living. Does he? He does a real. I know he does his like. He does. You know, he's into he editing and stuff. Yeah, but editing is. His he living. also is like his channel is very successful. Like, well, he, he makes money off of his channel for sure. Right? I could not believe this man because when I first subscribed to his channel, he actually had a different name. It wasn't horrible reviews. It was something else. Yeah. But, anyways, he had. I want to say around what I have right now, maybe about eight thousand subscribers, and it was like a year later he had a hundred thousand. I was like, "What the? Fuck? You know what it How is? Did right? that you know what his what happened is the the most disturbing videos that he does. Those just blew up, man. Yeah, and it's you know what the thing is. I always stress which is that, good like, because he actually makes good content. You, if any, you if anybody blows up, you want to see somebody blow up that actually makes good content. Yeah, because like there's the some pick. YouTubers uh. out there who I think are I think are terrible and biased and just say whatever they've read and stuff and it, yeah, it's yeah. like they're can i name two go ahead the flick pick and oh man absolute absolute sublime <clears throat> jay jay is biased he's yeah. a biased man. and that's what I, I haven't watched an absolute sublime video in years oh, well the thing is he gets a, all that shit for free and he just he says what the companies want to hear because he wants to get more free shit so he can sell it i mean we all know it it's fucking blatantly obvious but we have seen him sell a lot of his the shit. thing with jerome you know horrible reviews is that he that he's he, jerome yeah i think so huh um, i wouldn't expect jerome he's a dutch boy man he's a, i don't know it's weird but um i think flick pick has like multi-million subscribers oh for yeah. sure but he uh, he's very unbiased when it comes to like he'll give he's kind of like us you know he'll give a good rating to a film that he personally doesn't care for over the overly that much you know but he knows yeah. and respects the specs and, and what the film you know stands for and shit so I like that you know yeah he always brings I an watched a opinion. video one time of him showing how he produces his videos yeah yeah, yeah. like go, yeah. a behind the scenes thing and I was like. I knew it was a lot of work because I've done some video editing, like nothing super crazy, but I know how hard it is Mm -hmm. and how much time it takes. And he, you know, did the math and showed how many minutes, how many hours it took to watch the movies, how many hours it took to write the notes and to, and you know, you see how many hours it takes to do one video. 
you're talking like 24 to 30 some hours per video. Yeah. And I think it really puts in perspective the amount of work that, that any of these things take, but especially that. And I just thought it was fascinating because we know how long this show takes. Yeah. And that's even more difficult because you're doing video. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's impressive. It's impressive. And I, I do think that listeners and viewers of content need to truly understand how much time is put in just for one episode like yeah we're just sitting here recording like that's easy turn on the mic record right it's still a four or five hour chunk you can't do anything else on the day we record like sunday because you have to be available from this time to this time so the whole Mm -hmm. day is taken up Mm -hmm. on top of that you have how many hours it takes to watch the films and then if you have any other you know what we watch you need you need to have stuff for that and you know all the other segments and then also the editing and the post-production, the thumbnail, the the inserting audio clips. Like, so, let's say you are listening to the show moods and you want to put in an audio clip, right? Yeah. Like, you got to go get that audio clip. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to take 15 minutes minimum. And, and just it's not for one second, just for a 20 second clip. It's you know not. What I mean? It's not even just like you know finding the clips. It's sometimes I'm so I'm so bad with it though because I'll I'll fucking search around and I'll find like five or six clips and then uh, and I'll find more and like. It'll take me like an hour to find one clip yeah. because I've sampled through. I'm like, ah, that's okay. That's okay. And then I'll find something else. I'm like, okay, that's better. You know? Yeah. Especially all- if you have an idea, like you have an idea of um, like what you want to do, but you there's not an actual clip. For, like it's not from a movie where you're just like, oh, Smokey says it's Friday or something. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you're looking for like a, a specific sound or something. You're like, it's ah, like when he, when he like, found that clip from at the beginning of the 82 show. It's like, how the fuck do you know where to find that shit? <laughs> yeah, like, like that so was a great specific. You know yeah. what, man? I actually came up with that one a few months, or a couple months back. I was listening to the record, and I was like, oh, dude, this is so fucking perfect, man. <laughs> this is just so great. But, yeah. Um, and actually, Derek just, re- reminded me people... one. Yeah, Derek yeah, reminded I... me of a, of a sample that you'll probably have already heard as you're listening to the show um, that I was going to use. And I actually posted like a year ago for this episode pretty fucking yeah but derek's just fucking remembers everything <laughs> it's yeah, insane to me. which will be a future episode coming next summer of the 22 shots of moods and more <laughs> podcast where derek embarrass all of us yeah well i'll probably be picking that episode that's probably why i don't know it no no this no. is something under wraps still yeah i'm kidding <laughs> but but to go slightly back to what i was saying this is why you know with patreon and uh, you know the, the the way that podcasts take donations and 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 video makers take donations and stuff now. It's nice. It's nice to get that little bit of recognition. Like, hey, if I'm a fan of something, if I'm really into something, if if I like, I listen to an MMA podcast every single Monday. I love it. It's fantastic. It's one. It, it's such a good show that I look forward to. I know my Mondays are going to be chill because I have at least two hours of that to listen to. So whenever they launched their Patreon, I made sure to donate to them because to me, it's like they've literally given me hundreds of hours of entertainment at this point. Mm-hmm. And to just I mean, I don't pay much. I only pay like two bucks. But still, you know, it's 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 something to to give back to uh, this this podcast that I love because it got me through so much boredom at work, you know, on Mondays and sometimes Wednesdays. If I bet I, you we are over a thousand hours worth of content at this point. 
all together. Hours, you said? Yeah. yeah, a thousand hours. Probably. Probably. I mean, I mean, we're pushing 150 episodes. Average shows probably over three hours. More. Come on, Derek. I, professionalism. Here. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, it's getting close. To, you know, it's it's. You know, and and honestly, like we're not the best podcast out there, yeah. but I think that based on our listenership like you guys like us enough you know and i think it's cool that you know we have people who like us enough to be like you know what i'm gonna show my appreciation by donating to you guys and it's not just that too like because some people if you can't afford it that's a hundred percent understandable there's other ways to help you know Mm -hmm. sharing our show liking our youtube videos that that helps just as much you know like we like cash (laughs) but i love when people actually share the show or tell other people hey check out this podcast but guess what jerry didn't do that a few weeks ago because he's a no good piece of shit asshole sorry i had to throw that in (laughs) even though we're on the same fucking network as him we're not though that's the thing you keep saying that but jerry hasn't been on horophilia in like like six months good nobody (laughs) wants him (laughs) he would Um, would just bring the show down isn't married with children on horophilia yeah but jerry's not on married with children (laughs) Yeah, man. Wasn't he? He left at the he same was. time as JP did. We, we both left at the same oh. time. Shows you how much I care about Jerry. Or, or me. JP. <laughs> you mean my co-host? <laughs> yeah. No, your co-host. You're, wait, yeah, you, wait, you are on a show with Jerry, huh? Yeah, Underwater Kaiju is from that on Space Australia? presents Visions from Australia. No, that is on Legion Podcast. Mm. That's good. He could stay there. Home of great shows like Hail Ming Power Legion, Hour. Legion does have some good shows. They do. Um, but, you know, Porphilia has some great shows. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> they both have good shows, and they both have like their certain co hosts that do shows on both networks, which is cool. That is true. Yeah. Yep. yep. But anyway, you know, in, in, in to wrap everything up, that was a long intro. Just like, you tip your, intro. just like you tip your waitress, you know, tip your content providers, especially in today's world. So if you really like horrible reviews, join his Patreon or at least like his videos. You know what I mean? Um, and, and the same goes for any other people that you support or, or get enjoyment out of their free content. Um, it's a lot of work, man. And, and it gets discouraging sometimes uh, if you do, if you put a lot of work into something and it doesn't do too well. Um, like Italian Horror Month. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Italian Horror Month is... it. Regardless if it does well or not, it does well over time. And also, it's something that we like doing. So every once in a while, regard, we don't always just do what's popular or most uh, viewed shows. We, we, we do a mix. We do stuff that people want to see, but we do stuff that we want to do as well. It happens, man. I remember when... Because uh, I did one with you guys for a whole month, you know. So I know what... Yeah, so I know a whole... Derek run, the infamous Derek run of 2016. There's a JF1 era, JF2 era, and a DB1 era. It's interesting. You get a lot of hyped comments for Italian Horror Month, but yeah, there's diehard fans of Italian Horror Month, yeah, though. It's just, there are like it's... it might not be a mass fan base, but the we do have diehard fan bases for mm. Italian Horror Month. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I like that people are starting to use the hashtag. Like it, I feel like a, I feel like it just brings a tear to my eye where I'm like so so happy that people are using that. What I like about I this month to too is so bad. What I like right? about this month too is especially when you guys do uh, 
you guys do Argento every year, of course. Well, for a few more years, anyways. But I like when you guys mix it up and do like some of these probably lesser known directors too. Like <clears throat> I know next week's show, you guys are doing DiLeo, which I think will be interesting for the aspect of letting people know about his work and stuff because he has a lot of really good films. Even in the non-horror section. Yeah, that's why you got to pick somebody weird, like I do. Not like those losers. Jeremy's strategy is not picking someone weird. It's picking someone cheap. Where you can get all the releases very <laughs> That's cheap. not true. <laughs> that, that was your tactic last year. You let flat out said it. <laughs> this year, you the movies weren't cheap. You tried to pick a Greek person this year, dude. No, I tried to pick <laughs> fucking... For Italian Horror Month. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to pick this Greek director. But he picked... He made Italian films. Yeah, surprisingly, all those DeLeo films released by Raro are very inexpensive yeah it, it's but yeah he's uh, the the one the he's a great director it. he's a great director if you're just a fan of italian cinema in general check out his crime films are totally awesome totally good shit yeah so but yeah italian horror month episode yeah. 147 of course we are doing reggaero diodato and uh yeah man that's exciting that's my pick that's my pick for... Actually, I think this was what I was going to do in the first year, but then I changed it to Falchi. I think that's how it went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went with Falchi, of course. But, yeah. Regera was finally here after four years. Uh, people kept mentioning him, like, when are you guys going to do Regera Diodato? So, I tried to get Jeremy to pick him last year. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you pick him? <laughs> well, because like, because JP's picks are already pre-picked. So bad. Weird <laughs> Italian horror five and six are going to be Argento. Yep. Whatever episode. We got to finish it out now. There's only two more possible. Oh god, that last one's going to be fucking. <laughs> Can you imagine? Unless we did a writer spotlight. Can you imagine? I think he has a few credits. <laughs> the next two years, Italian horror month five and six, we finish up, and then Sandman finally gets released. <laughs> yeah, it still wouldn't be enough though. We would only have no, two we, no. We could, we could, we could definitely make another episode. You could either do, you know, our gentle short of the black cat from Two Evil Eyes. You could do, you know, shorts from. There's other work. There is other stuff. I guess we already covered the Masters of Horror stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I had thought about that. I thought, is it possible to do an Argento seven? <laughs> and once um, upon a time in the west which he wrote the west that's what i was thinking i was thinking of, of reviewing his written work <laughs> uh that's great but you know the one thing that i am a bummed out about this particular rogerio Dado episode is the one film i've been wanting to cover since we started this shit was house on the edge of the park and we still haven't done it well you could always do it next well you could always pick i'm not picking him so shut the fuck up. Oh, you know it'd be great if you did that in body count the next time because it's like a David Hess double feature. That's well, true. you could pick it. All That's you gotta true. do is donate Patreon.com. It's true. So, some maybe so. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of directors. Like, I mean, we need to return to Mario Vava. Uh, that's probably desperate at this point. We probably should go back to him next year. And then um, mm-hmm. there's Falchi out there still. And then there's like still a bunch of other guys that we haven't even hit yet. Yeah, you, um, Cozy. Um, who else is there out there? There's, there's a, the Bruno the Matai. Death walks, the Death Walks Twice dude. Alolado. What's that what? guy's name? 
George Romero. Oh wait. <laughs> he, he just sounds Italian. You know what? I, I totally Death stole that movies. joke from Horace Ball. I heard him say that once. I thought it was funny. Straight <laughs> um, up Spanish, man. You know, the Death Walks twice and, you know, Death Walks on High Heels and Death Walks on Midnight. Oh, uh, Ercole? Yeah, you guys could do him one year. <laughs> yeah. Bless you, Derek's Fuck. sister. What the heck is that? That was my mom, actually. Oh, bless you, Derek's mom. <laughs> yeah, this guy's I mean, the, turning into Andrew Schroyer. The point is, I, I think people are getting a little bit restless with not hearing us talk about Matai films because, you know, there's... I mean, there's Fagrasso. There's lots of guys, man. Oh, God, the Fagrasso episode. I don't think I want to talk about Matai films, honestly. Why? I don't think I like any of them. Have you seen any? I've seen a couple, actually. <laughs> Which ones have you seen? Oh, man, his later uh, cannibal films are so fucking funny. They're awesome. They're totally good. I've I've definitely seen some Matai. I've seen Shocking Dark. I've seen Zombie Three. Um, yeah, Shocking Zombie Three is is still a faulty film though. Yeah, the only things Matai directed were like the scientist stuff. Well, Zombie Three definitely isn't full faulty, right? Only the scientist stuff and like the rooms and stuff where the scientists are talking and well, Matai, the guys in the suits. That's yeah, all. The I've seen stuff. the other hell. Even in his in an interview, he even said, you know. Fulci did like you know seventy to eighty percent of that film. He only shot like little minor parts. I if I was if I was a Fulci fan, I'd be like, no, he definitely didn't direct that. No, even like the flight. <laughs> Love Zombie Three, man. I like Zombie Three too. It's just it's so much fun. I don't think it. Ha- I don't think it's up there with his. Oh, did you guys, guys see Rats? Did you see Rats: Night of Terror? I haven't, but I yeah, I've definitely seen a handful of. Uh, shocking, films. shocking dark. We wouldn't cover that movie. That movie's pretty shitty. I think I have that. I actually like Oh, wow. Terminator 2, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Saffron released that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got that that I never watched, of course. (laughs) Ah, Of course. All right. Hey, I'm being honest. Patreon listeners, listen to that. What about Claudio Fergassi? I just said Fergassi. Monster Dog? No, Troll 2. Well, he did Monster Dog. Yeah, but trilogy. Monster Dog is fucking actually legitimately good. But Troll 2 is an Italian, so we couldn't do it. But some of these films that we did of uh, Argento aren't Italian, right? Yeah, but I fucking picked a Greek guy, and he made Italian films. What's the difference? Because what do you, what it's, do you mean a, Troll it's Italian not? directors. What do you mean Troll 2 is not Italian? Mm, what do you mean Troll 2 is not Italian, dumb Oh, fuck. fuck you, JP. You're just saying that because Mood said it. <laughs> fuck you. Well, for Grasso directed it, he's fucking straight up Italian. It's an American Italian production, so that counts. He didn't do he didn't do Troll One though. That's the problem. No. Yeah, no, it was a Beekler. Oh, for Grasso would be funny to do. I think this is gonna yeah for Grasso for Grasso would be funny because I've seen I've seen a few of these these movies. <laughs> All right, Derek, you're gonna have to you have to gonna have to come up and decide if this is the longest intro in the history of the Twenty Two Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. No, you guys had long. No, we've had our hour long intros before. Yeah, one. Oh, dude, it happens all the time. Guess I just don't pay attention, I mean, Michael. If we, do, if we do in time, man, we could do. We have to do Hell of the Living Dead, though. Night yeah. of the Demons episode. Thank Night you, Greg. Really? <laughs> you know, the worst episode in the history of the Twenty Two Shots of Boots and Horror podcast had the longest intro. I don't know if it's the worst episode. What's worse? I don't know. I don't even know what's exactly. best. Exactly. What was even bad about the episode? Well, we just I, I I don't think we had fun, honestly. I think we were like annoyed at each other that night or something. 
And uh, the uh, intro we just say, for maybe the me demons, and you were annoyed at Jeremy. <laughs> the intro for Night of the Demons was only well. You were annoyed at me because I don't seconds. like the remake, and you're like, what "The fuck, you don't like the remake?" And I'm like, "How the fuck do you like the remake?" I love the remake. <laughs> it was one of those back and forth, like we're on the and, fucking elementary school. And ground. I think we argued about about something with part three, like <laughs> just something random, like that didn't even matter. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't even fucking remember. Man. I don't know. Lewis says that's a good episode, though. I've heard from no, some Lewis... people they like that one. I don't know. It's, you know, it's different because when you hear it from the outside and you didn't live it, you know, I'm surprised. I honestly different. was surprised how many. Yeah, I know that feeling. Favorite yeah. episode is 133. It is the best episode. Nah. Hands down the greatest I mean, episode. I liked the episode a lot. When we got off, I was like, man, that was definitely one of our best episodes, but I didn't think it was the best. Which uh, one? This is the one with no title because it was supposed to be floating heads? I personally a- think that the – I think it's the 15, top 10, 15 show with floating heads. That was <laughs> – that That's my <laughs> – That shit was funny. Yeah, that's a, the one that I even dropped. I well, was like, top 10 of 2015 – that or one was just the 82 show was really good i thought as well yeah christian wasn't on that one right on the no it's just one. me you brandon and dave that's right that's right fuck that yeah. my, my stomach hurt for like that was four days. that was a great episode <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah brutal. that was the first time we got together too yeah that was a good one <laughs> yeah there was there's some great episodes out there i can I, it's weird to say you know, you have your favorites as a ho- it's it's hard to say what's your what the best episode is when you're the or your favorite when you're even my girl Carly said episode one thirty three was her favorite episode. Your girl Carly, my girl Carly, that's my girl Carly. Something that Jeremy will never say again, right there. <laughs> yeah, a girl that actually talks to me. Holy shit! Wow, that is impressive. Imagine, maybe she Imagine feels that. That's all right. At least she still talks to me. Even she does feel bad for me. I don't care. <laughs> You're a funny guy, Jeremy. <clears throat> are you? Why are you trying to hit on my girlfriend? Yeah, because what, what's this bullshit? It's JP's girlfriend. So I you better watch your wife. Yeah, really, right? Wow, yeah, I'm gonna come take Aaron in. away from you too. Swoop in and fucking. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, she couldn't handle it anyway. Oh, what all your whining and complaining? Probably not. <laughs> I could just imagine you're trying to get there. Like, come on, let's go. Let's get this started. Let's get this started. Yep. <laughs> and then she'll listen to episode 18, which is torture chamber, and be totally fucking turned off. Should be turned that off. is the worst episode in the history of the show. Yeah, well, because episode, somebody it's, didn't it's watch the main review. Episode 18. Listen to this. We have. <laughs> Me not watching the main review, me reviewing Gummo, and um, <laughs> you reviewed Gummo the episode. It's talking about watch. Halloween 3D, which never happened, and yeah, um, what dead body would you hook up with in a Friday film? What the fuck is that? We used to get some weird questions. I remember that. What dead body would you hook up with in a Friday? Film? I don't mean Jerry or mean Jerry. Me and JP argued about the film because he hated it and I liked it. But. I don't even remember it. I, I think that I barely remember And who refuted anti, anti-social? Didn't we do that in a main review? That was uh, me. Th- anti viral. Yeah, I did, anti- I did anti-social on that episode. Dude, where the hell is Brandon Cronenberg? I remember we watched anti-viral and we're like, man, I got high hopes for this young lad. <laughs> and it's like... He hasn't done anything else? since. <laughs> Damn it. 
Let's see. Things that were talked in Antiviral, From Dust Till Dawn, the TV show. The Wolfman, the TV show. Eli Ross, the Lost Years TV show. What the fuck is that? Is that like what the history of horror is? Or is this like Maybe. a TV uh, then we have Dominion, the TV show. Scary stories to tell in the Dude, park. TV shows were so big back then. <laughs> Scary stories to tell in the dark TV show. Which Child's movie? Child's Play Seven. Which Sanitarium. Sanitarium. Carrie, which we will never do on the show. I don't know. What the hell are we Please talking do about? Carrie. Please do Stephen King Carrie. Oh, this is the news. You mean? Yeah. Okay. And Scream Factory from beneath. Episode. I think it was just beneath, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just beneath. That, that's the killer fish one. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, that was fun movie. Yeah, the fish looks cool. I thought so. <laughs> I thought that it's was, just interesting to like go back and look at these old episodes and what we talked about and like all this shit. It's that... funny how much I of the had, news I that had we an idea for an episode once where we literally the only thing we do is we just go back and talk about anything we remember from each episode. Like episode 20. Oh, you guys should do like a trivia game where you guys <laughs> make questions. <laughs> we were going to do that. that. Good <laughs> Lord. How does that come? How the fuck do you guess what we were talking about last week? Yeah. Jesus Christ. You really do know all. Detailed Derek. Episode 23, The Sacrament. We talked about Blade 4, Lars von Trier TV show, The Gremlins reboot, ABC's A Death 2, uh, Carver, whatever the fuck that is, Scream Factory, See No Evil 2, and Nightbreed, episode 23, The Sacrament. Carver's a slasher yeah, from, you from know, mid-2000s, see, maybe? I probably talked about that one. Carver. It, it's very it's interesting when you go back, right? And you episode run. 25, The Monkey's Paw. We talk about some Stephen King. That's another movie you didn't Paranormal watch. Activity 5, No Wait <laughs> 6, No Wait 5. Oh, wait, what's Paranormal Activity 2, Tokyo Nights? We end news with an odd announcement of a direct-to-sequel of the 78 film I Spit on Your Grave, which, which now still has hasn't came film. out. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant, like... Hasn't came out. That's hilarious. <laughs> they filmed it, though. Yeah, I know it was filmed. No, it's, yeah. it's definitely interesting going back and looking. I do it all. I do it from time to time. Episode it, 27, The Battery. Twin Peaks, The Purge 3, Zombieland 2, which is finally happening, Amityville The Awakening, and Chucky versus Annabelle. Oh, that would have been fucking Oscar worthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop telling, t- stop telling us this. This could actually be an episode one day. <laughs> All right, man. So before we quickly get into the news here, Derek, do you want to do any shameless plugs for Cinema Attack and other shows that you're part of? All yeah, what are you shows? doing on Cinema Attack? Are you doing an Italian episode at least? Yeah, we actually we actually recorded one. I think it'll be coming out next week. Also, we did a commentary on Rats: Night of Terror. Yes. Nice. Nice. I want to do more commentaries. That was fun when we did that. Yeah, um, we also have another show coming up, which is a town theme. It's not really horror related, but we're doing the Bronx Warriors trilogy. Nice. Yeah. The ending of the hip hop witch commentary is the greatest ep- greatest moment in the history of the twenty two shots of moods and horror podcast. It's not, but I mean, yes, it is, dude. Funny. When fucking Vanilla but, Ice shows up, that shit and, and moods and moods loses his shit. I remember it's so funny. All I remember <laughs> is Jeremy <laughs> asking for listen. why there's no. <laughs> that was all I remember from that funny. commentary, Jeremy, is you asking what, where is it? Why is there no naked white guys in it? <laughs> I remember Jeremy yeah. saying something about the car that was really funny. Um, but listen, listen, oh, if you listeners sucks. listening right now 
have not watched the hip hop with the hip hop witch commentary. You're like, maybe you're not really feeling commentaries or you don't really know what it is. Or you just don't want some people are just scared to try something new. Just do it. It's funny. It actually turned out great. So go, you can find it on Horophilia. I haven't put it on the website yet. Vanilla we'll, Ice is in it. It's, it's and Eminem. Awesome. <laughs> and Eminem. And a whole you get bunch to watch other. the movie with us, see how bad it is, and actually laugh at some of the stuff we say. It, it's pretty funny, guys. You guys got to watch it. It's fucking hilarious. And that's coming from Derek, who likes everything we do. So do. Nice. All right, man. That's that, a good thing. That is a good thing. That's not a bad thing. All right, well, let's move this along. News. That is a long right. intro. That's For a really news. long yeah, intro. Yeah, that, that one might have broke the record. So <laughs> let's move along. Let's uh, get into the news. News? With, yeah, there's not a ton of news. With me? With JP? With Double Fail. Yep. <sighs> Dude, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's at least like quadruple fail by this point. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! First up, a little bit of news. Not really news, but I just figured I would I would throw it out there because we had talked about this before. Um, basically, somebody on Twitter asked Fetty Alvarez, Yo, I need to settle an argument in a group chat. Is Evil Dead a remake or is it set within the continuity of the original films? What do you guys think Fetty Alvarez said? Hmm. Is, is it, it is it a remake or set in the time? Is it is it a remake or is it, a, does it is it set within the continuity of the original films? Well, it could be with the dimensional shit that happens in some of the Evil Dead movies. I mean, I guess it could be considering the car is sitting there. It could be mm-hmm. part of that that time period, but it can also be rem- yeah. I don't know, Jeremy. Sorry, my internet shit in the bed for once. What were you talking about? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'll just answer it. So, um, we were talking about says, the Evil Dead, right? I heard about yeah. the car. Yeah, it was about it. Well, we talked think- about it when it came out. We're like, we're like, okay, is it just a nod, or is this supposed to be like in the same world? Yeah. But yeah. then some people were like, well, it wouldn't be because the car's in the medieval times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Here's Fetty Alvarez. Yeah, but thing. that's but that happens. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you put the that in the timeline, like say after and shit. But I mean, if it's before, I mean, this movie could be taking place before Army of Darkness. When does Army of Darkness? Yeah, but take I don't place? think it is because it's mod. I think they. I'm pretty sure it's modern. Looks modern. Are you, are you right? saying Army of Darkness is going to take fucking go back to the? I mean, uh, Evil Dead Two is going to go back to. 1700s or whenever the fuck that movie takes place no and i don't think it was the 1700s i mean i truly was don't, it? i think it's like more of a remake to be honest with nods in there that's the way i interpret it but i mean yeah that's yeah, that's what yeah. i do but people people you know fans were questioning it when it came out i remember that yeah uh but i've always thought that it's one of those situations where it's like it's a reboot, but at the same time it it's not specifically starting over it's 
more of like a soft reboot in which it's like, yeah, the other films could technically exist, but we're not explicitly saying that. Anyway, here's what Freddy Alvarez had to say about it. It continues the first one. The coincidence on events between the first film and mine are not coincidences, but more like dark fate created by the evil book. Parentheses, Ashkar is still there rusting away. So he's basically saying it's set in the same world as the first film, but pretty much ignoring the sequels. Um, Yeah, well, that was kind of what I was getting at, too. You know, it takes place before Army of Darkness kind of thing. Yeah, or just... Well, it couldn't take place before because Ash's car w- wasn't because Ash's Created. car wasn't because Evil Dead Two, the car would have been the car's old and decrepit now, so it's like it couldn't, right? No, I meant mm-hmm. in between the original and Part Two. This one does. This one would take place between the original and Part Two. Yeah, unless the, that's what unless I was it's just. That's, where the fuck is Ash? Unless it's like yeah, a, I don't know. That's that is weird, right? Yeah, he would have to come back. Well, Unless no, they're it just ignoring. It couldn't because the car isn't decrepit in part two. The car is not like rusted away. Unless they're two. ignoring part two and three. Too, that's what I'm saying. I think they're ignoring like. So they're pulling like, a Halloween. Yeah, so I mean that that's really the only explanation. It would have to be if it takes place. I mean that's the original, probably the best. It ignores best part two and and uh, Army Dark. It has to. That's I think, the only, that's I think the that's only the way you can explain that. That's the best way to deal with it. I think. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, it's kind of weird because it's like Ash isn't Ash really. Then, <laughs> um, his hand so why does Ash have to be Ash? Because he's um, Ash. I mean, I know, but I know, but I mean, because people like Ash. He's, he's kind of the face of the. Franchise. They like the history of Ash. They like, you know, what Don't the happened. Halloween nerds like Laurie Strode story. Not really. Most people hate the Thorn stuff that they did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like the rare exception. Yeah, I like Hollow Six. It, it's pretty shitty. I mean, I like the original Six storyline, but that's me. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just clearing up some loose ends. Did that uncut version come out? Because I didn't see it at Walmart or anything. I think so. I didn't, I didn't check it out yet. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't okay. find it either. Yeah, I, I want to grab that. I want to grab that. Um, so after that, apparently, so we talked about this, um, a little while ago, but it kind of has a little bit more news to it now. Um, which I actually closed the article. Where is it? Anyway, so I, I read the article, so I'll just go from my memory, but you guys remember when we talked about George Romero's like un- well, this is about the amusement park. Yeah, the unknown, the unreleased film. Yeah, right. Wasn't so, that last episode you guys talked about that? Was it? It might have been. Yeah. So apparently, um, somebody has recently watched it, and uh, apparently, they're gonna try really hard to make it, you know, a thing, like to to release it. Okay, I got the article pulled up. So. Um, it says, uh, hardcore fans of George Romero may be aware uh, between Season of the Witch and The Crazies, Romero shot a 60-minute film titled The Amusement Park, made in, an, in 1973 but largely unseen to this day, billed as a PSA on age discrimination. The film was apparently shot for TV but never actually released, and it's making waves on Twitter this weekend. New York Times bestselling author Daniel Krauss, who wrote The Shape of Water, Troll Hunters, 
and the living dead announced on twitter tonight that he was watching the virtually unseen romero movie which he's been seeking out for the last 20 years in a multi-tweet thread kraus subsequently called the film a revelation as well as romero's most overtly horrifying film the people who funded it wouldn't allow it and no wonder it's and no wonder it's hellish uh, in Romero's long career of criticizing American institutions, never was he so merciless. Kraus continued, "Where can you see this savage masterwork? You can't. But I'm dedicating myself to changing that. Can you help? Yes, probably. Give me some time to figure out uh, what's what." Uh, he added, "This is truly one of them those magical cursed objects that I cannot believe has fallen through the cinematic cracks. We'll drag it back." Which is man, that sounds fucking cool, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I love amusement park films. Those are awesome. It just sounds like it's George being George. You know what I mean? Like like vintage Romero, which it is. Yeah, but it's the question is, will Romero. we ever see it? I think so. Like it sounds like it's getting some some push. Plus, George's wife has been pushing for it to be seen. So I, I mean, we're probably it's we're probably gonna need to buy it from the distributor or like whoever owns it, whoever didn't want it aired or whatever. They're probably gonna have to figure out a way to get it off. Of them. The fact that yeah, this like, is actually news now is it's like the light at the, the end right of the direction. yeah, it's like the light at the end of the t- like there's it's gonna happen someday. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. right now it's in its very infancy stages of it. Nobody really knows what's going on with the film, but f- let's face the facts here, man. This is George A. Romero's unreleased film. He's a it's fucking important. legend. It's, it's it important. Is, it's, he's an absolute legend. It's it absolutely. He's like the now. dude who got one twelve. It doesn't matter. Eventually, Street somebody somebody will pay some money to release this thing because it's going to be a huge fucking hit. You know, and you know, just from the perspective of the horror realm and world, it means a lot to people. It's going to mean a lot to people. It's going to do well. It will be seen. Like I can't wait till we do our George show, you know, it, the the double director spotlight of the dead films like mm-hmm. because we have that's one person that we really haven't covered any of their movies. You know what I mean? And he's an absolute legend like you said. He's somebody that in my opinion easily top 5 greatest horror filmmakers of all time. Easily. Top mm-hmm. 3 probably. And that's me being unbiased and not saying he's my favorite, but He's damn close to it, honestly. Yeah, he's such really a good, he was man. such a talent, and um, yeah, it's something that I like, dude. It's the it's one of the it's stuff you wish for, right? Like, whenever one of your favorite people dies, don't you wish they had more content to offer the world? And it's See, like, oh yeah. wow. The interesting did. thing about Romero is that every filmmaker. You know, regardless of who you are, where you come from, whatever, they all strive to make a really good film. Mm-hmm. You know, and the bonus is, as being a filmmaker, is making a potential classic or a classic film. It doesn't happen. There's millions and millions of directors out there that don't have anything worthy of being mentioned in a classic phrase. But what separates Romero is that he's got at least three bona fide classics all in the same series how many fucking directors can say they have three films that are classics yeah not a lot man not a lot there's so many directors out there yeah a lot of directors have one amazing film but three as that pack the punch that those films do night of living dead arguably is the most influential film ever made yeah in any genre it's incredible what that what that film has done 
mm-hmm. for not just the horror genre, but in films in general. It's become this huge thing, you know. And it, Romero's just on a different platform. You know, you can't hold this back. <laughs> it has to come yeah. up. It, it has to. Sounds cool, too. Yeah, so it really I, does. I want to see it, you know. Yeah. I think so, everybody wants to see it. Hell yeah. Who wants to place your bets that Arrow releases it? I don't know. I don't know. That's... I, I, I would know. assume there's only one print of it, even if it was shot on anything. I imagine that it would. I don't know how they would release it. Yeah. Yeah. It's only an hour, right? Yeah. Sixty yeah. minutes. Yep. It was a T. Supposed to be a TV movie. Mm. Hell yeah. Well, you know what? If they they want it done properly, man, send that shit over to to Vinegar Syndrome. And but and, and, and the fucking Mr. Rogers surgery special that George directed. Yeah. What? Yeah, Romero used to work on uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, no, but I, he directed what? He directed the a segment where Mr. Rogers went to get surgery. He had like a... Oh, a segment I think it was like a show. Okay. Yeah, it was like appendicitis. So I think... I'm not sure what the actual surgery <laughs> oh, okay. was. okay. I thought you were talking about like a real surgery. I was like, what? No, he did. He actually had a surgery. <laughs> oh, it, was, it actually was a real surgery? <laughs> Crazy. Dude, yeah. Mr. Rogers, man, he wanted to get the kids to know about everything. Yeah, he was Even appendicitis. <laughs> That's awesome. Mr. Rogers was a G, man. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Super G. Um, I just read an article on him the other day that he was like some ex like CIA agent or something. Yeah, that's a myth. Yeah, that's we a went myth. over that in high school. Actually. Oh, I could just imagine. I, Watch I actually the laughed documentary. out loud. It'll teach you everything. Yeah, there was a myth that he was a like war veteran with like ten confirmed kills or something. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> they even yeah. talk about that in the documentary. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> That'd be amazing if it was true, though. Yeah, All right. Won't you be so, my neighbor? And he changed his sweater after every confirmed kill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, after that, the uh, the team behind the new Night of the Living Dead sequel that's supposed to happen has launched a Kickstarter. Now I don't know if they've launched a Kickstarter for. It's like a little. I can't really tell what it is. Um, but if it's a new release of Night of the Living Dead or if it's going to be for that new film. Did it make $8? Did it make $8? Yeah. How much is it raised? $8? Um, let me take a look. But it's for the 50th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead. Um, it's the same company who is, you know... Uh, All you gotta do is buy the Criterion. What else more are they gonna do on top of that? They've They've actually already received 15,000 out of their $25,000 goal. So what Damn. else are they doing to it though? Cuz Criterion's edition is pretty I don't know. I didn't Are you guys talking about the 50th anniversary boxing? What is it? You, you know those box and Night of the Living Dead things that come with the Criterion and comes with like I think that was at FYE, right? Yeah, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I think it's like an FYE experience. Oh, I saw a few unboxings of it. It's like I think I nice think little... I think Jerry the fucker got it. I think so. Yeah, I'm actually like not familiar booklet. with this. Crazy. Yeah, I think it's like an Fye exclusive. It comes with like a booklet and uh, like a exclusive poster. I, for it. Regardless, wow. that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, it's I don't... For the 50th anniversary. That's why I was so confused. Is this like another release? This of it? is a Kickstarter, so it wouldn't uh-huh. uh, obviously wouldn't be the fucking no, no, no. Fye exclusive. But this is for another release of it, though. No, I it's have no it's the, idea. It's what like it's a huge. For. It's like a repackaging of like all this shit. It's like a huge box, and they put hmm. the Criterion Blu-ray in it, and like a book. That's what and, th- that's what this is for. 
No, no, this is what's what the FYE fuck right are now. you people talking about? Derek no, started, started it, not me. No, I started it. Was, no, because it was from the guys who do like the Night of Living Dead for the anniversary, and they're trying to raise money and stuff. So they put this release out of it with the Criterion. That's oh, so that's linked to this Kickstarter. It might be, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're trying to raise money another way too. Okay, so my question was the Kickstarter. So it's it's a, like a totally different release then. I don't know. No, that's it's the same fuck. release. It doesn't, it doesn't even seem like a release. That's why I don't know what you guys are talking Calm about. Calm the fuck down, my man. Man, I'm so you confused. Know what I'm saying? I'm like having a Kickstarter for a film that's that already been. I don't been... think has anything to do with this. Blame Derek. He's the one that brought it up. Okay, bro. okay. Give us the specs on this thing. JP, it just... literally says Night of the Living Dead party Kickstarter. Throw an epic party with the official Night of the Living Dead party Kickstarter. Everything you need to know. Let the good times, ro- the gold times roll. And it says, "Do you love horror films, zombies, and Night of the Living Dead? Do you do these things hold a special place in your heart? Have you been looking for a way to celebrate the film's 50th anniversary? For those who answered yes, this Kickstarter is for you." And then it just has all the tiers of the shit you get, like cozies and enamel pins and stuff but i don't know what the kickstarter is for is what i'm saying yeah so we, uh-huh. yeah we, we were trying to just get to the bottom of that before you read out the rest of it oh my bad that's man. fucking yeah, strange that's... so so like my question like maybe it is yeah I, what because i it i don't I'm so confused it's saying 50th anniversary but i'm not seeing like a release here or anything yeah yeah okay, oh, okay. so i don't oh, know maybe if it's for the new film or what it's for I think it's for the actual, like, products for, like, a Night of the Living Dead party. That's what I'm guessing, if that's what the tiers are saying there for. No, the tiers are what you get. Yeah, so the actual Kickstarter is for a party. Is it? That's the way way it just kind of worked out in my mind. And and those are the tiers. Like, if you contribute to this Kickstarter for this Night of the Living Dead 50th anniversary party, uh, I'm assuming with zombie go-go dancers and shit i don't know but then those are the tears that's what you get from it this is that's really fucking bizarre that's weird <laughs> i mean i've heard of kickstarters for a lot of things but parties that's that's a new one i didn't know i just thought that maybe it was for the like funding of the new film but that's just me but it's but it specifically said 50th anniversary right which makes sense that it's the original film well, I mean, it's yeah, it's the fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> right? But like, so, what is the? They're not saying what the funding is for, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> you weird. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just, no, 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 they totally just don't. launched a Kickstarter where you can get stuff, but I don't see anywhere where it says what. What are they kickstarting? Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Did, did you read yeah, the fine print? Maybe it says actually, you know, to be announced later. We'll figure out what we what we're taking the money for. At least they <laughs> give you something unlike Sandman. That's bizarre. That's really weird. Yeah, that's true. At least they've given you something, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, speechless on that one. Okay, let, let's see here. Risks and challenges. If we can't raise the money, we won't be able to make the party Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it is a party, damn it. But with it's your help, a we, party. we can get it done. Because our partnership with Te- Image 10 and the recent Night of Living Dead projects we've worked on, we've had a great network of people supporting us, Image 10, and getting the official Night of Living Dead products. We'll work on, we'll work with you with that network and you to get across the goal line. So if you back us, we'll do everything we can to make sure you're part of a successful project and get you. Jeez, they have worse grammar than you, bro. This feels like a fucking South Park episode where it's like (laughs) they're just like running around, like not telling you what you're donating for. (laughs) Made a living change. I don't know. It's weird. Like I don't know if. 
It's pretty much what it is. Too. The Kickstarter is just. We actually, you can, if you listen very closely, you can actually hear it saying, "Got any change?" California is good for the homeless. California. I don't get it, man. I don't know what. It's good for the homeless. Well, that's officially the weirdest Kickstarter of all time. Yeah, I didn't click the video, obviously, because I'm here on the show and I can't listen to it. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. (laughs) I don't know, man. But they've raised 15,000, so. That's fucking crazy. So all those people have no idea what they donated donated to they're just well, like it's I, I the mean, 50th anniversary of night of living dead fuck yeah i'm throwing my like, loot that almost way seems like it's like hey we're gonna make all this cool stuff like shot glasses and stuff if you guys donate but we need money to make like that like just looking at it that I'm so like, it's a really fancy way of like, buying shit know. at a fucking shop on an on a website i guess i don't know really <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know yeah. like i literally don't know that's why i didn't know what the fuck why are they spending all the money that they raised on this shit that nobody wants well, I mean, if people are donating, they obviously want well, their shot that's glasses what they and, want. <laughs> and diapers or whatever they're getting. Those diapers? What? I don't know. I, I don't know. That would be weird. That would be weird. Yeah, but do you really think they have this shit? No, I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. If That's why I can't tell if it's like if they're trying to like sell a bunch of like merch and this is a way to start this merch company or if it's like – they already have this shit, and it's funding for a film or something. Like I don't know what they found all this shit in the basement. <laughs> no, I mean they could have made it already. Or no, I know because the company kidding. exists. The company's yeah. been around since the original film. Well, if they have yeah. tears for a bunch of shit, you know, I mean, I'm assuming they probably do. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, yeah, dude. weird man, weird. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so, so, moving on. Well, we'll leave the moving link down there. That. We'll leave the link down. I'm gonna I'm gonna donate to this thing just blindly. I just okay. even if I get a shot glass out of this deal because I actually collect shot glasses, so that's pretty cool. How much right. of the shot I'll glasses? T- you could just give me the money instead. Well, I'll what? give you a Blumkin or something. Yeah, but he wants Ew. he wants the party. That's <laughs> very dense snow. A, that's very dense snow. <laughs> at least Moods knows what a Blumkin is. Oh God. <sighs> or a Roman soldier helmet. The fact of the matter that that actually exists is beyond me crazy i heard they were talking about on stern this week somebody called in about a girl that actually gave a guy a blumpkin because he was high on coke at a club and he had to take a shit and the lady followed him up into the bathroom and gave him a blumpkin when he was on the toilet fucking taking a shit and she didn't even know what was going on because she was so fucking high on coke (laughs) it's a pretty epic story uh great club stories you don't get high on coke to where you don't know what's going on that's just stupid well Sounds like my life story. Uh, yeah, have you ever so got a blumpkin? Maybe she was just retarded to start with, man. Mm. Maybe. I don't but know. I mean, it ended but up who that can't he, figure ended that up... out? Even at, even as the dumbest woman in the world, some dude goes to the bathroom and sits on the toilet. Like, who? Dude, okay. I don't. I honestly just don't care about this. Can we move on? <laughs> yeah. You don't care about blumpkins? That's weird. <laughs> no. I don't. I I never find the like that type of. This is what gets us. Stuff funny. This is what gets all these people that listen to the show all riled up, man. You know, we have disrespectful jokes and tasteless jokes. You know, so we're gonna continue to talk about blumpkins. He probably farted Robin a lot. Soldier too, helmets. <laughs> okay, move on. I'm just fucking with you. All right. Uh, here's something else I don't care about. USA has renewed the purge for a second season. So apparently it did Whoop-de-doo. pretty you good. You know, I actually saw that piece of news and laughed. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I haven't heard anyone talk about the first. I didn't season. even watch the. Yeah, like it. It felt like it. Because it's going to be a scream that it goes to Netflix and nobody cares about it. Didn't we even talk about this? We're like, did it even get released? And we're like, yeah, I think the season's over. 
Oh yeah, that that must have made huge fucking waves of yeah. They just community. made a fucking prequel movie just to fucking throw a fucking ad for this fucking TV show. Dude, you said this. fucking like eighteen times right there. <laughs> Derek's trying to break his update record. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, no. So you sounded like the dude from fucking Adam Green and Short, yeah. where he's like the 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 fucking Jack Chap fucking. Like how he's. <laughs> He's like, Derek, you just said fucking 18 times and he's trying to explain it to you and he says fucking like eight times. I had to. I had to. <laughs> yeah, it's funny as hell, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just have no interest in that shit. Maybe it's actually good. But I'm surprised though, with all the shows that got canceled after one season, all these horror-related TV shows that got canceled after a season, The Purge is one of the shows that made it through and got a second Dude, season. Dude, people like The Purge. Like, you look at the what The Purge election year made or for the first purge what is see, the last one i the told you man i told you it, it made a bunch of money <laughs> see i was you know i was cool with you know the new purge no i didn't really care for the new purge film actually I didn't really like it at all but it was actually kind of yeah, it was fucking but horrible but the fact that they were you know trying to do a prequel i mean this is where they fucked up man they should have just said screw the pre we don't need to tell the story of how the purge started whatever and get all socially fucking you know have all the social commentary and bullshit in there literally what the whole purge is about yeah, the but, whole series. but this one was just a huge jab at Trump. It was just like it's propaganda. That's what they are, but of they course, are. but I this call, one was even I'm more blatant. racist when I call it out the way it is. I'm a racist. Yeah, I just say it's a huge fucking propaganda movie. But it was That's also, it but it was also a bad film though too. Like it was just everything about it was cliche. But anyways, my point is, is that they should have probably strayed away from that and just did what I originally told them to do or said or mentioned uh, was stupid. do it on. Shut up, man. Why is everything I fucking come up with stupid? It's not. It's just the boat, the boat stuff that you come it's up with. It's scary is because you fucking can't, you don't have anywhere to go. Could you imagine the purge on the Titanic? How insane, like there's, it's a big motherfucking boat. There's places. That'd be fucking amazing. But moves. there's no where oh, to technically you, go, but there's no. Stop sucking his cock. I don't suck his fucking cock, you motherfucker. Jeremy. Oh, my God. Seriously. He's sucking your cock. He's saying it's awesome. movies. So even, even if you know deep down that that's a fucking pretty fun idea, you're still going to be like, fuck that shit. I don't think – I don't like – like, I don't know. Like, the, it just sounds too gimmicky. I don't know. How is being on a boat gimmicky? It needs really? Trent Williams on it. The whole like, Purge franchise like is fucking purge. gimmicky. It's all gimmicky. It's, it's a gimmick. not really that gimmicky, though. What do you mean? 24 hours of What's mayhem? The that you can commit crimes for 20... That's a huge that's gimmick. That's not a gimmick, dude. That's just the, that's just the story. That's, that's, like, the selling point. But, it like, a gimmick to me is something that's, like, only put there to, uh, you know... Dude, on a boat is just a setting. That's not exactly a gimmick. That's a fucking setting. It's no different than having it in a desert or at a fucking... I just want to have it in the world. At a resort. Like, I just want to see more of, like, The Purge. and well, not only supposed to be But it's been done four there. times. It's been done four times and not that great. <laughs> well, that's because they never be show it, The so. Purge. They just show people inside talking about The Purge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's – or talking about stopping The Purge or how it's bad. Like, I just want it to be purge. a full-blown exploitation film where you just see people get fucking fucked up for, like, an hour and a half. Pussy that's grab what, a motherfucker. What <laughs> so like Death Race 2000? Oh, man. Yeah, but not shitty. They should just make the second one because the second one's the only good one. I think a new Death Race film just came out. I think I like the last the fourth I like one just came out. Two, three, and four, but I mean, I just don't think that they're great. They're just Part okay. Sucks. Did you like the new Purge movie? Like, Yeah, it was as, just as like solid as the last one. <laughs> 
<laughs> which it's not great it's like i it's you like, know okay, i agree with jeremy man insane. i agree with jeremy on the the new one is pretty shitty man it's, i mean it's not what, even a what, good... what was so great about the one before it though well, it had it a propaganda it, film. For one thing, it like, had way better kills, and I mean, it literally pre- is though, the, dude. Like, it's the whole thing was in, about the elections. No, no, for you sure. Know what I mean? But at least the third one actually had some pretty decent kills. You know, did yeah. it? Like what? It, it did, man. The fucking chicks. Oh man, come on. That one. Oh, dude. I I can't remember, dude. They all run. There was some pretty gnarly kills. We even talked about. I it thought before. that there was some cool stuff in this one, with like the the eyes and stuff, like where the, he's walking down the the, the drug dealer becomes the fucking hero. Straight Who, Scar- What's his name? Scar Scarecrow. Whatever the fuck. Well, is that was stupid to me because like it's the whole point is be- like that they're trying to say that this guy is something spe- like you're supposed to get on board with this guy but it's like dude you know this is the guy that's holding the neighborhood down in the slums right like these type of yeah, people he's a total anti-hero he's your fucking he's the problem in the neighborhood but then he becomes the hero give me a break it's ridiculous but he doesn't even become the hero like well he's part becoming, of it he's part like, of it no becoming makes you realize your wrongs and then go through them and become something yeah, but different. It makes- he's just the hero it just you know makes I mean? me think that whole. You know who the fucking up. heroes of that movie should have been, man? Considering it took place on Staten Island, should have been the Wu Tang Clan. You know, representing would, Staten Island. That would have been so the, much cooler. The Wu Tang Clan just came up, and fucked everybody up. Yeah, dude, it would have made <laughs> like, a lot more I'm, sense. Come people, on, I think people yeah. would have gone. Could you, know, you imagine that? None of them Ghostface, Ghostface Killer, Ghostface Killer infiltrates that building and fucks up everybody and saves the day. That'd be like, it's, yeah. It, it is weird that he never got any Wu Tang members in there since it does take place on it, Staten yeah, Island. Yeah, they shot. Yeah, man, and those guys still rap Staten Island shit. It's crazy. No, but. I mean it's completely politically charged. It's completely social commentary on, um, you know the the well, uh, segregation and and corruptness in in politics. It it was he- too heavy handed for me, definitely. But I get what you're saying. Anyway, this is not a purge. First purge. Review. Yeah, let's give our ratings on the purge. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I gave it like a really. 6. It had 5. one laugh out loud moment, man. The pussy grab motherfucker thing was I. I I busted out in the theater, read out loud. I got proof. I, I started it. laughing I so hard. It. I, was like, I gave it like an so average funny. rating. If I didn't rate, I, I, I just think that they it. don't do the purges right. Like they, like they try to be exploitive, like an exploitation film, but then still try to be serious and like a social commentary film. Like no, just fucking go one way or the other. Yeah, but like, you know it's never gonna happen. Oh. They should just go crazy off the fucking charts and just get Tarantino to do. Remember the first purge? Not not the first purge, but the very. <laughs> The first movie, original yeah. film, how like the beginning of the movie showed all that footage of like the purge happening. That's what all of them should have been. That right there. Well, there's only going to be one more, so is there? The fifth one's the last one. The guy said. Oh, I mean, they say that all the time. I yeah, until they... it fucking blows up and makes like a hundred million, and they're gonna be like, oh shit, man, we got to make at least three. Or more. after ten years it goes by, and they're like, damn, so- we don't have any good properties let's bring the purge back this is what's such bullshit to me man is that the purge is getting a fifth film and you know something like final destination which is pretty pretty solid franchise (laughs) can't get a sixth film dude the purge versus final destination movie is going to come up and arguably the last final destination movie that came out was pretty much one of the coolest ones it was the second best yeah and it's crazy to think that that one you know the way it developed and the way it ended and shit it they didn't get anything else after that's depressing depressing i like part three 
Are they gonna take the purge in space? Is three? Yeah, three is the roller coaster one, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the second worst. But really? I like it. I like. Yeah. I I think the last one, man, it really redeemed itself after that terrible fourth one with the cars. Yeah, oh. the fourth one is so bad. Yeah, the but fourth the, one's bad. But the, the fifth the, one, the second one, and the fifth one are my two favorites. See, I the thing I liked about the la- the fifth one was that it was playing itself out like a you know like a normal Final Destination film, and then they kind of changed the mythology in it, and it like worked. Things we talked about on episode number twenty six, the Final Destination show, Prometheus that a, two. Twenty six. Holy cow! That was so long ago. Prometheus I 2. And I think we were saying the same shit. Where's the, where's the next one? <laughs> Prometheus 2, The Hatching, Lavalantula, Lavalantula. <laughs> yeah, I think key... the tagline was Too Lava, Too Lantula. <laughs> did, did we have Matt or was on that, that the show? sequel? Did they make a sequel of that? They didn't make a sequel. Did we have too Matt lava, on that lantula. show? <laughs> I don't know. No. The Keep documentary, Halloween Sink Issues, and Kevin Smith. Oh, the Halloween 4 Blu-ray. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Episode 26. Anyway, continuing along here, um, got a couple of release announcements. Oh, wait. Actually, there was one other little bit of news. This is interesting because I'm... Okay, so we've been seeing like a lot with like fan films, especially with the Friday the 13th thing as a light. The Never Hike Alone apparently was good and everybody blew it. I didn't even watch it. Um, Dude, that's pretty true. weak, man. For somebody like you who's a huge Friday fanboy, you think you would check that shit out, man? It's awesome. It's like 30 minutes. Yeah, I don't like I that. even watched it. I've never seen any of the other movies. Dude, was it was it, it great? It's legit. Or was it just like... Dude, for an indie film... Okay. I, but see, I, I don't like that. See, see I, don't like I know. That. I, I like knew you were going to fucking say for that. For an indie the, film. The, is it good or not? It is, is it good. a Friday the 13th? Is it a good Friday dude, the 13th or not? But dude, you can't compare... <laughs> You know, but no, that's why I don't want to see it though, because it's just like I don't. If it's not, if it's not gonna blow me away and be like, wow, that's just like Friday dude, the Thirteenth. You can't then I don't fucking tell it. me that you can't take thirty minutes out of your damn life to check no, out I something. I can't. I just don't want to. But it's I Friday can't. related. It's legitimately it's good. Fr- it's not. It's like Friday related. Technically. And I'm not gonna change my wording on this shit. Yes, it's an indie fucking film. It has no budget, but they do it well. Really good. That's fine. I'm sure it's great and stuff like that. But if I'm going to like, I love Friday so much that that's why I don't want to see it. It's like, I don't even want to see that. I, hope I, just, I'm right about I want to see minutes. a new Friday film or I want to see like such a good fan film that it literally just feels like a Friday film. And you know, you can't do that with no money. I understand that, but it does but, feel like a Friday film. And honestly, dude, it, it really, I mean, it's shot. It's not shot on film like those Fridays. So it's not going to have that type of well, aesthetic to it. But. shot on film really anymore. Well, that's not entirely true. I mean, Tarantino is still in film. Yeah. Well, yeah, fucking that the... one guy. <laughs> there, there's there's some people that still actually shoot on film, but I mean, it's rare. It is rare. But you know, the point is, obviously, some indie filmmaker is not going to be shooting on film. It's his whole budget would be spent on fucking thirty five millimeter uh, reels. But I don't know. It, I'm just like, to me, it's like I I appreciate that everybody likes it and stuff like that, but I just want to see either. Like a feature length, like badass, like how how the fuck did they pull that Dude, off? Like, I am shocked by this, man. For some, because you've watched some of the fan film, like a Halloween fan films, right? But I, I've never watched Friday fan films. I don't want to see it. But, I don't want to see. Uh, Dude, you uh, know what you sound like right now? You sound like a fucking elitist. You're like, I love not, Friday it's films not so about much. Elitist, dude. It's just like I don't even want to see. I just don't want to see something that's not. What I want to see, you know what I mean? I like I like Jason. But how do you know it's like not Friday. something you want to see until you see it, though? 
because everybody says for a fan film, it's pretty good. Like, I don't want to see it. Like, I I want to see a well, good Friday. The reason film. why people say for, for a, fan a fan film, film because you have to say that because if you say, hey, you check out the new I'm Friday. Sure well, if, if someone sure says, great for if, if someone film. says, if someone says, hey, you check out the new Friday film, that will just cause a fucking uproar right there. It's not a Friday film. It's a fan film. Get it fucking straight, motherfucker. You know what I'm no, saying? No, but I understand that and I'm cool with it, but it's like, I am sure it's pretty cool for a fan film. I'm sure it's great for a fan film, but you know what, man? I'm just I say like, check I it just out, want dude. to see a new Friday film. I say drop you the, the oh. elitism for fucking 24 minutes. But it's not, it's not elitism, dude. It's just that I don't, I, like, it's also not that I'm like never gonna see it or anything. It's just I didn't go out of my way to check it out because it's just a fan film. I yeah, don't really watch a lot of films. To be honest, either. man, the biggest you know I mean? reason why I checked it out, though, and I was like, and I hadn't, I mean, I'd heard some people talk about it and shit, but I was like, man, the runtime is so short. I'm like, why not? It's a short. I like watching shorts, man. If that See, was part of an adult. If it was feature length, I would maybe, like, be more interested in it. See, I've but, never oh, watched it. It's almost an hour long. I've never, is, is, okay, so it's almost an hour long. Okay, so, but anyways. Yeah, it's like 52 minutes or something. I don't know. Whatever. But the point is... What does it see, add? You fucking, here, you fucking go out this. there and do it then, dude. You do it. I What? Go make a feature-length Friday the 13th fan film. You make Why? it seem like it's I easy. mean, I do kind of get wait, where hold you're coming on, from here. Back the fuck up. Hold on. Wait one second. Because oh. Jeremy literally makes no fucking sense here. And I just got to point it out. <laughs> because I don't want to see it, that means that I have to go make one. What sure. point are you making? Make one that you would want to see. You never want to see. I'm gonna watch my. I'm gonna make one, and there that way that I'll have something to watch. That makes no sense. If I go make one, I'll finally have something to watch. Nobody even watches their shit. (laughs) Come on, that's like why don't you make a podcast and listen to it if you want to hear a podcast? No, that makes no sense. Even though I'm sitting here arguing with you, I do understand where you're coming from because you know I've never watched any of the Halloween shorts. Something like. You, like Fan I know films? what you tried to do there. You tried to make it seem like I was saying that oh this is so easy when that was literally never my argument at all. You just wanted it to be, so that makes no sense. And you wanted to say like, well, why don't you go out there and make a film because you clearly know how to do it, which was not my argument. But you tried to force it in there to be my argument, which is dumb because that was never my argument. Just letting you know. He didn't even lube that shit up either. <laughs> he just jabbed it right in. But man, I That's get what I, I usually do. But I get it though. No, man. he's talking about me. I honestly do get it though, because like where you're coming from. I mean, I don't fully agree with it, but you know, I mean, from my perspective, I never watched any of the Halloween fan films because like I'm not really a big Halloween fan. So I get it. But you, but knowing that you are mm-hmm. a huge Friday fan, I figured that would be something that you would take the time to check out, considering it was getting a little bit of buzz and it's worth the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's cool, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is it just like Jason stalking random people and killing them? Or is it like there – is there any story to it? Is there any new mythology? Well, he actually adds continuity to uh, a few of the sequels. I can get behind that. I think that's kind of cool. But I'm just expecting it to be like look really good. Like, oh, they got Jason looking like Jason. It's set in the woods. That's cool that it's a good locations. But is there any story to it? Like, do they add any mythology? Is it is it a movie or is it just a sequence of a stock and slash from a Jason movie? Because that's how I picture it. Just a sequence that looks like, wow, this fits right in there with like what a Jason sequence would look like. 
Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, most of the Friday sequels don't really add too much more to the mythology but they, either. They do more than people give them credit for. They honestly do. I mean, the, the so, six is very different from, you know, five and and five is different with the ending and and, you know, four is well, five uh, stands out, of course, because it's it, yeah. It, yeah. But then even seven is completely different and eight is completely different and nine is completely different. You know, they they they, they honestly are different. People just that's the cliche with the Friday films is it's basically the but same they're not thing. As, it they're is. not that much different that they're like, oh, wow, that one's like. That well, I mean, my seven mind is very different from six. It's got the whole telepathic thing, thing happening. But and that's... then eight is very different from the other ones because it's set on a boat. I mean, as a film, <laughs> yeah. And then nine is very di- – come on, nine is nothing like the other ones. But that's a setting. That's just a setting. I mean, it's not making it a whole lot different. It's just a setting-wise. But it's pretty different. But Jason is Jason in like every film. Yeah, okay, but I understand what you're saying, but is that what it is? Is it just a sequence of a Friday the 13th film, or is it a movie? Is it like a... What's that? Well, there's a story to it. Is it just like, is it, you know, like, what is it like just like a small... Like, you get what I'm saying? It's just like a couple lines of dialogue. I just picture it one long chase sequence with cool, like, stuff like that. That's how I picture it, but I don't know. That's just no. It's it's not like that. It it definitely okay, it's I'll weird because it, it has continuity it and shit. It's it's actually kind of interesting. I'll check it out. I'll I, check it out. I mean, it's so short. I don't want to start giving everything away from it. Either, is that? Yeah, exactly. I don't want to give away like the it's hard. Stuff. I, it's hard to talk about short. Films. I'll see it. I'll see it. I'll let you. I'll I'll report back within the Never. next weeks. I actually do report back. Screw you. <laughs> the next <laughs> Jeremy's trying to derail me like crazy tonight. And I don't know why. Um, but anyway, this little bit of news is because I thought this was interesting. Oh, this is I thought this was interesting to bring up because the the fan films, right? Like we we know what they are. They're they're lesser versions of something that we like because there's no funding because they can't technically make money on it. So who the hell's gonna fund something without getting anything in return? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why fan films can never be. Great. But this is an age of like Kickstarters and things like that. So my question to you guys, and I'll read this article in a second, but I thought it was interesting. What's to say, you know, the rights to Friday the 13th are super screwed up right now. What's to say like everybody was like, you know what? Let's we want to just see a Friday the 13th. Let's let's just fucking pay for it. And what if you know, you got some good people attached to it and like you literally made a Friday the 13th film and never expected to make any money on it or anything like that. And somebody just made one like a real one, like like one with a million dollar budget or something. You know what I mean? Like, let's say that uh, you got everybody to do that or not even a million. You know, that's a lot. But like a hundred thousand dollar Friday the 13th film. It's possible, right? Like, is that could that that it could would have be, to be a thing. fair use, you know? Well, no, because you wouldn't make money on it. So that's why I said it would have to be during fair use somehow. No, 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 it wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay, um, so where's like, are you talking about just getting people to fund it and then make the film and just kind of put it like, out what there? If, what if you were like, I'm. I don't want to just – you can't be a nobody, right? You can't just be this guy who's like, hey, I'm going to make a Friday the 13th film. Give me all your money. You have to have a track record for people to have trust in you, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say that – Well, especially when you're throwing around numbers like 100,000 to you know, half a million yeah, or whatever. Let's just, yeah. let's just say everybody was like, 
just just throwing a name out there or something like I don't know somebody who's like kind of indie like Dustin Mills or something somebody who has a, a little bit of a uh, track record with like okay he made movies mm-hmm. um, it's just not some dude who like doesn't know anything <laughs> yeah. uh, and we were like hey like we want Dustin to direct this Friday the 13th film and it's gonna be what a Friday the 13th film should be it's not going to be made by a studio with a bunch of it's not going to be another remake like it's going to be a like a jason sequel or something and then like hey like everybody donate to this thing or even the never hike alone guy right everybody donate to this thing let's make a new friday 13th film for like a hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand dollars do it through kickstarter and then we make it and it's free and everybody can watch it like i don't know why that hasn't happened yet i mean i know why because it's like hard to get it to happen but well, is oh, that actually, there possible? is one happening right now. <laughs> well, yeah, this, there's that. this news that I got. So, fully funded film, fan film, Friday the 13th Vengeance will be a sequel to Jason Lives, starring C.J. Graham. Yeah, I and, met him. He was a nice guy. Oh, my favorite says, Jason, man. I met him uh, last time. He, he tried to sell me more shit that I didn't want, but besides that, he was nice. <laughs> He's like, you should buy this photo of me and Alice Cooper. I was like, fuck you. I'm already giving you $30 to sign my Laserdisc. Why are you trying to sell me more shit? You seem like a nice guy. Fuck you. Besides that, he's nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. It's sure a true story. So, um, basically, a Kickstarter was successful. It had a $25,000 goal, and it made $38,000 with 19 days still left to go. And apparently, CJ Graham has, like, signed on to do it. And, and the guy from Friday, too. And the guy from Friday too. So somebody's out and there making their own movies. Friday the Thirteenth film, and I think it's kind of cool because that's literally what I was just talking about. Where it's like, could somebody literally make a real Friday the Thirteenth sequel, like a real one, not one that looks like a fan film? Well, not it'll one be that... it'll be a real like with a budget and stuff. It'll just be technically an unofficial sequel. Yeah, film. but does that if somebody made one that look that looked good enough, couldn't you just count it? I mean, like, it's up to the fans, right? It's our decision. I mean, yeah, if you want to get super technical, yeah, it could totally fit in perfectly. It's just an unlicensed sequel. Yeah. That's it. But but why couldn't we just take Friday the 13th and say, fuck the studio? Like, we're going to make You got to be careful with that, too, because... Yeah, you know, I get sued. Yeah, because if you're <laughs> Which, making any type of money off there, like, they can just be like, no, we, co- we have the copyright yeah. on the Jason, and you can't fucking use him, and they'll just shut it, down. It is interesting, because how, yeah. like... Is Kickstarter making money? You know what I mean. Like it's there. I'm sure there has like. Oh, there's if, a lot of funky logistics. If Paramount came in after you with their big suit lawyers, like, and been like, "No, this is like," I'd be scared, wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> I don't know how. You would think that there would be a way to shut that down. Yeah, I don't know. But I just think it's interesting. I don't know. The the whole. I mean, fan really, you can do is, anything though. I mean, law states that you just you can can't do, make money. You just can't make money off it. That's yeah. the thing. It is interesting because, as a Kickstarter, I mean, as long as all the money that you're taking in for it is going back, you know, to the to the levels in the film. I don't know. I guess you just so have how, to prove it. I guess you just have to prove it. Alone, people put out a Blu-ray. Well, they they did it in the go-go, but it wasn't non-profit. It was uh, they put the money to make the Blu-rays and the soundtracks, and whatever they also made after that, they donated to charity. Yeah, it was all charity money. Yeah. 
Because I was just wondering if that's... You just got to be careful with it, though. Mm-hmm. All the money that's coming in, you have to be giving back, you know, putting into charity and stuff. You can't be keeping any... Like, you have then, to then have a paper trail for that. 100%. Like 100%. Just, 100%. Oh, yeah. Because everybody knows about it. Like, if you if you sell 100 or 1,000 Blu-rays or whatever, like, that money has to be accounted for and, and you know, going to charity. It has to be there or else you're fucked. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. It's risky business, really. Yeah, because I mean, when you're dealing with this type of money and you have all this money coming in, wouldn't you want to just keep it? You're like, fuck yeah, man, I made some money off this shit. But theoretically, you can't legally. I mean, you can keep the money, but it's not legal. Well, it'd be fair, also, uh, what JP was saying about it being cheap. Uh, these guys are actually uh, direct animated directors because they worked for DreamWorks, so they have made animated movies that yeah. did very well. So they have money from that too. So they did put some of their own money into making this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, Especially when you see what it, you you know what I mean. All right, so that that's that. The last couple of things here. um, So uh, the what you said, Jeremy. You said that Mary Lambert said something about a four K pet cemetery. Yeah, she posted today that she was working on uh, with Paramount an HDR uh, transfer of Pet Cemetery. So, I mean, that would probably assume that a Pet Cemetery 4K. 4K is coming down the line. It'll probably come right when the new one is about to be released. Yeah, so probably in the end of March. Makes yeah. sense. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's cool. I'll pick that up. I love Pet Cemetery. Uh, finally, yes, this, Moose, I we know 4K. We know. <laughs> I was say shit. Oh yeah, you were thinking it though. <laughs> well, I was just—I was more thinking about JP's comments. I'll pick that up, and I'm like, "What the hell are you gonna watch the 4K version on?" <laughs> I'm eventually gonna get a 4K setup, but hey, I, I never said I wasn't going to. I said I was just waiting for my fucking, yeah. I was just waiting for my TV to to go, and it just doesn't seem like it's gonna go. I, you know, oddly enough, I was actually at Best Buy yesterday, and I was just checking out prices, and you know, I was looking not at that the, high. I was looking at the I finally, six, 65 I've, inch. Samsung and I was like, eh, it's it still pretty high, but I finally I'll got eventually get one. Actually, I watched. Uh, my friend has a 4K TV, and we watched Evil Dead. How did it look? It looked better than Evil Dead ever has looked. But what kind of TV? What size of the TV was it? I don't know. I can't. Was remember. it a big TV? Was it a small TV? Was it... I don't know. How do you not know how big the TV was? I don't know. I just don't remember. <laughs> I see a lot of TVs. Did in my you life say it was head. yesterday you watched it? <laughs> no, it was it was like a couple months. It was like a month ago. Oh. Um, but I mean, it looks good. Like, is it the difference? Is not. I think that's not, a bad example because that movie. Yeah, get Halloween. Pop in Halloween. Yeah. Halloween okay, looks I mean, way different. <laughs> I'm sure it does, and I'm sure just like with Blu-ray, there's differences, right? But my my argument here is the difference between DVD and Blu-ray is not going to be the same as Blu-ray to 4K. It's just not. You get what I'm saying? Don't knock it till you watch it. I mean, I watched one thing, but yeah, I'm that's saying... that's a bad example. Do, do you think that it is? I mean, the difference between the Halloween Blu-ray and the Halloween 4K is like night and day. Is it between? Is it the same difference as a DVD to a Blu-ray, though? Hmm... I don't know. I'm gonna watch Cloverfield. I'll report back. See, because like that, like that seems like a bad VHS, example too. 
No, VHS. Unsane. Unsane is supposed to have one of the best 4K transfers, and that fucking movie was shot on an iPhone. It's, okay. So, I don't know. Yeah, but it was VHS. still shot. In, but it was still shot in 1080, though. So, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter that it was just shot on an iPhone. It's still shot. On a good quality, ca- those cameras are pretty decent, you know. For what they I are. mean, let's be honest. Anything that's shot modernly is going to look good, but yeah. what mm-hmm. what matters to us is how is it going to improve the retro releases? Because that that's what mostly matters to us. Um, now VHS to DVD, massive quality difference, right? Yeah. You're talking, yeah, yeah definitely. you're talking triple as good. Well, that's when they were changing aspect ratios too, you know. VHS tapes were four, four, three went into you know. Then I we mean, started getting the widescreen. Different looking. Yeah, a VHS to a DVD is completely different looking. V- DVD to Blu-ray, different looking. Not as extreme of a gap as VHS to DVD though. That gap is a little bit smaller, but still very good looking. I don't think that 4K Blu-ray to 4K. I think it's half the gap of DVD to Blu-ray. And, you know, a a quarter of the gap, you know, you get what I'm saying? It's the gaps are getting smaller in terms of quality difference because there's only so much, there's only so much quality you can go to. So, Jeremy, what about like, let's use like a decent example because Evil Dead's a terrible example because that movie was shot, what, 60 millimeter? I'll do Christine. The difference with Christine, Sony's done premium, premium uh, 4K transfers on their catalog titles. They're the best in the business when it comes to catalog title transfers, for sure. Christine is night and day, man. It's fucking See, but amazing. you say night and day. It is. Very, Watch it. Very loosely. Get a night good and setup. Day. Dude, no, night and day good, is like Get VHS a good setup and okay, watch Jeremy, it. Jeremy, what about something modern? Okay, we're talking like the Blu-ray of John Wick sure. versus the... 4K John Wick. What's the yeah. difference? Because well, we know it's John Wick was... because of H. It's mainly because of HDR, high dynamic range. It makes the blacks blacker and the the colors, the blacks blacker and the white yeah. whiter. So yeah, I know. Get I, more, I, I know what it's get doing. More, you get more. Quality. We're saying how much better though. We're not actually getting. I don't know. Of- I haven't really thought about it. I just fucking. That's it's hard with a modern movie because you I say mean, so it's, and day, and so to it, me that's just a lie. It's an so it's not one of those moments where you pop in, you know, a vinegar syndrome Blu-ray, and you're like, holy fuck, that's insane. You I know, said because, that with Saving Private Ryan because like you've if you watch the DVD in, version uh, of something, if you pop in a VHS copy of Bloodhook or even the one that was on Prime before the Blu-ray came out, well, I use that, and yeah. then you pop in the Blu-ray. It is night and day. That's a def. That's a good example of what night and day is. Well, I even right. to me the DVD version of Bloodhook, the trauma release, to the Blu-ray is it's fucking night and day. It's yeah. insane. But I think when you're talking two HD things, I don't think they can be night and day. It's just yeah. the gap is too. There's not not much more. Quality There's not enough room f- to have that big for gap. improvement. There's not enough room for improvement as well. See, I don't. Yeah, I just can't. You. I just can't argue this because I don't know. Like I've not really watched a lot either, of 4K but, stuff. I mean, ju- I, just off of one experience, I just don't know. Just yeah, that, guessing. That's a bad don't one. Think there is. Yeah, that's a bad one to. Because even Jason, I think even Lloyd even said that you know the Evil Dead is it looks better, but it's you know it's not like holy fuck that's like insane. 
you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, a, yeah. If, if but, you're doing, it, but like, do you think there is, do you, so that's what my question was. Is there holy fuck? Like, do you get those holy fuck moments? Yeah. Jeremy, or is it like, man, that looks better than it. Did I, last I, I said, holy fuck with saving private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. And I said that with blade runner 2049. I think if you're going to buy two movies for the format, you buy saving private Ryan. And yeah, but we're talking strictly horror here too, though. I know. Well, there's not too many horror titles to choose from right now. I mean, especially catalog titles. You have Christine, Evil Dead, and Halloween. That's it. And American Psycho. That's it. Four catalog titles. So it's not like you have a... There was a Chainsaw release, wasn't there? Over yeah, in Germany German, or something? No. Yeah, it's German. Yeah. So, you know. All right. No, it, Aliens well, on we'll have to see. 4K? No. Aliens no. on 4K? Oh, okay. Well, Predators. Predators. Okay. Prometheus is on Aliens isn't on 4K. Prometheus and Alien Covenant's on 4K. Yeah. Alien One isn't 4K. No. Okay. Well, Predator is. Predator is. Oh yeah. I mean, Predators One is a pretty big difference between the Blu-ray and I. I did see both of those. I guess I'll just have to wait to see more things come out. Eventually, have to get a TV and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see how we. I like it. I think it's a cool format. Yeah. Same here, man. I mean, I think it's a cool format. We were just talking specifics. How much cooler is it? That's the question. Is it worth upgrading right now or waiting a while? Do you, how you see like a, is, how big is the difference? If you're going to upgrade, you should do it now because this is the year of 4K Black Friday-wise. So, Well, I mean, um, next year will probably be the year of 4K Black Friday-wise yeah. too because every year it's going to get cheaper. <laughs> you know? But... Is there room for three formats? Like, are we going to still see DVD, Blu-ray, 4K? Because that's the way it's looking right now. I don't see any sign of Blu-ray going away or DVD. In fact, honestly... Why can't there be all of them? There can't... I'm asking. That's that's my question. It's clearly doing well if the studios keep putting out movies. Oh, it's... That's not necessarily true. There's not enough sample size to really see. It's It's been out for three years, bro. I know, and it's it's doing that's, like that's, it's that's not rapidly thing. You know what I mean? It's just starting. It's just that's what I'm saying though. Three years we haven't seen much movement until now. The first year there was no movement at all. The second year there was a little bit. Now we're starting to see a little bit more movement, but only but time if it will wasn't tell. making movies. If it wasn't making money, they wouldn't keep doing it three years later. It can make money, dude. You can make money and stay at the same level. I'm saying, is it going to replace Blu-ray? Is it going to replace DVD? Is Blu-ray going to go away and it just be DVD and 4K? I can see that happening more so than Blu-ray and 4K existing. Uh-huh. I think if I think if if Blu if Blu-ray if 4K got to the point where I just think it would be the only thing, you know what I mean? I don't think there would be Blu-ray if DVD fell off. There's no way it's going to be Blu-ray and 4K. I think it would just be 4K at that point. I don't know. I don't think DVD is ever going to go anywhere. So I know that's crazy, right? Like DVD is still more popular. Oh, people like Mikey Fisher. It is. DVD is DVD has more. You combine all 4K and Blu-rays, and there's more DVDs at your Walmart. Yeah, but like imagine buying John Wick two on DVD. Like who the (laughs) fuck would do that? <laughs> We've come so far. He's like, I'm at, he's saying it like it's VHS or something. He's it's like, imagine John Wick two on DVD. What the fuck? I mean, I'm, you should at least have a Blu-ray player by now. You could get them for fucking ten bucks at Goodwill. Like, 
excluding the resurgence of like vhs and stuff dvd is like one of the longest lasting formats continuously oh yeah dvd it's been over 20 years it's been over 20 years it's just doing so well still like i still see people buying dvds like new movies like it's insane it's insane like on like in yeah i I still see it all the time too it's been 21 years since it came out crazy DVDs still sell. It's fucking crazy. Uh, I still I buy DVDs, DVD you know? too, because they, yeah. there's still movies yeah, being I released only on DVD. Yeah. You know. Anyway, the final little yeah. bit of news here is um, Germany is releasing this fucking massive Psycho box set, and I, the only reason I brought this up is one, it has you know the the four original movies, the Bates Mattel TV movie, mm. as well as the '98 Vince Vaughn Nation Psycho remake. But one thing that <laughs> it does, ha- and the legacy, the Psycho legacy, actually Rob G's film from Shockwaves. Um, oh, the documentary. Yeah. yeah, it actually has that. But nice. the one thing that it has different than any other releases of Psycho ever is. It's releasing the original Psycho uncut. Now, what the hell does that mean? Does anybody know what that means? I have no um, idea. I read that too. I yeah, have no idea what the fuck that is. But it's a German box set, and everything that come comes out says uncut because they have sensor issues over there. So putting the word uncut on the releases is a selling point. It's probably not even a different version of the film. Um, I've noticed that with no, lots of Germany. This Ger- is a version that has aired on TV in Germany, and it's different from our version. Okay, so it has added TV footage and stuff? Yeah, but apparently, yeah. I just looked into it a little bit further. Apparently, it's just minor little, like, extra seconds of stuff. So it's yeah. not, it's, there's, it, it is, it's, it's available on YouTube. You can see what's missing out of it. Yeah. But it's but, a big, th- it, but it, it is a big thing. It's a big selling point over in Germany because of their censorship laws. That having the word uncut on there is like, yeah, you gotta you gotta have that on there. That's why you see so many releases like uncut, and it's just it's like a normal release over here, you know, that doesn't say uncut. It's just what it but it says uncut over yeah, there. Yeah, but technically it would be uncut if it came over here. You know? I, I, if you want to look at it like so. that, I mean it's no, just it, it's it, added it would, footage. Though. I mean it's not necessarily sometimes I think of like uncut f- f- films You're and directors of cut. versus uncut. I mean, any nothing is technically no, I'm uncut. Not. I, it's all cut. I mean, there's a difference <laughs> between an uncut film and a director's cut, right? I mean, director mm-hmm. has you know input into that version of the film, so you know it's usually, and that's why I watch a lot of those because that was his, you know, that was his version of the film, right? His vision yeah, for but, the film. But technically, uncut can't even be a thing, right? Because no, it, it technically just... can't because there's probably there's there's hours of every film is technically cut. Yeah, every yeah. film is cut. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to get real technical about it, but yeah, yeah. So is that the the Bates Motel TV film that's going to be like uh, it's remastered in in high def and stuff? I guess. That's I, don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, that's never like. been out in Blu-ray before. No, so. I don't it, even know if you can. It was TV. It was. It might have been. I don't know. It was a shot on film? I don't for know. For the time, I so. probably. Yeah, it was definitely shot on film. Yeah, probably. If well, it was on Blu-ray, it'll, it'll just be, be like, like any of the TV films. Yeah, you know what? This is actually. I'm looking at the footage here, and it actually is like an un. You would consider this uncut. It's a longer scene of Norman looking at Marion through the peephole in her bra. I would consider that footage that was cut. Um. Do they what, extend the toilet It's a longer scene? scene of him dragging her body and washing <laughs> his hands. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would assume this 
for the time, that's stuff that was probably cut for for ratings. I, I would have laughed though, man, because you know Psycho's known as the first American film to have a toilet flushing in it. Yeah, <laughs> if it was just a longer <laughs> scene with the toilet flushing. <laughs> yeah, Nor- Norman washing the blood off his hands. So I mean, mm-hmm. technically, technically, uh, even the kill with the the uh, the top view kill of the guy falling down the steps that's Spectre. a little bit longer. Huh. So, Arbogast, yeah. Technically, I guess it's the young version. Interesting. Anyway, that's news. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it either. Unless that fucking Bates Motel looks real good. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not importing from Germany, I'm just saying. <laughs> Racist. Yeah. All right. That's the news. <laughs> Fucking thing suck. Oh yeah, getting into some box office brawl recap. So who wants to let me know who I won this week? Who I won? If I won. You did win. What was it, Jeremy? Overlord made ten million one hundred thousand. Wow. Is that Which shocking? Is, it's yes, it's yes. well, no. I wouldn't say shocking, but it's disappointing for sure. So yeah. Moods versus me, which is JP, it is now 15 to 15. Oof, this is really coming down to the wire. Yeah. That was my opportunity to pull ahead. Uh, me versus Jeremy, I actually win, which that, that one's 21 to 12 now. And then Moods actually pulls ahead versus Jeremy. Yeah, so we only have so, one week left, so we could end in a tie. Yeah, which in in that case, neither of you would have to buy either of you anything. Push. So what is the last one anyways? Uh, that uh, oh, Possession that, that film. Possession. I fucking keep forgetting about that. I still can't possession that's of Hannah idea. Grace. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's yeah. not till when? November 30th. So that'll be next week then, or the week after. We'll do. Mm-hmm. I can't believe there's nothing. That looks like December. a future... That looks like a future Hall of Painter. <laughs> Dude, that's brutal, man. So what's going to happen here is Jeremy and Moods could tie. I already beat Jeremy. I told him that I want... What did I want from you? Land of the Dead Blu-ray. Yeah, Land of the Dead. Um, Moods versus me is going to come down to that. And then Moods is either going to win something off of Jeremy or they're going to tie. And not win any. Not nobody's gonna get anything. So I potentially could get two Blu-rays out of here. two two Blu-rays, and I could potentially get one in O one. Or mm-hmm. yeah. get or yeah. get two. <laughs> oh, it's such a. Sh- Jeremy is giving two no matter what. Probably it's like, not well, even an exciting film. <laughs> it's not even an exciting film at all. I don't even know what it is. I haven't even looked at it yet. Is it so just me or is it weird that there's like no, like, it's so cool if there was like a theatrical Christmas related horror film this year. That would be fucking awesome. Dude, there hasn't been one since Krampus. That's crazy. Yeah. And before that, there hasn't been one since Wasn't Wasn't art, wasn't art house artsploitation releasing one? Are you talking about theatrical Christmas? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of Christmas-related horror films that come out every year, but 
not the address. Yeah, no, like, I, I just went to Walmart and it's like there's two new Krampus. Yeah, movies. there's two new Krampus. I know. Yeah, like better watch out and uh, that Red Christmas one came out last year. Yeah, there's a better bunch watch of this out year. Is like the best Christmas horror film in a long time. <clears throat> it was solid. Mm-hmm. It was cool, man. Anyway. Yeah, I, I need to pick that up actually. I need to pick up. You like that better than Krampus? Oh yeah. No, I love, dude. I love Better Watch Out. <laughs> yeah, like, Better Watch Out is great, but it has like that thing where you could watch the twist isn't going to be as effective. It's not, but it's still it's still like damn fun. Like I watched it three times last year, man. That's like the only movie I've ever watched like three times in in one year and forever. That fucking paint can scene, man. (laughs) 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 That shit's amazing. (laughs) I think, what did I have? I had, uh, it made my top ten, but where did it make it? Uh, Number seven. Honestly, dude, like, I'm not even going to lie. If I redid that list, it would be, like, number three or four. Crazy. Mm -hmm. I liked it more. I like it more than It. I like it more than Black Coats, and I like it more than Raw. Those are the three films ahead of it. Huh. Wow. Like it more than it. Yeah, but that makes yeah. sense though. You yeah. have a, you have a severe hard on for the first one. The first it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the superior version of it. If I'm gonna like one of the it's, I would like the superior version. Am I right? <laughs> like let's say you were watching Carrie and you're like, should I watch the superior version or the other two that are less superior? The inferior versions. You would pick the superior version, right? I'm gonna judge this when it's uh, once we get the adult <laughs> version, second half of the film. I'll compare it as like a whole versus a whole. It, there you on, go. Honestly, it is hard for me to compare right now because the original it is like the full story. We have half the film right now. I think it's actually kind of unfair to do that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit yeah, because because the thing is, though, man, like a lot of people don't care for the the adult part of the original it film. Where I actually really do, because I was a huge John Ritter fan, and yeah, I like that that's, casting. That's a huge factor, right? Because if it by itself was only the first, if you cut the original miniseries to one part, I think it would be more on par in people's opinions with the new one, because people love the kid part in the original one, but don't like the adult part much. Yeah. So it's like we kind of need to wait to see what happens with the other part to truly yeah. compare them. I think it's a fair. Put you on, yeah, put you on I that. think it's fair to do so. But that's kind of so like, hmm. I can't. That's next year, man. I can't wait till we do our top ten show because there's actually quite a few films I'm looking forward to in 2019. So that that'll be fun to because we always talk about what I haven't what we're really looked into 19 yet because I'm still trying to figure out what the hell to watch for 18 so I can make up this damn list. Well, you have it. You have the Devil's Rejects two. Those are huge. Right, that is true. That is true. Happy Death Day to you. What's that? The Devil's Rejects, too, isn't it? Three from Hell. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the second part. Of it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, yeah, there's a few. There's a few. But yeah, so <clears throat> one film that came out in 2018 that you should be looking forward to is Overlord, and that's the film we just talked about with Box Office Brawl. But me and Jeremy wanted to give our brief opinions, right, Jeremy? Right. So what did you think? Is that moods or Jeremy? I can't tell. No, that's not me. 
Uh, <laughs> why would he start that snoring like at his own review? Jeremy move. <laughs> I know. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. I'm like fucking sleeping over here. I liked it a lot. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, it's it's war horror, which doesn't get much love, mainly because it's fucking expensive to do. But it's cool to see. Exactly. A, good point. It good is point. a good point because it, it it's a period well, piece. But it's massive. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see a studio fucking throw $38 million into a movie that they probably know isn't going to make its money back. And the results are a huge budget, bloody gore fest of a throwback. It has a throwback B-type movie feel to it. And it's really, really good. It's practically 90% of it is practical effects. And uh, the CG, I mean, it's a little noticeable, but it's 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 fine. It it does its purpose. But what and, is the CG in it, though? Um, just it's like um, a lot of it, I think, is like, like gunshots and oh, they, like they CG um, gunshots. See, there's two. No, things see, that, I didn't see. I don't think I. See. There's I two mean, things. Know, like not like not like, the, you, like you can't. It's not CG like gunshots. Like you can yeah. tell it's CG gunshots. It's just probably like I always have a major with problem like with that. You know, you no, want, you won't, you won't. You, you won't. when you watch films with like, you know, they're ex- again, you know, ninety percent uh, practical effects, and then the ten percent of CG is like blood splatter. And you're like, what? The uh, fuck? It's like, not that. I hate that. There probably is CG on the blood, but you can't tell. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's it. mainly like body contortion stuff mm-hmm. that I saw. But so this film is pretty cool because it follows the hundred uh, and first airborne as they are in france and their their goal is to drop in and take over a nazi controlled radio control tower in order to wipe it out so that it can allow air support to their team that's going to be infiltrating on the ground in another area and basically they get shot down and there's only a few survivors a handful of survivors they go into this french countryside occupied by nazis and they get help from a woman which is a little cliche honestly but um why because she's a woman well no it's just (laughs) they get help from a french person who's anti not it just seems like what you would do in in a film french people are always nice look at me um (laughs) well they actually there's some i love the historical accuracy that they have that's because derek Um, you, you got more french canadian than you not european france French. Well, yeah, one true. thing one thing I like about this film is it, it has a lot of historical accuracy it, accuracies with like the weapons and stuff. But also, they mention one of the characters mentions that like he speaks French, and they're like, "Your French sounds different than mine." And it's like, "Yeah, that's because um, my French is like from l- like Louisiana French, like how that came about. You know how a lot of uh, French people settled in Louisiana and stuff like that. I, I like that stuff, like Cajun." And yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they basically have to get into this radio tower, but in this radio tower, underneath this radio tower is actually a laboratory where they're doing Nazi experiments on the dead and the yeah. living and, and you know, the nasty Nazi stuff that that was true. Do they have an Ilsa uh, character there? They do no, not. That's uh, actually one thing. There's there's only one two one, females. two females. Three females. Well, that's yeah, a shame. That's three. a shame. Yeah. I like those little shadows. Sense, the time. Big titties and blondes. Oh, yeah. yeah I no, do. it's not that kind of movie. It's a <laughs> it's serious. Not, it's film. very serious. It's. Um, I think that the strength of it is 
my god, the opening like oh, twenty yeah. minutes, the visuals in it is just stunning. That's why like, you got to watch it on fog IMAX. It's fucking awesome. The fog and like the just the background, like it's haunting. It, yeah. It's great, you know. I I love the opening to it. Jeremy, honestly, uh, how many people can actually watch IMAX? I mean, there's such a low percentage of people that have access to watching a film in IMAX. I don't know. I mean, there's a I, lot of them now. But they're mostly in like mid. I mean, most people don't live in big cities. Like, I mean, there's a lot of fucking small areas. Yeah, that's why he always says like, I want to see the film in the best way possible. It, I'm it always like, I want to see possible. the film in the most intended way possible, which is probably just in the theater. Yeah, that's how most people the are gonna be able to see it. No, but most I mean, just like not like don't have access. Like, Directors don't make movies intending for people to be like, I'm going to design this as if you were watching on IMAX. Yes, he does. <laughs> His name's Christopher Nolan. I mean, if I was taking your shit yeah, to heart, man, I'd be it. like, fuck, dude, I got to travel eight hours down to Vancouver to wa- go watch a shit in IMAX. Fuck that, man. <laughs> that's an expensive trip. <laughs> it, it, like, that's the, the strength of the movie. I think where it gets the, the its biggest weaknesses is its cliché-ness. The lead character is very like morally strong, like like oh we can't do this because of this, like we can't do this because of this, and it's like dude shut up, like you're in war, listen to your 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 fucking superior. Is the main rank- character white? <clears throat> black, <laughs> actually. Oh, that makes um, sense. The the main character is black, which is you know interesting. Um, I'm I'm keeping my mouth shut on that one. Um, but no, it's it's. I don't like how he's constantly going against his sergeant and who's in charge. It doesn't make sense for reality because you have to listen to that person. Like there's a scene where they're trying to beat a Nazi to get information out of him. And of course our lead character has to have this moral high ground where he's like, no, you can't do this. Like, and it just, it just rubs me the wrong way that it happens so much throughout the film. Yeah, we yeah. get it, dude. We get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. How about nobody seeing it? It was being was too politically correct, like almost too politically correct. It's not politically you know. correct. It's just about being a better person. You know what I mean? Like, like overly they, morally correct. <clears throat> yes, overly morally correct. Yeah, he constantly risks the entire mission because of moral mm. turmoil decisions throughout yeah, the yeah. entire film, and it, and it pays off. But but it doesn't. It's times too because it's like okay well yeah you may have got like done the right thing here but two people died gee thanks buddy you know what i mean like two of your your fellow soldiers died like why like stop doing this you know what i mean and that stuff always bothers me in war films um so but but it was it's okay i could get past it because it's still a very entertaining movie um i wish they would have spent more time and made the nazi lab more almost like over the top in a way like yeah, because more, you, like, more scary more you would think like you would think the doctor more would be a like more army nobody yeah. fucking listens to me well we were talking so i heard you jeremy what were you saying you were you were trying to jeremy's the only guy that gets mad that people aren't listening to him when he's trying to interrupt them you know what I mean? Like, because you don't give me a chance to say anything. You get you a chance when everybody stops talking. But you don't you get don't a chance to record the time they going. talk. You just keep going. But that's not true. Listen back. It, I, I noticed people it all have the said time. it in the past. People have said it. No, it's because you're trying to interrupt. You don't know how to properly partake in a conversation. Like when Mood stops talking, that's when I go. Whenever I stop talking, that's when he goes. Whenever we're talking, that's when you go. <laughs> 
You get what I'm saying? So what what were you saying though? Oh, keep going. Finish your conversation. No, you that have to. Was, you have to make your point now. That was the finish of the conversation, though. Jeremy, you got to make your point now. Come on, because... Jeremy, take your point, man. I just think you don't see the fucking evil doctor enough. Yeah, I agree. Like that stuff. I like. I almost wanted it to push the horror a little bit more because I feel like they leave the realism of the war. They they have it there, but I think with the moral high ground of this character, it kind of makes it seem like a little bit of a movie you know a drama and so i'm like let's go into the a little the more fantasy you mean the fan let, let, yeah let's fully go into that a little bit more let's make the nazis even more evil let's make them even like i want to see like i want to see a collage of their experiments down in that basement so you know don't just you a show question? a little hint of it what's up so when you don't see the doctor, is he like very over the top or is he subtle? In his no, role? he's just a doctor. Like you see him, he's just not a main villain. I think it would have worked better since you were saying they don't show him a lot in the movie. Maybe if he was a little bit more over the top, it would make that more easier to follow, kind of like Frankenstein's army. When you I've don't really get to that. see you the doctor. I've referenced it, but I've never seen it. Oh, you never seen Frankenstein? It's awesome. The the doctor is so over the top at the end. <laughs> I don't See, want this movie. I don't want over, the, over top. the top. I don't want over the top. I just want like a little bit closer to the top. Not you over. Should, it, you should check it out, JP. It actually has some good practical effects. Yeah, no, I, I've heard good things, but I I don't want it over the top. I just want it closer to where the top is without going over. Um, like well, I want it. Yeah, I, more. I agree. Uh, but it is a horror. It's definitely a horror film. I can't imagine somebody being like, "This isn't a horror film." It's definitely a horror film. Um, there's some there's some good moments in it. Likable characters besides the lead. That's the problem. Everybody was likable besides the Nazis and the lead. How did you per- did you have an issue with the lead, Jeremy? Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess he just did whatever he wanted without really listening to what the guy was, whatever everybody else was telling him what to do. Because he was, he black. just did his own thing. Yeah, no. which is a problem when it's literally your your <laughs> officer who's outranking you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. How was Kurt Sutton? But he did say like he was like a newspaper guy, and then like a week later he was in the army. So maybe he just didn't he did, have. That, and I th- that is a fair part. I think Carly might have brought that up. Yeah, he didn't want to be there, so that that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, or is it because he it's was a... black? Oh my God, Moods! You already said that. We know. No, but no. <laughs> like seriously, was that a problem though? No, no, there was. I don't even think they get rid. There was more black guys. Yeah, there was actually a few other black guys. They died though. Yeah, one got blown up to shit. Yeah, talking about a cookbook he was gonna write. That guy was white. Huh. Oh no, no, you're right. Who's white? Russell play in the movie. Who? Kurt Russell's son. He's the commander. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's Kurt good. Russell's son. I like him. Yeah, he was really. Good. That's cool. Yeah, there. It's a good movie, dude. Oh like, yeah, I good. really enjoyed it. I thought it was who birthed that. Like, is, even that the, is that the, Kurt the Russell's? Problem? Is that Goldie Hawn's son, or is it? Yeah, it's yeah, Goldie so, Hawn, Kurt Russell's kid. Oh okay, that's cool. Even the minor problems I have with the the lead, it's a great movie. I yeah. I wish they the 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 zombie the the monsters are. You don't see them that much, though. It's very generic. We've seen it before. Nothing different. But it's kind of cool seeing it in a big budget movie because it does feel big budgeted. Yeah. Um, I came in at an eight point five out of ten on it. Me too. Eight point five. I'll check it. I'll, I'll check it out next week. Like 
it, it's definitely a film you want to see in a theater. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just didn't have the money this week because we just bought a dog. Because you had to pay Moods to review more films that you sent him, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I get it, man. I'm a fucking douche. Why don't you just say it? Come on. Douche. Are you salt and vinegar flavored? Oh, or Jeremy, stop being so damn jealous. Or Hawaiian blend flavor. <laughs> no, because I used to work in the feminine section of CBS. So I know they had different scented douches. Oh, you're actually talking about douches. Crazy. Yeah, I used to like throw them at people. We were fucking around at work. <laughs> I thought it was just vinegar. <laughs> Fuck. It's vinegar. Oh, there's like scented oh, ones. Like, yeah, there's like, there's like a Hawaiian blend. There's a Hawaiian blend one. <laughs> nice, nice. Unfortunately, man, I don't even fuck. I don't think we're even gonna get Overlord. So, yeah, you got a Bollywood Sand People movie instead. Well, you're definitely not getting it after it kind of didn't make that much yeah. money. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, how do I get a Bollywood film and not Overlord? Explain that to me. You got a know. Sand People Bollywood movie? What is it? Yeah, you got a Sand People movie. Like the Star Wars Sand People? <laughs> I don't hey, even know what it's. On. I don't know what it's That's called. Racist. I don't know what it's called, but. Moose calls them Sam people. You know what we haven't no, did in a while? Don't. We haven't did one of those live watches. <laughs> I'm friends with lots of we should do people. that again. I, no, I don't call them. That's just rude. That's rude. I want to do one on my uh, Facebook group, too, like the live watches. Yeah. You guys do those? No, I want to. The live watch? Oh, on Facebook? Yeah. I don't know how to do it. How do they get the movie to play? I don't know. You might have to ask Brian, because yeah, I know Brian from ABC's. I got to talk to him about that, too. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right, you so guys. That, that was. Yep, that, yep. You guys are done with your Overlord review, so we yeah. we can join rejoin the show. Is that cool. Is We're that, back, moods. Is that cool with you guys? You guys yeah. did participate in that review. I'm just saying. We did. We did. We're just fucking around with you guys. We love yous. <laughs> Coolio. All right. Cool. Uh, Jeremy, do we got dead mail? No. Okay, we're not going to be doing dead mail. Well, yeah. fuck it. And now, our feature presentation. Let's just move along into the, uh, the meat and potatoes of the show. Let's get into the featured reviews here. On episode one forty seven, what what kind of meat and potatoes is that? Just out of curiosity. like turtle and monkey, or I would say turtle and monkey. And I was gonna uh, say human, but I'm not sure. Yeah, human uh, muskrat. That was a muskrat. Muskrat, Mus- muskrat was mu- muskrat was it? Yeah, a lot of meat was eaten <laughs> in that film. So, um, but yeah, so let's get into the feature reviews. Of course, for episode one forty seven, which is Ruggiero Diodato, and I'm gonna say probably volume one. Whoa, that's commitment. Well, yeah, definitely volume one because I'm not letting it go until we cover. Um, well, there's definitely another really good show, and that's the reason why I'm saying that. There's definitely I purposely left off the film that JP wanted to do just to piss him right off. So, <laughs> like, I've literally I love I really liked it the one time I watched it, and I wanted to revisit it. Haven't you watched it again since? Because we cause no, we, I did just buy the Blu-ray though. It's in a double feature with something. Yep, it's in the double feature with uh, Last House on Massacre Street. Which I actually just reviewed. I reviewed that one. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, it's got a couple separate Blu-ray releases. But anyways, yeah, Ruggiero Diodato, man. One of my favorite cover arts of all time, which is not on that release, by the way, that I just picked yeah. up. The the original cover art to it, dude. It's so good with the 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 skull face and the yeah. sky and shit and the house yeah. and man, dude, that is that is just some great artwork. Mm-hmm. I want to post. I agree. That. I agree, man. That shit's awesome. Oh yeah. But yeah, the infamous Ruggiero Diodato, man. But we're gonna start with his uh, a film kind of in the middle of his career from 1980, the infamous. Infamous. Cannibal Holocaust. The infamous. I just pictured the, the it, theme playing just it, now. It really <laughs> is infamous because this is the movie that is like soul handedly responsible for the video nasty craze in the UK. This is the movie. Yeah. Uh, that set off an entire fucking just <sighs> craziness. I and it, it literally is like craziness. Like the UK was going batshit nuts over these films that were getting banned and stuff, and it's solely because of Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, it got so fucking bad for Ruggiero Diodato that he spent time in jail over this movie. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. crazy fuck, when you fuck. think about it. You know, everybody knows this story, but it really is crazy. Yeah. So the film came out, and obviously it's using the gimmick like Blair Witch did, um, but way before Blair Witch, of that it's real. And what you're seeing, the footage in the film is actual footage of what happened yeah and he was arrested because like hey like you killed your people these people in your movie like what the fuck dude and he's like no i didn't <laughs> you know it's crazy it'd be funny if it just for a couple weeks he was like didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't have to though man he spent the time in jail regardless of it so yeah because you have to until it goes to trial or I, I, they probably had bail um it's but just insane just insane. The fact that he spent a second in jail is... And actually had to crazy. prove that... Like, he had to find these actors and stuff, and they had to be like, hey, guys, they're living and breathing. Can yeah, he had to up? show how the effects was done. I think one of the big ones yeah. was the girl impaled. Like, yeah. it's a small scene. It's just... they. It's an, it, you just see this, this woman impaled on a giant stake. Yeah, that's the most famous one. That's what's on the cover of You know, to them. this day, that shit still looks unbelievably great. fucking amazing. It looks so great. It does yeah. look, I mean, even for 1980 FX, and you gotta remember, this was a low-budget film. The studio didn't give, you know, Diodot a lot of money to do the film. The effects are amazing. Like, that shit is truly disturbing to me. It's fucked. It's yeah. crazy, like, how good it looks. It's it's unbelievable, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, Cannibal Holocaust from 1980. Synopsis. During a rescue mission into the Amazon rainforest, a professor stumbles across lost film shot by the missing documentary crew. That's not really a great synopsis at all. So, yeah, at all. You know what, though? So, this movie is... I don't think it gets a lot of credit, obviously, for... It doesn't get a lot of credit in general, unless yeah. you're talking to people who, like, love it. You know what I mean? But it's on footage, film. I think it, it gets the credit for being... Is it the first... It is. Mm. It is the very first of its kind. Yeah, hands down. This idea, I don't think, had ever been explored as you know promoting a film and and shooting. I mean, this whole found footage style. But I, I mean, even like found footage in its purest sense, not necessarily footage that was found, but the the technique of found footage, the the 
characters. Well, technically, this is kind of the definition of found footage because they literally had found the footage. I know but I'm saying I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the technique of 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 the characters filming the movie. Yeah, is this the first one to ever do that? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think it was explored before this. I, yeah. I mean, you got to think this is 1980. I mean, they weren't. Yeah. I mean, I bet you there's something, but we just maybe I we don't like know about it. I always yeah. consider this because I've I've actually tried to do research on this, and I can't seem to find anything that was on this level of filmmaking. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one thing about this movie that I think it's the, not really found footage to the final act. Yeah, because no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, no. there's a lot of footage that you're seeing. It's, Technically, that's what I was saying. It doesn't give get a lot of credit for actually how the story's told because you're cutting back and forth at times from the actual footage of the characters in the the movie. Well, the whole movie is found. I mean, <laughs> technically, all the footage you're seeing of these four filmmakers is the footage that we're seeing. That's the found footage. Yeah, but there's no, still like a, a third of the film where the guy's going to find the, or two thirds of the film where the guy's going to found to find the footage. That's not found footage. That's shot like a normal movie. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, that's what so, I'm saying. I don't think the movie really gets credit for, for interweaving it like that. Yeah. Which I think is no, it's, cool. it, it's done very well. For sure. It is. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But, uh, yeah, man. Can't, oh, fuck. Where do we even start with Cannibal Holocaust, man? It's just <clears throat> well. Let's start with the biggest open. negative about the whole movie. Let's just start there. The panel act. My biggest problem with this movie. <laughs> what? I don't and, like the final act because it's just a fucking cannibal movie at that point, and I don't like cannibal films. I like the first two thirds of the film when the guy's trying to find the footage. I think it's hella interesting. And but are you? It, are you missing? But are you, mi- but are you missing parts of the movie? But are you missing the whole point of the entire movie? It's not this movie. Isn't I know about, these people are fucking horrible it, people. It's yes, not just a cannibal that. film. This is Ricardo Diodato is trying to say that you know. I mean, this is you know their way of life and stuff. And when you invade, yeah. and according he, to Ricardo Diodato, he's not trying to say any of that. He was just saying, I just want to make a cannibal movie. <laughs> Did you know I, that? I think it's he's never though. took credit for all the like sub subtext and like the certain commentary i just have a hard time i have a hard time believing that though because it's pretty damn evident what he's well that's my argument because as these filmmakers in the film these they're totally trying to they even talk about it in dialogue in the film like hey man if we film this bad we can get super rich this is gonna be super shocking to the rest of the world if we get this footage out there and their point is of filming and doing what they're doing exploiting these these native people is for the sole purpose of of gaining money and fame it's an exploitation film at its, at its fucking core. And they're terrible people. It's white people. I mean, the, yeah. what, what I figure he's trying to say is that, you know, when somebody doesn't understand somebody from another culture, it creates wars and it creates, I mean, look at religion, man. I mean, it's created every fucking war we've ever had, ever, you know, because people don't understand things, so they fight about it. And, and, and I, I think, just think this it's is, like, in, oh, go ahead, I cut you off. Yeah, and well, this is, a, it's like a shortened version of it, right? It's like, these white people go in there. They know they can exploit the shit out of this. But the kickback is is that if you go in and do this shit to these these indigenous people and stuff, they're going to fucking fight back. And all of a sudden, they seem like the savages. It's not. Yeah, but no, the the, the entire point of the film is who's really the savages. Like, that's. Well, that's my is point. It, that's is it the point. savages or is it are we the savages? That's the whole point. But I get what you're saying. I believe that that's what he was saying. But that's what I like about 
Yeah. The idea that it doesn't matter what the filmmaker says because art is interpreted by you. And, and honestly, like if the filmmaker completely goes against what you're saying, that doesn't necessarily mean that it isn't true Yeah, because they can lie. They're humans too. They could change how they feel. They can not be truthful it's it's whatever you can it's up for interpretation it's your interpretation well that's that's the beauty of art man like it's like you know you take cannibal holocaust as a film and i interpret it like exactly how i explained you know it's you know it's basically it's an exploitation film with these white people blah 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 it's like looking at abstract art my interpretation of what i see is completely different of someone else's and shit I mean, Regal Giordano may have subconsciously not been meaning to do this, but I think he did. Yeah, you know, like or he, he, definitely, yeah. he could just be coy too and just not. Except maybe he it's just it's just interesting what you see in the first the two the first two thirds of the act of the film. It's like, oh, this is what happens when you treat these people with respect and and this is what happens when you fucking they don't look as them. bad. Yeah, they don't look as bad as what they they seem to be just because you don't understand their culture and this is what happens when you treat them like shit and you rape their fucking tribes women's and fucking <laughs> well they show the contrast they show the contrast in the film perfectly with uh with robert kerman's uh character yeah. you know the professor which is actually the porn star from debbie does yeah Dallas. he's a porn star yeah no yeah, shit he fucking star. shows his cock what do you expect well, he was a porn star right through this like he was right through the 80s everything he was the guy that stars in debbie does Dallas. crazy yeah. but um which guy was he in debbie does dallas i don't remember <laughs> I, I only watched 30 seconds of it i was done so okay um okay so let me let me just talk about my biggest negative to this film okay because it really bugs me i don't get it man i don't get what it just doesn't feel natural the way that these filmmakers are like what is their goal here like do they think they're gonna actually be able to sell this film like nobody's gonna be like dude you just like committed like mad atrocities like nobody's gonna watch this like you're you're gonna be arrested like i don't get what their mindset no i think what their point is is that the what we're we're seeing kind of the raw footage of what they're doing so they're gonna try and sell it as they're the victims Right, they're the ones See, but that they don't it. say that ever. They don't like that. No, but, that I, that's something that well, I think. But they kind of do. But they kind of do. It is implied because they talk about, oh, we're going to film all this. We're going to, you know, they don't necessarily say straightforward like, hey, we're going to get them going. We're going to get them to do all this fucked up shit, and we're going to make them look shit. But that's what they're implying, and that's what they're doing to when, these people. But where do they people. say that at though? When, what do they when, say when they're when they're viewing the other film that they did, the Long Road to Hell? The woman implies that. They paid they soldiers off to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stage. That's one of the examples that they what they did was for what why they did it. <laughs> you know, so they're doing the same yeah, thing here. They're I doing mean, the exact guess, same thing here. I just here. think they went a little overboard with it. Like the think... film, like Rogerio Diodato went a little bit overboard with like trying to prove that these characters are villains because it just feels fake. It feels unrealistic. Like no, I don't. I can't buy that people would be this. This much of like pieces of shit. You yeah, know but what I mean? but I don't. But I disagree though because I think that when you are out there, you put yourself into an extreme situation like that. I mean, we're not talking about dealing with the cannibals straight on or the indigenous people. I, I don't even want to call them cannibals because you know that's just that's brutal. But the indigenous yeah. people, the tribes. When you put yourself in that situation, man, you're dealing with you know the fucking all the other factors. You know, you're putting your life at risk just being in the jungle and shit. These guys mm-hmm. are going for damn gold, right? If you're going to put yourself out there, 
They're all about making that fucking money. So it's they're like going to ex- down the rainforest. It just they're going seem to like it levels. would be like if okay, right? Like I would never go out I'm, there and half-ass it, man. If I if I have look, a goal, look, I'm going to fucking in do there. it. Right. But look, look, dude, you got to put yourself in their position, right? Well, that's what I did. What? What? So you're thinking there's a there's a there's a rationale where you could be like, we're gonna go way out into the Amazon, film mm-hmm. tribe people, like rape them, kill them, do all this bad stuff to them, and that's your big money making scheme. It just seems ridiculous. It's it seems like the like isn't there an easier way? Like couldn't you just go to like not that far in the jungle and do the same thing to people? You know what I mean? Like I, I, it seems but like, but they want to explore a world that's never been seen before at this point. See, okay. In time. And I get see that I get like, if yeah. it was, if they were true filmmakers, like we want to go in here yeah. and then, you know, we're kind of douches about everything. And then that, that's when they get, they get, you know, it flipped on them. But you're, you're saying that their sole thing here is to, to do all this like bad stuff and and edit it in a way to to make money off of it Mm -hmm. that seems like the integrity of of like i want to explore somewhere you know uncharted wouldn't even matter at that point yeah they want their documentary to be actiony too that's well it was about but it it was a point but the point was was to exploit these indigenous primitive cannibals and they can only be found in the amazon that's the only place known to in this world that they live yeah, in. Yeah, but that's two different things though. What do we want to document these cannibals or do we want to exploit this like people and no. and and they want to rape them it. and stuff. Like I don't but it's that, just like what's what like how is raping them that exploiting was, that? just like weird. Man. But that's the way that, well, that, the that was the way of getting them going. The, well to be honest, that's even how the character of Faye reacts to the situation too when they are raping the indigenous girl. Because she's not fucking down with it at all. Because she's like, Why are you wasting the film on this bullshit? It's the main guy, Mark. He's the lead filmmaker and he's the guy that's like going to these extreme levels. I'm just to... like, well, how would you even use that footage? Like what are you well, going to do with that footage? They wouldn't. They would cut so it out. So why are they filming? They're gonna it show the lady. Well, that's why they're filming everything, because you know, they want to get him going, they want to see some fucking action and shit and and then that's that's the exploitation. It just seem a little too, mm-hmm. like, dude. Doesn't it just of course, seem like? Of course, you, it you, seems insane. Like, but... As a person, wouldn't you be like, man, this is probably gonna get us killed? Like, they never seem worried that they're gonna die <laughs> until it's too well. Late. Let's face it, man. These guys. Like, what was already... the point of killing the turtle? Like, what was the point? But well, they said that they'll eat. I, the point is that the mm. filmmaker it wants to show that these perfect. characters are bad, but I think he overdid it. But I Jeremy, think they, it just doesn't feel natural with that. They, well, the, they, they well, literally the, show the, them eating the turtle right after they kill it. It was. I, it was I understand totally, totally that, different. but uh, are you talking about what's the point of the filmmaker killing the turtle or the characters? No, it's it, it, well, to call had nothing to do with that. Happens with, uh... But that's my biggest problem, and I don't think I'll be able to get over it because you guys can accept it. I can't. It just it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't it's it's problematic you know there's, what, man? there's definitely the f- a disconnect there with what would really happen and what is in this movie but but how would you know if that would happen if you weren't in the situation yeah because I, it doesn't it's not rational it doesn't make sense for but these it doesn't have to be, to be rational that. even being there even even going to the amazon with the idea of doing what they're doing is not rational it's insane first of all like I said before, you're putting yeah, yourself in a position to die. Insane, Regardless, but, I wouldn't go to the Amazon 
with with no plan of doing it's any exploitation. It's the carelessness suit. of it, though, dude. Like they don't even seem like they care. Like it's it seems fake. That's that's the only way to put it. It seems fake. I totally seems dis- fake. I totally disagree. I think Mark is completely genuine and so fucking he's so set on being rich and famous. I mean, they show the footage of what they did in yeah, that other how? country. It doesn't make sense. How is he going to be rich and famous from raping women? And, and it, it just doesn't, well, I don't already, understand how but they're they going to use this fucking footage, man. Yeah. I can see what JP's coming from, but, but no, like, they, it's, it's the same, the but they show you in the film, but they show you in the film, but they show you in the film. Like remember when they show that footage of, you know, all those people getting executed and shit like that. And, and like, were they going to edit it before they gave it to them? I think that's like well, the only. Yeah, I mean, of course they were, were but of course like, they were going to. It edit doesn't it. make sense. The footage that they're shooting, it just doesn't. It like burning down All their that camp shit. is. How are you going to edit that into? Like, what is it? It just doesn't make sense. But it, it just it does. I mean, it's just. I mean, you film. Well, you, there's well, always way about run editing, man. Show them run away from the camp, burn it. Thank you, Mister Robot. Well, what, what is that going <laughs> to? What are the? I mean, what is the? What are they going to say? Like, what What part of the documentary is that going to be? Dude, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, but that's I, a, I don't know. He what makes the a good point. It's, it's like, what, it feels like but they're they just, show du- you, the filmmakers they show putting you in the film. an emphasis on them being douchebags, but it doesn't make sense for the story, is my problem. But they st- they sh- literally, I mean, they, they, how they set up everything in the third act is by what they show that footage from that other country. What I think it was in Africa when they were doing, or maybe it was, yeah. I don't know, but with all that, you know, all that shit that they staged there. And remember they, they tell them, they're like, Oh, that shit's all staged. Like they fucking totally came up with that shit. That's what they're telling us right now. But if you're exactly gonna what they're going to stage that doing. much of it, why even go there? Why not just stage the whole fucking thing? Why go that deep into the jungle? Go to another because tribe. It's authentic man. But it's not authentic because they're not being authentic. They clearly don't care about authenticity if they're faking everything that they're going to be showing in the documentary. No. It's got a point. It's true, dude. They, he does like, have a and, point. And listen, this is not a major – we're getting into it like it's a yeah. major, major thing. It's only It only takes like a half point off How for me. How is going into the middle of the Amazon not authentic? And exploiting it a is fucking authentic, but why? If you can't get but, any more if, but they don't care that, about authentic. What they they're doing about. is their entire basis of their project. The only thing that's authentic is they are in the Amazon. No, they're getting the authentic. The they're getting the the authentic fucking reactions of these people and shit like that. That's what they're. But filming. you can get authentic reactions of any tribe, and just say that it's them. How, who would know? Who would know if this is an undocumented tribe? I'm saying if they're if they're faking everything else, what the fuck sense does it make to go a mil, a, a tons of miles into the Amazon where it's dangerous to get the there authentic? Still was, there still was a, a point That's of a them. That's a major inv- No, they, there still was a point of them investigating the plausibility of real cannibalism, too. That was but That is thing. completely thrown out the window through the entire movie. You never get a hint that that actually matters to these people. Well, because it's, me- it's mentioned in the beginning of the film, and that's you know, but but these people don't act like they care at all about the 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 art of the film, the the importance of the documentary. Like none of it is even on their radar at all. Yeah, but because it showcased that these guys are ex- but neither these the guys TV are exploiters. Executives. They're exploiters, man. That's what they did when they staged that fucking footage before. And when they Come go on, into there, dude, they're just straight up explaining. Makes a little bit of sense, dude. That the, why would they I think care about sense. authenticity? Then Jeremy, explain yourself. Then making everything in the what movie? makes sense. I just think that 
why are they going through all these heartaches of fucking staging to make this look like it's real? Like, why do they spend all that time and effort knowing that they could possibly die by going to this Amazon jungle when they could Deep just go, the they could just go to somewhere else and fucking shoot the same thing with random Fake. people. Yeah. Because they, Fake. because they don't care. everything. They clearly because don't care. There was a point. Or, no, because there was a point in the beginning of it to, but to you find can't out about say these there real cannibals. You can't when just go none of the characters act as if there is a point later. Like just because they say there's a point, like, hey, we want to document this people. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense to their characters. There is a there's a gap there with what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. The characters could say that at the beginning, but they're they none of their actions represent what they said. None of them. And that's my biggest problem with the film is if it was about a, a group of filmmakers who wanted to document these people and maybe wanted to fudge the situation a little bit and make it more uh, exciting or get better footage that would be fine but i'm saying they go to the extremes of it to where it's like you can't even take seriously that they wanted to make a documentary because they're not doing anything at all that resembles that and if you know how dangerous it is to go in there, why are they so like nonchalant about it? You said it yourself. You would never do that. So why are they so not like they never look like as if they are in fear for their life until the the final minutes? It doesn't. It seems like, dude, any logic, any any person ever would be like, okay, this will get you killed. This will get you killed. Go in there, fucking with it, like burning people. Dude, they, you're talk, die. they they talk about Mark being fucking insanely focused and insane in general in the film. Like, this guy doesn't give a fuck, man. He wants to get the real shit. He wants to make it look authentic as fucking possible. And that's what the focus is for him. Maybe not her. Maybe not Faye. Because I feel she like quit. they all suck. I think no, Faye I was think the, the only girls, one. Like, the only good I, I think Faye, Faye is the only one in the, in the third act that is like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, Mark, yeah. you actually are in fucking scene. And the other guys are going through with what they, you know, what it's come to. That they were doing, yeah. Well, it's always an act with them because that's what they because that's what the studio wants too. Because even the studio is going to release it anyways before they saw the final reel. So yeah, they're the blame too. You know what I mean? It's not. Well, I mean, that's what they, they want. That, that, like I that said, that makes in the sense. Scene, though, in the that scene. makes sense for the story for the studio to be like, oh, like we have this this footage, like we can t- monetize this, but it doesn't make sense for me for what the reasons that I gave with the filmmakers. That's a there's a difference there. But, well, they're just looking at it for ratings too, JP, because that's what the ratings. No, that's, that's, no, 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 that's you're, you're, you're not listening to me. That makes sense. I'm saying that makes sense. No, I'm talking yeah. about the actual documentary they were going to shoot with all the shock shit. Yeah. No, I get like that's where you guys are losing me. I get that they're that's what they're doing, but I'm saying it doesn't make sense. For them to go that deep into the Amazon because but no, then but you say, JP, oh, yeah, it does totally because they want to be authentic. But it's like nothing they're doing is authentic. So how does the hell does that make sense? Well, you got – yeah, I get that, man. But, I mean, there was a focus point of the cannibals in general. You can only go to that but part why? of the world. But why is there a focus point? Well, to be when honest, Because too, it was I mean, a myth. Everything because, else. Because it was a fucking myth. And – I mean, but if you want, but if you want to make something true and authentic, man, you go to but the they fucking. Don't. They you don't go want to make something true and authentic because they're faking everything. Well, to be honest, too, yeah, but, but, it, but we're not going to see the end product of that, though. We're not going to see the end product of that. What, the end product what do you of, mean? 
Yeah, what do you mean? So if their documentary ever got made, say in Cannibal mm-hmm. Holocaust, we would have just seen the product of these cannibals going fucking insane. And I know, the way but you're started. saying that the they didn't shoot any footage are, are, to show them to go want insane. to go somewhere you, and make it authentic, but they, my argument is that the characters don't want to. Well, you got to remember, two reels were damaged and they couldn't be shown. Oh, thanks, <laughs> right. Derek. That, that really makes them. That, that really, that really I mean, makes kinda them kinda burning does. down it's the a, village. It is a little bit of an out, but yeah. I, I mean, I, look, I that's my biggest problem. I get it. It doesn't, doesn't matter how you shoot shit, man. You could always edit in a way to convince people how, otherwise. How can you? How can you edit them? Burning no, you down? can. You can just. But that's show but that's the their fucking. That's their mentality here. Run it. That's their mentality. They fucking brag about it. They're like, man, we're gonna be so rich from all this fucking foot, all this shit that we're shooting. Literally, say it in the film. It's their point. They do. But they're planning on their money plan- off of that footage because they're not going to show themselves on camera, fucking raping or doing all this. First of all, shit. they're going to edit it the, in a way just like it really they did doesn't in the other make sense that, we see. that they would make that much money anyway. Like nobody. Yeah, but that's like, but that's beyond the fucking. And that, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. I'm just saying they really wouldn't make that much money realistically. But they're also I working mean, for a studio though too, so they're getting paid straight up. And who knows? Who knows yeah, what their deals but, are? But but. My my main argument remains the same is that there definitely is some to me some some stuff that doesn't really f- line up with with the whole story of this film. I think there's an agenda However, right from the beginning. There really is. There is yeah. an agenda. It just doesn't make sense. I just think if they had the guide because you know the well the guide Ex- just into- okay just answer this one thing right if they're going to fake everything else in the film why do they need to go out there. They clearly don't care if it's fake. It's not about integrity well, of the documentary. Because so it's – Dude, because – Well, they, they, they need some authenticity to it but too. But why? To make it look fucking real, man. I mean, but why it, couldn't why? they just do it with how films are made you with could fake do that, original fucking you, people? But you could do that. But if you want to not have to work on it so hard, go to the fucking real place to do it. Wouldn't you think that would be harder? Of course, to go it is. deep into the Amazon. Been there I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. And you, you might not even find them, right? That yeah. they don't know that they're there for sure. Well, then they they're fail. Hoping. But then they fucking fail. That's. But what I'm saying for people who them. are faking everything in the movie, doesn't it make sense for them to fake that too? No, I just no, want to. It see. doesn't. It doesn't. Dude, you, you're being just, serious right now. It doesn't make sense. Dude, I'm not. It, if I have a chance, who, if I have a fucking chance to film mm-hmm. something. In my backyard or in the Amazon for a film that I'm doing about indigenous fucking people and shit. I'm going to the fucking Amazon to make if that film. But if if you know that it's dangerous and you could die, and dude, you but don't if care I'm motivated, about, but care. I'm motivated by but fucking money like about, they are. Do you care? But do you care about the integrity of the film, dude? They're motivated by money. This is what it comes down to. It was all hey, about JP, remember Moods is, all right, Moods, Moods all right, is motivated by money, too. That's why, sure. that's why he was going to invest $1 million <laughs> into the Nightmare City remake and expect to make money back from it. It would have been curious. Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy why, I, why I, do you do I, it I, would, I just expected you guys to at least see where I'm coming from. I that. do see where I'm coming from. I think you're wrong. I think and you should, yeah. And I think you're – so does Derek, man. I think you're fucking wrong, man. I think the point is to go out there and shoot something in the actual vicinity and make it look fucking real, even though they're like, even though they're fabricating. But there's you know getting, that there's other tribes, right? They see the other tribe. There's two tribes. Yeah, but they so get killed by one tri- other do tribe. It with yeah. that tribe and say it was the other one, which isn't as far and deep into the jungle and is dangerous. 
Well, because they burned down the other tribes. I can't believe it's a major issue. This fucking insane to me. He didn't say it was a major issue. He said it was a point. I didn't say it was a major issue. I actually said that it wasn't a major issue, actually. He said it was a half a point issue. A major. That's a pretty big argument for half a fucking point. Well, it's it's an argument because we're we're on opposites. It's not because of how the argument isn't representative of how big the issue is it's how much we disagree is what the arguments represented if you had a chance to shoot something on location versus a fucking if a i that had you made a your chance backyard? and i cared about making a good movie yes absolutely if i didn't if i was faking everything in the movie then no i would fake that too <laughs> i'm just i'm just really curious what would happen if people no. you know the guide lived and Maybe it would have been a different reaction. They could have got around it a little bit better than they did handle it. You know what I'm saying? With no. who? With who living? The guy. The guy that died. Oh, okay. Remember, their guy died. Yeah. Because he was. He oh, knew the guy. Were... The guy died. What guy? Their guide. Guy their died. Oh, when you the say guide, guide it I sounds like guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, man, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, I mean, I love so much about this movie. Like, it is absolutely stunningly, beautifully shot. You know, when they're burning down the camp and they're all running, and then the the theme kicks in, it's just gorgeous. It's, it's sad, and it just that song, fucking theme song, man. It can make you sad, or like it could make you seem like adventurous like it has so many emotions that you can hit on that like at the beginning when they're showing like the just the the jung- the green inferno you know what i mean that's cool yeah um, rizzo Lani's score without. is like is so fucking it's like in my opinion it's the most perfect score ever for a film that's like you know it's got a lot of shocking shit in there because it's like an emotional roller coaster with that, I mean, the music in the beginning of the film it sets it up like it's going to be like this Fantastic. beautiful film. It's got this great, you know, kind of panning. Well, it's overhead shots and stuff. The established shots in the film are perfect, mixed with that fucking you know score and shit. Absolutely amazing. It's crazy to think because most movies could never make this work with music like that. You just can't. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, the music is just like you. It doesn't necessarily. There's off the so top of your head. There's so many musical like cues. Yeah, there's so many musical cues in this film where you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how is, how is this happening? One question I have is, what the fuck is that white foam shit they're drinking? <laughs> oh, oh, that yeah. shit was gross. The shit that the tribe it's ladies... Tribe. Are, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's like... I don't it looks really like know. Jerry's cum all boiled up. I don't know what it is, but it's like a fucking ancient... It's like a ritual thing where women chew... I don't know what it is, but they chew it Maybe up. Maybe it's their tit milk. <clears throat> but it looked like it looked like melted marshmallows though. It looked like fluff. It looked like fluff. It does it did look like fluff. The one the one thing the one scene that and or one of the cannibalism moments that always freaks me out is when they have like the hand, like it's the full arm, but it's like the bone and there's like kind of some meat in between it and stuff. Just the way that that looks, man. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. I still hate cannibal films. What don't you like about cannibal films? How many have you seen? How many have you seen? I'm just a lot curious. of, not a lot, but a bunch. Uh, and of do you these. hate cannibal films or do you hate jungle cannibal films? I hate jungle cannibal films. Okay, that's what up. don't you like about jungle cannibal films? 
Um, I just think that they spend so much time revolve around the act of cannibalism that they really don't have anything interesting to say in the story and the narrative. That's why I said I liked the first two-thirds of this movie more than I did the last third of it, even though it has more substance and, and, con- and uh, subtext see, and things like that. I just think it's like it's interesting to see the the story of this anthropologist going out into the jungle to try and find the footage of these horrible people who end up doing horrible things. I just found it more interesting and, and more of a, a tolerable uh, narrative compared to a cannibal. But see, I don't think that they really spend much cannibal time, though. Like, you expect a movie about cannibalism to have a lot more of it in there. Yeah. I really don't feel like they spend they that much don't. time eating. There would have been, been no cannibalism if it wasn't for fucking these assholes. Maybe it's just the jungle <laughs> setting. I don't know. <clears throat> really, I, just, I, I think I it's one of the best settings of all See, time. It's so I, I scary. Think the ending of this film is like terrifying. Like yeah. the, when when shit's really going down, and they're like way in over their heads and stuff, and they're just getting fucked up. Like, dude, it's scary. The way that it's shot's scary. Man, there's so many awesome things, man. Like, if you if you don't set this in the jungle, you don't get crazy shit. Like, you know, the dude having to fucking. Basically... I'm not saying they they shouldn't set it in the jungle. What I'm saying is in my personal preference i just don't like them no i'm just saying in this setting you know following these primitive tribes they have these ways you know like if a woman gets raped or whatever or does some does some acts of adultery adultery and decency and shit we get that crazy ass scene where the dude is forced by the tribe he has no choice but to kill his wife so he fucking rapes her or fucks her with giant Play dildo like a wood yeah. dildo, and then kills her and shit. I'm just like, fuck, man, that's so crazy. But you know, to to the Westerners, we're like, damn, that's some fucked up but that's savage normal shit. To them. But exactly, that's the yeah, point that's of the movie. I like that, that point. That's, that's not what, a cannibal point, though. No, I'm just, but it works. I'm Jeremy. My point was is that you wouldn't have a scene like this if it wasn't in these jungles and in these indigenous primitive areas and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not sure if that tribe was technically a cannibal tribe. I think the more of the tree people were. The tree, no, people, yeah, the, the, the tree, tree people, people were the cannibals. cannibals. Yeah, they're well, the they're the ones that are like. Well, they show that kidding. because the, when we first get introduced to the the tribe or the the tree people, they're like ripping the organs the out of that. <laughs> yeah, the entries out there, which actually yeah, but the tree people real. let them into the tribe because of the. Because they help. Yeah, but they yeah, also exactly. let them in because they helped them with the swamp people too. Because well, because another... they're not. It's showing that they're not pure savages, right? They're not yeah. just gonna, you're yeah. white and I'm going to go fucking eat you. It wasn't about that, right? It was because they let them in because they treated them properly. Hence, it's a contrast to the end of the yes, film where I these understand. guys are totally not treating them right, and then they go berserk, and it shows their savageness. I, which I, is, show, I said that earlier. It's not savage. It's like it's like the same old shit where, like, you know, if someone breaks in your fucking house, wouldn't you be a little pissed off they stole all your shit? Probably react. No, to that. I would shoot them. And, uh, exactly. And also, I'd act like a savage at that point too, man. Fuck them. There's another. There's also another callback to the end of the film which is actually the only animal scene that makes sense for me is the turtle scene because of something that happens to a certain character at the end because it's the certain character that what happened to the turtle did it too yeah, yeah. i actually didn't i said that i was gonna watch the animal, the cruelty free version i didn't <laughs> i watched the regular version again um i just i like i get it it's it like one thing that is good about it is it does affect you like you i thought the monkey getting shitty. his head chopped off was more fucked up than the turtle <laughs> the turtle really is good. so long and it's gross the monkey the, thing the monkey is, is so sad. common it's so yeah. common the mon- though 
Yeah. Yeah, they do it in um The brains are like a ritual. It's like a it's like a it's like a dessert to us. You know, it's like a very special delicacy to the a lot of those tribes. Yeah, they do it in Man from Deep River as the, well. Yeah. The poor muskrat yeah. <laughs> getting stabbed in the I, back. See, that's the one that hurts me the most because the way he kills it, it's it's seems savage. And it's their fucking guide. Which now. one hurts you the least? The snake? <laughs> the snake is whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, actually, actually like they chop that tarantula in half. <laughs> That's freaking pretty brutal, man. Probably the turtle, to be honest. I think the monkey and the turtle bother me the most. I, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't like I don't like seeing it, honestly. Like, it's fucked just, up that the turtle's head was still moving after it fucking got cut off. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, but well, the legs were moving think, to the I point they were ripping the shell off. I know. It's I so think weird. The, the way that Grindhouse, if you have the Grindhouse Blu-ray, yeah. they put a text up there, which I think is cool. And uh it's worded really well. Like, you know, they're obviously saying like, we don't condone this obviously, but you know, keeping art in its uncut format is pretty cool thing. And, uh, you know, it reminds us of a time where, you know, this stuff was the, the long, the, the long gone, like savagery and like, un like the, the rule, the, the lack of rules in filmmaking, uh, of the era and it reminds us that it existed and it also you know they put that quote up or something like you know if you uh i think they put a quote up of of repeating the same thing that one quote i forget what it is um unless i'm thinking of something else i don't know i don't think but they yeah do. I, I like yeah. no they don't i don't think so because when they did I, yeah. I think so yeah like after the credits I think even Diodato himself says he, that he regrets filming those scenes now, and he wished he could not film it if he took it back and refilmed the film today. You know well, what I mean? Diodato also said in an interview that he was kind of forced into it by the producers. They wanted to put some elements of shock value in there and stuff. And <laughs> you know, it wasn't Diodato's idea. It wasn't in this in the script to you know have these real animal killings and stuff. But they yeah. you got to remember they were also filming with real primitive you know indigenous type people. And, you know, when they killed these animals, they, it was their food, right? So I think that's one thing that's overlooked a lot of times when you're watching this film is that people just think that Diodata was a savage fucking killer and, you know, killed these animals and shit, which is not true. It's totally not true. Yeah. Acor- according to him, anyways. But I believe it, though. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, there's, the debate always exists is, like, you know, whether the animal was going to be consumed or not, the fact that you're killing it for entertainment... <laughs> You know, even if it has a secondary value of food it's a dual well. purpose. It's a dual. It definitely is for entertainment and shock value. But I mean, if the tribe was going to essentially kill one of those anyways, why not film it and make double time on it? I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, get, I, don't... I get the point of it. I mean, I personally don't agree with, you know, having to put that. The, the movie would have been fine without it. But a lot of people, unfortunately, remember Cannibal Holocaust for the animal killings. Yeah. And nothing it's else. It's hard and, to and shake kind of, off. It's a, it's a big part of the movie. And it sucks because people are missing kind of the point of it. You know, I mean, even if Diodato says he's not, he doesn't have that social commentary in there, I think it's kind of bullshit. But, mm. I mean, it's very exploitive and yeah. and very straight in your face with what he's trying to say, which in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. <sighs> it, you know, it, the movie and you, what you're saying makes sense because the movie on the surface is just this exploitive like hardcore shock fest Mm -hmm. but in reality it's actually a really well done movie for the most part um minus one or two things that i wasn't a fan of but it's it's pretty brilliant like it's especially for the time 
like the, whole the fact that nobody doing. had ever came up with this found footage thing before it's it's pretty brilliant it really is it really is it's <clears throat> so disturbing though in the fact that like people look at cannibal holocaust and it's almost like a joke to them because the film is yeah. called cannibal holocaust you know you can yeah. almost smile it, it <laughs> you don't read 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 before you even start the film you know you you have a hard time taking the series because it's called Cannibal Holocaust. It's crazy. But in, in all, of, you know, when it comes down to it, the movie's actually quite serious and it's, it's not played for schlock reasons and shit like that. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in this film that is relative to great filmmaking. I mean, the establishing shots, the cinematography, the locations, you know, just dealing like Diodato is a fucking man. He's soldier. I mean, if you listen to the stories of them filming in here, everybody got sick. People almost died. I think, didn't someone actually die on, on the set of this thing, too? Got bit by a spider or some shit? I don't know. But when you're going on location and doing this stuff, man, it takes soldiers to do this shit, man. They filmed, like, the tribes? They're not actors. Yeah. They're not fucking actors. This is crazy. They had to deal. They had to, like, show them what to do. It was crazy. I love this type of filmmaking, and I think the end product really shows... The it's a definition uh, of guerrilla filmmaking. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's actually funny with a lot of the scenes back in New York. There's yeah. a scene where uh, the professor's talking to one of the weather, white collar, whatever. But if you look in the background, there's this old dude. He's just like completely staring at the camera the entire time. <laughs> Straight guerrilla filming. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, a big there's, fan there's of great... that guerrilla filmmaking, man. I love yeah, that there... shit, man. It's, it's just, it, to me, it's authenticity. You can't get any more real than that when you have people in the background staring at your shit like, what the fuck are these guys doing, man? Like, I love that. I People I, people have it as a negative. Me, personally, I don't. I think that's great. Listen, the, the thing that people think this movie is is Cannibal Ferox. Like, that is what people think this movie is. The interesting person. contrast is that Cannibal Holocaust is the really, really good version of Ferox. You know, Ferox is, yeah. is the definition of a ripoff yeah. that was capitalizing on Holocaust's, you know, success. It's minor success, success that was happening at the time and shit. And, but if minor you, if, success? Are you kidding me? This was the second highest grossing film in Japan in 1983, right behind E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Which is kind of funny because really? Ferox yeah. Fero- yeah. was made in 81. I don't know when Ferox got released. But, but yeah, man, like if you compare the two in the contract, like Cannibal Holocaust is such a better film. It's not even comparable. It, like, it really I, isn't. I, we reviewed Ferox last year, and I had watched it literally probably like just a couple weeks after I seen Cannibal Holocaust for the first time. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's like not comparable. Cannibal Ferox is a joke compared to Holocaust. I don't mm-hmm. even really like Cannibal Ferox that much. I think I gave it like a wow. I gave it a higher rating than you. I gave it a seven. <laughs> you gave it a six. What Last I time I watched Ferox, that wasn't five. overly. Like I've I've seen yeah. Ferox, I think too many times. I don't know. There's just nothing to it, man. There's no. And, and the thing substance. with that is they're trying to like copy like certain animal kills from Holocaust, and they seem like they're doing it to make a buck to do even you more know. so. You the, know, the one that bugs me is that little dog pig thing that they have on a leash. And like they have them like treating it like a pet and stuff, and then they put it out there just to get eaten by to get eaten by the snake and shit. I'm just like, oh yeah, there was the pig death too in this movie. Forgot about that one. Yeah, that one. Well, that was getting shot. I've seen that in real life though. Yeah, that that's. I mean, that's the white man being fucking savage, killing the pig for the sake of just (laughs) killing it because they can. There was no purpose to it at all. But yeah, that's that's kind of sad because piggies are cute. They're smart as fuck. 
They're fucking They're human. smarter than me most of the time. Like oh, that poor anyway, piggy. The monkeys and pigs, have, man. Uh, they killed all the good animals. And fucking turtles? What the fuck has a turtle ever done? If they killed a dog, I would fucking... They killed Mikey. Yeah, that's crazy. Mikey and Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. I mean, obviously the whole end scene, uh, the whole end thing is great about... Like, so I've read reviews... Because I, I looked a little bit of reviews. I've s- seen people call it um, uh, hypocritical. Saying that Diodato literally makes films for shock value, but yet he's commenting on it being morally wrong to make a buck off of shock value, um, which is interesting. It's a fair, it's a fair criticism if you think. I mean, that would be more like Ferox to me, but like, yeah, I mean, Diodato it is, definitely. It is if we, <laughs> but if we take his word for the fact that the studio made him you know, put those shock value, those animal killings in the film. No, I'm I mean, just saying in general, his movies are very like, you know, they're, 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 they're kind of uh sleazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I can see where people are coming from, but that's, you have to be in the camp where you think there's nothing redeemable about them, which it's we almost hypocritical don't. even to criticize somebody for doing something different, though. It's like, what do you want Diodato to make films just like how everyone's making films at the time or do something? I mean, a lot of people take that statement differently. They're like, oh, just because you're doing something different, you're trying to be, you know, you're doing shock value for the sake of doing shock value. You know, it's like, but no, maybe well, you really wanted to do this. No, shit. they're commenting on his filmography, like how he like the films that he's made, like The Washing Machine, which we'll get to. And mm-hmm. and um, like the exploitive just uh, a lot of people think that there's no substance to them. Um, so that's kind of what they're commenting on. Like he's commenting on people, this the studio, like the it, in the movie, wanting to use this footage purely for money, even though it's it's morally wrong. Yet people think that that's him, mm-hmm. like he is that. Yeah. Um. So they think it's hypocritical. I just thought it was interesting. I don't agree with it, but I just thought it was interesting, and it was, you know, I, I can see where they're coming from if you don't like any of his movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there, there is a part in the film that had nothing to do with animals, but it has everything to do with forced abortion and, you know, planting a baby yeah. in the fucking riverbed. Like, I mean, that's I mean, I'm pretty sure that was Diodato in there. I mean, that seems to me that's more shock value than the animal killings. I mean, it's dude, like, dude, that, that one scene with the old ladies dying on the beat, the river. Uh, yeah. That was fucked. Dude, the, the, the fucking makeup on her makes me gag. Every time I see that, I'm just like, oh god, that's gross, man. I don't want. I don't know what it is, but I don't know, man. I I think the whole forced abortion thing is pretty. But then again, you know, for us Westerners, we look at that and go, fuck, that is fucked up. You know, like even if you are for abortion, even if you for, even if you're for, you know, abortion and stuff like that, whatever. It's just the way it goes down. But you got to remember, this is this primitive tribe. That's their way of life. That's what they do. You know, they don't, they probably don't agree with the, you know, the way we do shit and vice versa. Yeah, man. I hear you there. Right, this is so, crazy. But again, you know, it's a little bit shocking to see a baby get planted in the riverbed and then buried. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck. That's brutal. Yeah. Robert German's actually good in this film too, as the Monroe. He's actually kind of, un, you know, it's kind of sucks that he never got any more bigger roles. Debbie does. Dallas was huge, dude. 
Yeah. I know he, I know he was in The Goodbye Girl too, and Richard Dreyfus actually recognized him from his porno movies. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> You're that guy with the big cock, right? Uh, I know Sam Raimi also hired him for Spider Man. He had like a cameo role because he was a fan from, from from these movies, the Cannibal movies. So. Dude, I saw that on there. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Spider Man, so random. That's great. All right, let's get into ratings. Uh, I will go first. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Really, really like this movie. Although I do have a problem with the shit that I discussed, I still think that it's pretty freaking brilliant. And honestly. It's it's one of the, it's one of the most underrated films in terms of actual like filmmaking. Nobody really seems to give it credit for its besides the people who are obviously fans of it. But just regular people who check it out, you don't really see them comment on how amazing. And that's why it landed where it did in our top 100 greatest horror films because it, it, judging by the the criteria, this fits so many of those criteria. It really truly does. And I think that it's a movie that is unnerving. It's unsettling. I think it's actually scary at times. Like the ending to me is scary. Like I actually find that extremely scary. Um, the way that, you know, that their help, the helplessness of it, right? Like even though you don't like these people to put yourself in their position where it's just like, Oh, you're pretty, pretty screwed. And the way that it's filmed, like from a distance at times where, you know, that you're seeing it through the camera, it's like kind of just in the in the you know far away you're seeing what's happening to somebody else it's it's just brutal um the animal killing stuff gets under my skin uh i'm i'm coming in at the same rating i was at last time uh although i do have that thing that bothers me it's not worth that much um i give it a nine out of ten nice cool Derek. i'll go i'll go next yeah First time I ever seen this was when I was 15 years old. I remember watching it on DVD and being stunned at it because at that age you're like, "Is this real?" You know. Of course, I know that it's not because I read about the film over the years and stuff. And it's just a pure cinematic treat. And yeah, I could get it if somebody has problems with what the shit that the characters are doing, but I think it's a little bit more exploitative for the movie itself. For the actions like and it has a great message of who are the real cannibals you know that type of deal which it makes you think and it's very odd watching movies from this period especially with the world trade center in them you know it, it, yeah. it's kind of mind-joggling in that aspect of it because new york itself is like a giant jungle itself and it's just a great experience and you know very well executed, well cinematography. The score by Riz Orlani, fucking amazing, man. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Uh, I always joke around with the soundtrack, too. Like, every time a cookie drops in my milk, I think of the Campbell Holocaust thing. <laughs> you know, but it's an amazing film, and it's a powerful film that will affect people either negatively or amazingly. And before that, it gets a 10 out of 10 for me. Of course, 10 out of 10 Derek returns with a vengeance. Of course. Now it's going to be in the Hall of Fame just because he gave it a fucking 10 out of 10. Uh, I give it an 8.5. First time watch. Even though maybe I personally wouldn't prefer it, I still understand everything about it that is important to the genre and and what it did for the genre. Uh, again, 
maybe not my cup of tea personally, but I still appreciated everything that we talked about in this one. So eight and a half. See, I actually said something for once. Good shit, Jeremy. The Green Inferno. Just hearing hearing that term. Makes me think of that piece of shit Eli Roth. (laughs) Well, that's where he, you know. Yes, I understand. But uh, yeah, man. Oh, Cannibal Holocaust, man. I swear every time I watch this movie, I love it more. It's hard to digest at times with the killings, the animal killings, but it's all part of it. Can you watch this a lot? Um... I know it's one of your favorites, but can you actually like watch it a lot? This is like a once a year for me or less. <laughs> I mean, it's just too intense to watch. To be honest, like, I don't rewatch movies that often in a year just because of the show. We do so many watching, you know, film watches that I just don't really have time yeah. to do it. But I mean, if I wasn't doing it, I'd probably watch it more than I, than I do now. It's br- I, I absolutely love this movie. I personally think that the score Riz Orlini's score is it might even be the best score ever. It's so executed perfectly because it's like right from the opening shot in the film it just sets up this kind of it's almost like a misleading sound you know and I think that sets up the horror that is coming so perfect in this film I don't really have a lot of problems with this film whatsoever I think it's so overlooked. I agree with you, JP. It's completely underrated in the aspect of filmmaking. Diodato did such a brilliant job with and all around cinematography. But some of my favorite shots in this film come in the third act when it, when they're being attacked and shit is going down and they're still filming like that whole fucking found footage type style and shit. Like yeah. that's where everything comes from is those scenes, but they're shot so fucking good. The only minor gripe I've ever had with this film is when the professor and the executives are looking at the footage and stuff. And like, yeah, well, there was no sound in the scene because they kind of forgot to put their scene or their sound on. I'm like, these guys are that professional. And they forgot to fucking put their sound on when they were filming. <laughs> like, that's the one thing that always bugged me about this film. Like, that doesn't make any sense because they're they're the best of the best. You know, they're the best of these uh, yeah. world traveler filmmaker or documentary filmmakers, but they forgot to put their sound on. So I had to add in some. I don't know what he calls it, like funky music or some shit or something. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me, man. But it's so fucking minor. It is what it is, man. But um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, excluding what the film has done for the horror genre and realm and in the UK and video analyses and stuff, rating the film specifically by itself. I also meant a 10 out of 10. I think this movie is absolutely perfect. It's amazing to me. Hall of Famer and all four of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a 38 and a half out of 40. And no, it would be a 20, 37. 20. Well, we don't do out of 40. It's I out know. Of 30. <laughs> I know. No, it's just crazy also when you look, when think 29. about all, all the movies that kind of play homage to it because there's even like a homage in Kong Skull Island to Campbell Holocaust. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, right? I like yeah. that. I liked Kong Skull Island too. Yeah, that guy graduated from my school. What guy? The, the director? director? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. See, cool. Jeremy, dreams could come true. Oh, they can. That's a bunch of shit. <laughs> 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 fucking crazy, fucking business. 
industry. <laughs> Sucks. Bonus ratings. Okay, Brandon, what do you rate Cannibal Holocaust? I officially rate Cannibal Holocaust a 10 out of 10. Nice, nice. Zach, what do you rate Cannibal Holocaust? 10 out of 10, motherfuckers. Amazing. Can I, can I add something? Yes, you can. Since we covered it on Exploding Heads, Christian also rates it a 10 out of 10. Motherfucker. These are all the appropriate ratings right now. along from Cannibal Holocaust, dipping into the mid-80s, 1985, with a film called Cut and Run. Wow, I actually watched these in order. I didn't expect that. <laughs> now, th this movie has always been super confusing to me, not only because the narrative is completely a goddamn mess, but the fact that this movie gets categorized as a cannibal film when... What? How is this a cannibal film? Well, that's that's what I'm getting at. It's always in... Is there any cannibalism in it? Well, because yes. this movie was supposed to be the third part in, you know, Diodato's cannibal trilogy and stuff, but the studio wanted him to make a cannibal film, and he was like, basically in Lehman Street, he just said, fuck no, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah, I watched his intro, he was just like... the. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, so he wanted he wanted to do something else. This movie had a lot of production problems, as you can probably tell, uh, you know, narrative wise and stuff. It's kind of all over the place. A lot of things aren't explained and shit. But the most interesting aspect of this movie is that the original script for Cut and Run was written by Wes Craven, and he was supposed to direct what? That, and he was supposed to direct this movie. Yeah, now, I read that too. Now Dude, I have. Now I that's have. That's so fucking weird. Because I swear to God. Oh, nom, 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 nom. How about we, how about we swallow first? <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, professionalism. That's me then worse than me going like this. Dude, Jeez. don't, like, you don't have to give it the actual example. I did it softly. I didn't do it loud like I usually do. Killing me softly with your song, guys. <laughs> sure, you funny. did that last week, too, when I yelled at you. What? From eating and fucking chewing on the mic. I'm not trying to, though. I was fucking keep. I, I normally don't eat on the podcast. <laughs> like, I, I normally have my shit muted and stuff. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, I mean, the end product but, that Diodon anyway, put out here. my yeah. point was, I got some Wes Craven vibes, dude. It's weird. Was it the know. Berry Man? Probably. It's the Berry <laughs> Man. He's not even in the movie that much. He's in the movie for, like, two minutes. I have, like, I have no idea... I would, I would love to see the original script that Wes Craven wrote and compare it to what we got by Diodato. Because it seems like to me that a lot of things are changed. I can't see Wes Craven doing some of the things that were in the film. Um, like raping his girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Wes Craven was all about rape, dude. You're forgetting where Craven came from. No, I don't know. It just it, it, The whole kind of action sequence. I don't know. The, the action scenes are just... I don't know. They, he's done it. He's done it before, man. He's done it with Swamp, Swamp Thing. 
Music yeah, of the yeah, he did not do that one well. It was really bad. This film is like Nightmare yeah, City. Yeah, but is this last one year. done well? I don't yes, think this movie is done well. It's like Nightmare City last year. It's the same kind of movie. It's stupid, entertaining, fun. It's I think this... Nightmare City is more entertaining. Yeah, than this. Ni- Nightmare City is a better movie than this, but. Um, Synopsis. A reporter and her cameraman connect on a, a surviving Jonestown leader and TV execs missing son to a drug war where jungle <laughs> installations <laughs> are being massacred by an army of natives and a skilled white assassin, of course, only played by Michael Berryman. Yes. Oh, it's not played by that other guy that I no, have no idea who it no, is. Lynch mobs the Jim Jones guy. Who's Lynch? Who's, who's that? Who's Lynch? Lynch. Richard Lynch. Richard Lynch you know that, that's one problem with this movie is that Richard Lynch is not in it enough. Berryman isn't in it that much either, and he's on the fucking cover. Yeah, and yeah, he, but Berryman's never in movies a lot. But Berryman that's true too. He doesn't even he's have in a, the crow. He doesn't have a word in this movie. He's like in a not or a silent role. But he's pretty yeah. cool though. He looks. I think they were trying to play the Richard Lynch character as like a Colonel Kurtz from a Apocalypse Now character type of deal. That's exactly uh-huh. what this this movie is like a horror slash action slash war film in the junk. Yeah. It's weird. It has like all these genres. Like you get this Apocalypse Now feel to you get like I don't but know. You have that documentary feel from Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, too. it has all that type of feel. It's like all these subgenres and films into one. It's very strange. But the irony is, is that. You know, you put all these things together, but it, it never made a cohesive narrative because, to be honest, like, there's shit happening and popping up all over the place in this film that you're like, what? Like, honestly, Willie Ames' character, man, so he's abducted by this drug cartel. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't even know until forever. No, but I know. But the fucking fact in that, why did they even take him in the first place? there's never an explanation with the mickey mouse shirt yeah yeah he's the guy from charles yeah he's the guy from charles that that was people's sons forever i didn't know what the the fuck he says hi girl what's the girl what is hit why why are they there she's a news reporter and uh the girl that gets sexed on oh no no it's a no 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 the tv what's she there that's one of the best jump scares in Texas Chainsaw 2 when that bitch jumps out of that fucking locker, man. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. That's not really? bad. I mean, That's a great there, jump there scare. is a narrative here, man. I mean, this this TV reporter, you know, she's investigating no, but what's these murders. The girl, what, what is the girl and the dude's purpose at that, like, encampment? I think the girls just did to have be fucked, to well, be the honest. Well, the guy, he was, that's my point, man. He was abducted, apparently. But they never go into, like, any ransom-type deal. They never really bring up why he's stuck there. But the funny thing is he he has freedom. Like, he can roam around. Obviously, he can't get anywhere. Yeah, and then he tries to escape once, and they're like, you're lucky. Yeah, but they never elaborate. But they don't really say why they didn't kill him. Yeah, they never (laughs) elaborate on why he's, like, you know, if they had to just simply brought up the fact that, Like, if they were just using him for slave labor or something, it would have been sense. Well, his father was the TV executive. Producer, so right? he, uh, yeah, he clearly had money. Clearly, but they never specified like, "Hey, yeah. we have your son because we want a million dollars." If they had to just, but said do they, that, but totally do they fine. know that? Do they know who he is? Well, of course. Why else would he be there? Did they Why just? Why still be alive? Say, That's what we're asking. Didn't they say he ran away? I thought they said somewhere like he ran away. He ran away to fucking the middle of the jungle where <laughs> during. Oh man, what? You, you okay, so what's the girl there for then? The reporter you, or or the? Oh no, no not the reporter. Dude. I, the, I think she was just a, a foreigner that lived there, and then she got caught up because 
He's a nice little piece of ass. So I think she was a little bit of a runaway that just kind of got caught up with the wrong people and ended up as a fuck toy. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, yeah. You know what? Honestly, I didn't like this that much. I didn't like it. I thought, I thought it, was it, was, I thought it was... I thought it was... I mean, where is the fun at? Because it, it seems like a lot of scenes of, of nothing. People bl- getting blown up. Dude, it's a mindless. It's, like, it's like a mindless action with horror gore. Yeah. Dude, when the guy gets split in half and shit, I know they. Yeah, John Steiner. Yeah, Johnson, that right. scene is so fucking funny, dude. I guess the inspiration was straight taken from, uh, you know, Vietnam. He's like, you know, that's saw in Vietnam. We'll just fucking do some horror gore type thing, and it's just mindless, I, stupid. It, it really is, man. I mean, the whole. I mean, this movie kind of leads you on the wrong page, like. The opening scene where the opening, you know the natives you think it's going to be like a the, cannibal movie or something. Yeah, because these guys get all attacked. Berryman's like all awesome as this white assassin and shit. It's like awesome. <laughs> People are dying yeah, left he's and like right. The albino of the group. And then it goes yeah. into this this narrative where this TV reporter and her cameraman are investigating these massacres of the drug dealers that are being killed off and shit. And then it, the whole story just well, that, jumbles that itself. Pretty cool too because well that you get to see all fuck. this uh, yeah. carnage. Which is actually it's cut. Cool. All that shit is cut out of the. I know uh, you the, can tell the because the fucking the, yeah. <laughs> the the language. The Italian subtitles. <laughs> it's weird on the Blu-ray. It's not like that though. I watched it in Italian. Yeah, you see, it's, it's, it there's differences. There's actually <laughs> I watched scene, it in English. Yeah, there's a couple scenes actually in the blue in the Code Red Blu-ray where there actually was English audio, but they still put in the the. Italian I think, think it's. <laughs> I think there was only English audio on like the South Korean. Like on some like South Korean print or something, I remember reading. Yeah, yeah, huh. but it's it very strange. Very yeah. strange. But actually, most of the most of the Blu-ray, like I gotta say, Code Red did a good job with remastering that though. Fucking looks really good. Yeah. Did you say so, remassacring? Remastering. Remastering. I thought you said remassacring. Like, <laughs> that's kind of a cool. For remastering, yeah, as <laughs> well. That's, <laughs> that's way cooler. Code- that's what Code Red probably mispronounced it. The remasker. Because <laughs> they always misspell words on their Blu-ray releases, so it might be that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I have fun with this one, man. It's you know, fun. It's mindless. I don't know. I didn't really have that much fun. Yeah, but you didn't like I, Nightmare City either, and it's fun. No, 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 no. I liked Nightmare City. I just didn't think it was good. That's you, the difference. You gave it a below average rating, so how do you think it's good? I didn't think it was good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So why did you give it a four and a half out of ten? How did you like it? Because it wasn't it a... good. So why do you you just didn't said you, you just thought... argue with moods about this like one day and you were on the camp of me and now you're this guy switches his thing all the time. Oh, that that was my whole argument on the it argument. Oh, Thank here you. we go again. Hey man, oh, that that was my whole argument. You switching up your arguments? Okay. You just did it again. No, because you just said you just said before. How do you like? How can you? Well, how can you like a movie and give it a below average rating? Because I think the movie's bad. So why do you like it then? But there's no law saying that you can't like a movie that's terrible. That's true too, right? You know, deep down, the movie's fucking terrible. And you, you know that it. I don't rate based on how much I like something necessarily, versus how good I think it's made. But I do. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I guess I. To be fair, though, you are right. I didn't like it that much. I. It was okay. <laughs> oh, now who's changing their shit here? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. To be okay. fair, I didn't like it that much. But I was. I thought it was okay. It's just. But this one, I don't know, man. I just was like. There is too many characters. I don't think there was much going on in it. Oh, there's a like, lot of characters. Was, well, that, that's what, the irony. Where's the 
that's the irony of the film though is that there's almost too much like they have all this drug cartel stuff they have this they have this Eric whole as a pimp informant yeah and, and then they have they have Rip, richard lynch is like this fucking uh jim jones executive survivor and shit like, like they connect this movie to like the jonestown thing and there's just like all this yeah, crazy shit care. that's going on like I didn't care about it. Like, dude, Eric Eric LaSalle <sighs> plays Fargus. He's the fucking you know the black pimp pimp and and Fucking awesome. Like, can you explain to? I was I was watching this shit and they're in this plane, right? Yeah. And the pilot of the plane just gets killed from inside this giant ass plane yeah, through sure, a window, and then they they're like, we got to get in the back or something, and then it just cuts <laughs> to them like somewhere else. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did I get out of that situation? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, yeah. apparently somebody would, you know, knew how to land the plane or something. Yeah, the <laughs> no, guy, no, 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 the, they're the landed. camera guy. They're landed. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the guy gets, the pilot gets killed. Yeah, that's right. With yeah. the blow yeah. dart, which, by the way, I don't know why the fucking windows were open. <laughs> I think he was looking out the window. Yeah, and then it. anyway, the the that, two yeah. run into the back of the plane. They're like, we got to get down or something. Like, got to get in the back. And then the next time you see them, they're out of that situation. Like, where did the, didn't the people that killed the pilot, like, wait on them to come out of the plane? Like, what happened there? I yeah. like the fucking cameraman in this, though. He's fucking awesome. Literally, yeah. man. Fucking flying the plane at the end like a badass. Somehow. And fucking shooting guns and shit. Fucking amazing. <laughs> it got it got good music. Let's say that. Claudio, oh. that's moves the steam. That's Dude, where I, heard I have before. used that fucking thing for years. That I didn't know where I heard it before. I've asked I've, a lot of people have asked me. I'm like, cut and run. They're like, what the hell's cut and run? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Claudio Simonetti, of course, from Goblin, does the score in this film, and he actually does the score for the next film too. That we're gonna be reviewing. Yeah, uh-huh. it's big old titty. Yeah. Um. Well, dude, the, the the Mickey Mouse kid was annoying. I didn't like him very much. Do you like Charles yeah, he in reminds, Charge? He reminds me of the kid from the Wizard, yeah, just that, a little bit older and stupider. Willie Ames, man, from Charles in Charge. Yeah, it, it was actually because on the Code Red. Did you watch the interview with him, Moods? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. He had a rough time with Diodato on the set of this movie. I, well, apparently Diodato I... said that he was impossible to work with because he had all these personal a issues. Mickey Mouse shirt? Yeah, he kept bringing them to the set and shit, and they were just, he's, he was a dick. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, come on, Ruggiero, I really want to wear this Mickey Mouse shirt. He's like, why? It makes no <laughs> sense. And he's like, he's like, because, man, it's my favorite. And he's like, all right, whatever, wear it. What's up? This movie has, it's the second week in a row where the director had to deal with an asshole actor. Was an opera, the lady from opera, a bitch to work with. Yep. Yeah, yeah she row. was a nightmare, apparently. He was worried because everyone was warning him about Richard Lynch when they were working because he was like, he's fucking crazy. He tried to set himself on fire. But then they made five films together after. Wait, is, wait, is that why you said Lynch Mob the other day? Is that a thing? Is that like a Lynch Yeah, Lynch it's, like, Lynch it's, like the Vin, it's like the Vince Vaughn Nation for yeah. Lynch. Dude, I did I somebody start a Lynch Mob? Yeah, yeah. Neil. Neil okay. did. Of course. Ah. Neil, cr- Neil creates everything that's crazy in our page. <laughs> Fucking guy. Neil Lemoy? Yeah. How did he even know about it? Because he, this is your podcast. Does he really? Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was posting pictures of fucking the Lynch Mob's album for a long time. Part of the Lynch Mob, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then there's the Danny Aiello Nation. The fuck, who? Fuck Anelli. No, not, <laughs> not fucking Don Anelli. Danny Aiello, you fucking... Well, I'm saying Danny fuck... <laughs> fuck Don Anelli and his one out of ten rating on the screen. <laughs> or two out of ten. Is Don Anelli in the Hall of Fuckers, by chance? Oh, He's he's the pres he's the vice president right below Jerry. <laughs> My two co-hosts. I'm wait, underwater co- kaiju. wait, Don and Ellie's your co-host on the underwater kaiju show. He's How do you put up with that much Don and Ellie? Yeah, seriously. Well, it's kaiju talk, so I take it in small doses. We don't talk about really anything else. It's not like a bi-monthly show, though, too. Yeah, we have fun with the kaiju. So that's pretty show, small. Though. That's pretty small doses. Does it give everything a ten out of ten? We don't rate movies on that show either. Oh, I wonder why. Oh really? shit! I will never listen to a show that doesn't rate. Movies. There's no rate. Why didn't Why didn't you guys? Well, then you hate shows. No, because I don't know. Don. Kill a cast because, I, because they knew Don would just give everything give. a ten. So like, well, I just yeah. avoid this situation. <laughs> well, Jerry doesn't like rating movies either. So because he doesn't rate movies on Kill the Cast. See, that's why they're no, the, all the fuckers. Me. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just know. like ratings. I could do either or. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, matter. it's just a fun focus point, man. Yeah. Speaking of ratings, <sighs> Jeremy, why don't you go first? Tell us what kind of No, no, we go in order. You should know this. It's it's order. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, cut and run. Uh, I have fun with this movie. It's not perfect by any means. It has a lot of technical issues with it, and you could tell from the way that it was filmed. And but I do like the cast for the most part. I like Leonard Mann. I always liked him. He's one of my favorite slashers of all time, Night School. Uh, he's the lead detective in that movie. And he's kind of cool in this movie. And I like Lisa Blunt, who's no longer with us. Sadly, she passed away. Very sad, actually, how she died. I think she was hit by a car, if I'm mistaken, Moods. Yeah, if I remember. Something like that, yeah. I always liked her. She was in, like, Dead and Buried and Prince of Darkness. I always liked her as an actress. You know, some cool, like, genre shit in here. Richard Lynch, I wish he was in the film more. But what we get with him, it's cool. And Eric Lassau is fucking hilarious. <laughs> the fucking purple hat, man. <laughs> Soundtrack's fucking banging. and has great music. Overall, it's a fun movie. I have fun with it. I, I give it, like, a 7 out of 10. That type of deal. I give it a six and a half. It's mindless fun. It's not like an amazing movie by any sense, but I still had fun with it. Six and a half. Oh, I guess that's me. Yeah, that's you, Moods. Yeah, the highlight for me, man, is Simonetti's fucking music, man. It's awesome. It's cool to see Barryman in here. I think he's actually kind of one of the most memorable parts of this film. Um, You know, it's a mess. I won't lie. The narrative in this movie just kills me because I'm watching. Wow. That totally was not me. That was me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Barton podcast. Um, what was as fast for the one you fucking played a few weeks ago. <laughs> I can't remember. Like yeah. Hard. Right when I was trying to plug like this important thing to me. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually. Okay. So I've always said, man, I always wanted a little bit more Richard Lynch in the film. The, his demise in this movie is so fucking bizarre to me. I mean, I guess I didn't he, even notice a Richard Lynch until you guys said something. How do you not recognize Richard? Lynch? He's all burnt up. Who? Because I don't know who he is. Me neither. Oh no, that does it. You know what this means? Moves. This I have the Patreon. Crazy. Bad dreams, man. This is crazy. It's, it's coming. 
And I'm pretty sure I JP's even seen James. Yeah, I was going to say, I've like never seen that. Wait, Richard Lynch was in that? Oh, my <laughs> God. Killer. Jesus. He's I the, like he's that, the focus James. point in the movie. That James <laughs> is good stuff. Uh, Richard Lynch, man. Yeah. I heard that. Va- Invasion Lu- USA, man. That's just <laughs> the best fucking role ever. Um, yeah, my I've always wanted a little bit more. They kind of really stray away from his whole character and his whole kind of subplot in the film, which is kind of weird. Again, it makes the whole fucking overall product is so strange but again i agree with jeremy it is mindless popcorn fun and i'm also at the same rating of six and a half out of ten it's a all right it's fun it's fun all right so for some reason i got the the mindless aspect but i didn't (laughs) get the entertainment part (laughs) like i thought it was kind of bland i was just like hmm like it starts off good enough that's cool. And then right after that's another cool scene where, uh, you know, you're seeing this aftermath of this this drug thing. And then it's like, okay, there's a boring, boring, boring. Okay, there's a, like, sexual assault. You get to see boobs. That's kind of cool. You get to see this Mickey Mouse crybaby see his crush <laughs> get sexed on by another person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing, 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 nothing. That was nothing, actually Diodato's girlfriend, too. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that yeah. It, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was a lot of a lot of boring nothing to me almost. So I didn't really like this one. Honestly. Let me guess. You watched this at work and you had to pause it fourteen times. <clears throat> nope, nope. I watched it yesterday when I got home last night right. after the fights. Right. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. I just it just it didn't have much to me. It, I I kind of like that concept of relating it to a real world event with the Jim Jones thing but that didn't really go many places I'm coming in at a four dude a four wow Wow. (laughs) I was expecting like a four and a half or a five four wow I thought it was going to be like Southern Comfort and he's going to give it like a seven or something I was at a four and a half until Jeremy told me that I rated Nightmare City uh, four and a half, and I was like, I actually like that movie more than this. Let me give this a four. <laughs> <clears throat> Crazy, man. Yeah, I had fun watching it again last night. It was cool. That's fun. Yeah, oddly enough, the wife, she watched Cannibal Holocaust with me. say so. And then, and then booked out we for Cut and Run. So. I'm like, really? You're just going to watch Cannibal Holocaust with me? And Does then, she like it? She loves Cannibal Holocaust. She's a big That's fan. a keeper. Yeah, she, fuck, <laughs> she even said, like, right after, she's like, man... Every time, because we've watched it together before, and she's like, "That score, man! The music is just so amazing. Gets stuck in your head, and yeah, yeah, she's man. a keeper. She's a keeper. It really does. You can't get it out of your head." That night, when I went down to check the washing machine, the door was jammed. I looked inside, and and I saw the water was all red. Moving into the 90s. 93. Damn, this big old the 90s? I didn't even know that. Yeah, man. Th- this movie doesn't look like the 90s. It looks way oh, It older. feels like an early 80s. Dude, this movie's misleading as hell. I expected the elevator, but with a washing machine. There's not a killer washing machine in this movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never thought... Yeah, that's, that's Any that. movie called, like, the car, the, the, the lift, the thing... 
you expect those things to be doing the killing. Well, well it's actually kind of funny because Diodato <laughs> did a killer telephone movie called Dial the, Help. Dial Help. You expect that to be the killer. You know, it's funny. I originally was going to pick that one, but I was like, ah, you know, it's kind of on the same lines as the washing machine a little bit. Like but... you look at the cover of this. I'm looking at it on IMDb. This movie screams killing washing machine. That is not what I got. Yeah. Look at the cover. Movie. Look at the cover. That it is does. a movie about a killer washing machine. Could you imagine? Killer washing machine just soaks people well, to death. Well, it needs to be made now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the washing machine. A police detective investigates the murder of a man found dismembered in a washing machine and is drawn into a web of deceit and murder by the dead man's lover, Vita, and her two sisters, Sissy and Lamina. See, the thing with this movie is you would think that Diodato's actually doing something good and giving a, a, a group of characters who are female empowerment, but then it just gets all washed away by this the Alec sleaziness? Baldwin, this German Alec Baldwin-looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. in the I call him entire, Russian Alec Baldwin. <laughs> this funny. whole entire fucking premise of the movie's shifted away from these strong females to this douchebag Alec Baldwin wannabe lookalike. And it's like, oh, man, if you just want to fucking put the more uh more the vision towards the women and not this douchebag who could have been that guy's a fucking but, argento but you, think, level. but you think it's more about him though i mean their their sluttiness yeah. and their sleaziness and their their deceit and their you know them coming on to him is all part of their their bigger plan and shit you know i mean i mean the double twist ending's kind of fun that's probably yeah. the best part of the movie you have to give him credit though man for for somebody that's investigating a murder quote unquote yeah you know and for how often these three hot sisters, which I think oh. they actually in dialogue even say that they're they're sisters by name, you know, they're not actually related. But, anyways, um, so they bang each other. He he does a he, maybe. Well, she was rubbing her cooter when she was yeah. fucking that guy. So I, th- I think they're just really. <clears throat> yeah, good. I wish they were just straight related. They I, shouldn't have said that. I think they were just good friends or whatever. But anyways, he does a pretty good job of kind of beating them off. And that, that was a really poor <laughs> no, no pun intended. No, but you know, for as, as long as he off. did, because let's face it, man, if you're if you're a detective and you're investigating this and you have to deal with these hot women, they're blatantly rubbing their pussies in your face. Like it's just ridiculous. Every scene in this I film is them opening up their contender. damn legs and showing their vaginas and shit. It's just it's crazy. He does a pretty good he holds out long for a long time. He holds up yeah. longer than most Who's guys Who's the would. chick with the giant boobs? Like, oh, man. She those things some... were falling out of that. Yeah, that's She Vita. had some huge-ass fucking titties, that's, man. She had some fucking mortadella nipples. Do you see the size of that fucking thing? When those, are, those are tits that you put mortadella? your... That's a fucking luscious-looking lady. Like You don't know you know what man. mortadella is? It's like bologna. Oh. Yeah, like big fucking, you know, kind which, of silver dollar nipples and shit. Which uh, Vita? Like, what's her name? Oh, is that, I bet it is Vita. I bet she, she gives a good titty fuck. Yeah, that's Vita. She's actually like a Polish like actor. She, she's like a Polish actor. I would die in those. Oddly I enough. never said I knew. All I said is I bet she, she gives a good titty fuck. I never said that I, I knew. I would suck the gives milk right out of them. Fuck. You know, it's it, funny. I, was, I bet she gives a good titty fuck. <laughs> I was watching this movie going, man. This is a somebody, weird combination of words. I'm like, the buildings and shit don't look like Italy. Yeah, it, it, I'm just noticing here. It's shot in, it was shot in Budapest, so yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> no, yeah. you know what, man? I totally yeah. got that vibe when I was watching. It. I was like, I. Not only that, I really like the stylistic lighting choices in this film. It's, it's just blue. very dark. Yeah, me dark too. Dark and blue. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, man. That's the only re- resemblance of the '90s to me is this like cold, dark looking, weird '90s. 
but that's it. Th- this is a product I just like of the, the tone, the the like vibe. Yeah, this is a product of its time, big time. You know, the early '90s when those erotic thrillers were so popular. Yeah, it feels like that's the vibe. Yep. You know, and that's yeah. exactly what you get here. It's it's essentially it's not. I wouldn't say it's a geology. I mean, Basically, like people wanted to be able to rent porn. Without actually renting porn, but I like him. Like, look like a di- dickhead. See, Diodato, you know, a lot of people always say that Diodato crosses lines and shit. But then this one, he was making an erotic thriller, but he never got like so sleazy where we're seeing like open vagina, and you're just like, eh, I can rent porno to see that and shit. Sometimes I don't want to see that in these films. I know it sounds kind of funny, but I well, like seen... I like when it leaves some shit to the imagination. Well, that's coming he... next week. According to Mister Skin, that bra with the big ass titties, she was in a movie called Summer Love from 2006 with Fel Kilmer. And um, wow. she shows breast, butt, and bush, and she has big ass titties again. Wow! So, so do you want to watch a movie called Dead I Man's mean, Body? I'm looking at pictures of her from now. She definitely looks a lot older now. I wonder what she looked like in 2006. That was over 12 years ago. Still, it was Mr. Thir- Skin it was really does have everything. Jesus Christ! It was 13 <laughs> years after this one, but yeah, fuck, man. Oh, dude, that's one thing about this movie. It's just all the sisters, man, are so hot, dude. Like Maria is just like that face. So fucking beautiful. Very weird sex scene between them with all the blind people. Yeah, I would like this movie to get released. I like that scene, man. Because, like, is that like a perfect opportunity to have sex in public where everyone around you is blind? (laughs) It it, kind of is. It's like, I like how they utilize that situation. Like, hey, you know, she can seduce him and he's going to, you know, give into it. Why not right now? No one can actually see us doing it. (laughs) It's amazing. I like that shit. Like this movie kind of reminded me of like, cause it's honestly, it's, it's not amazing or anything, no. but it, it reminds you that like Diodato is actually a good director. Like he is like, he, you can see that there's like stylistic things about his movies that even like cut and run. I didn't like, I didn't like it. See, but this is why I picked these three a, different he's films. He's a good director. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. showcase like three different kind of times and periods and three totally different type of films just so you get an idea of Diodato's range a little bit yeah you know some of his earlier stuff's really good like you know but Waves of Lust Waves of Lust yeah that one's really good but um yeah I don't know man I mean it's it's an interesting film because (laughs) what we get here is like did they kill somebody or did they not kill somebody? Yeah. I like I like the concept of this film because you have three slutty sisters who are all hitting on this detective. We find out they all they, there's an agenda there, but um, but I like the fact that they're telling all these conflicting and different stories, and that's kind of what we follow through the whole film. I think it's a different aspect for you know like a giallo slash erotic thriller. That that setup is a little bit different. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, I love that they always I, I know wish where there he is been too. A- I wish there would have been a little bit more violence or like something that kind of holds you over between like the, the downtime. There's like that one cool scene towards the end with the, the only real gory yeah. shit that you get. And it's, and it's a nightmare. But, it's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't you yeah, wish that I there would have been like a few kills or something thrown in to kind of keep yeah. everything moving. That's more of like a mystery. Than I don't know. I was too busy jerking off to it, to be honest. I... Dude, but <laughs> yeah. that is my point exactly because then you could have jerked off twice as much if there had been kills in there. oh there it is Ooh. yeah Oof. maybe maybe uh, <laughs> and mind it you know it, it has uh, the twist ending really paid off for me per se yeah it's probably the best part of the movie to be honest i kind of like the ride i like how you know when you realize right away that you know the sister tells this story and then the other one kind of tells one 
I was kind of waiting for more of like the the fictitious stories to come up. I, I was just looking forward to those I, type of things. I like the I like aspect that. of Marie too, too, because there's that thing at the end where maybe she did do what she did for the reasons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Without going too much into it, because I know you guys don't spoil shit, but you know what I mean. I did like that aspect of it too, with the character. I think that whole the ending, the double twist and shit, I think it's a little bit shocking actually. I never saw it that is. shit coming. It's pretty good. And she's Definitely. so damn, she's so fucking hot. Oh <laughs> man, that chick is hot. Whew. Even I gotta do is subscribe to MrSkin.com. You get oh, all that you want. Man, like that is like she's like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Like it's crazy. Her face, her butt, it's crazy. Uh, so good so, Oh yeah. What you doing now, Jeremy? True detective, bro. Oh yeah. Best oh. nude scene ever. Yeah. I, I've, I I've, I've never watched a show, but I've seen that scene. He has. It's a perfect length, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, one highlight Too bad again she had for to me. be in that shitty Texas Chainsaw film. That's true. That is true. One highlight and for that, And that mal- malvillain sequel. Malevolence? Malevolence? Whatever. Why yeah. have I seen everybody talking about mal- malevolence lately? Because it's coming it's out on Blu ray. Well, they just released all... Th- well, the new one, which is like eight years after the second one, finally just got made. So they released the first two on Blu-ray, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Malevolence came out in, like, what, 2000? No, I've never seen it. I'm just saying, like, that's why everybody's talking about it, because there's a third one all of a sudden? Yeah. And they got and then, released on Blu-ray. Yeah, so when yeah, they released the Blu-ray third now. one, they released the first two, and then they all yeah. kind of go in sequence. Are they good? The first Malevolence film is awesome. I like it. I like it. I think the acting's the worst part about it, but it's a fun movie. The second one is like a prequel, I believe. What I remember, I think. But I Derek said the acting wasn't the best. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't love it. I. I, I like it. I, I think it's a little. I like the characters. I don't really care for that much in the first one. I like the second one though. I like it because Michael Bean's in it. You know. It, and it's a prequel, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I, I own the first two. I haven't watched them in a long time. But, but uh, yeah. Getting back to the washing machine, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really do like the way this film looks, man. It, it's weird because it's you know if you look at most films that came out in '93, they wouldn't look this old. It has such a strange aesthetic. The color, the colors in this are like very warm and dull. But I think it kind of adds to the overall feel of the film because it's it feels like a fucking kind of a nightmare. The whole time, because yeah. you don't really know yeah. exactly who is telling what and what's going on, really, and shit. But I think the visual that he created for the story is perfect, and mm-hmm. Simonotti's music is amazing as usual, and it totally uh, fits again. The it fits the the mold of the film, and that's what keeps me intrigued with this one, man. Last time I watched this was me and Dylan with our Italian. Um, you fucking stank him out. <laughs> yeah, I was farting. Him I still wish that it would have been. About a killer washing machine. <laughs> How the fuck are you gonna make a whole film based on a killer washing machine? I don't know. Didn't they do it with fucking? They did with the lift. The mangler. Inanimate objects. I don't know. I've never what, seen it. So. Isn't, it isn't it a press machine? Yeah, it's like no, a, no, it's like a press machine or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, I read the story, but no, I don't know, man. That's the filmmaker's job to make it make sense. 
Well, I see, he'd already done, like, a, a killer inanimate object thing with the phone, so... Yeah. I mean, to go and do the washing machine as a killer, I mean... Uh, I think this... I think the... I think... Couldn't you, we call it, like, the washing machine murder? Well, I, I actually like the Italian name of this Vortex Immortal or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um... Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something fucking crazy. No, I think, I think the title suits it, especially with the aspect of the jambled stories and shit. You get it does. I just wish that it, I would have a movie about a killer washing machine too. I want a killer vending machine movie like with Tom Atkins in it. Vending <laughs> machines do kill people. Yeah, on an average but of like, like five seven, a year. No, seven, yeah. seven Tommy, to twelve people die Atkins a year. Find a killer vending machine. That would be fucking amazing. Dude, let's make it. But a killer vending machine <laughs> makes sense though because they actually could, you know, if it had some supernatural element to it, which of course it would. It's a fucking killer vending machine. Uh, that was a killer. It, it, it could shoot shit. It's got products inside that it could like shoot out and yeah, man. You're talking maximum overdrive. I feel you. A little bit, man. Yeah, a little bit. But they are deadly motherfuckers because well, I shouldn't say vending machines are deadly. People are just stupid. Seven to twelve <laughs> people die. Seven to twelve people die every year in vending machine accidents because they're shaking the shit and it falls on yeah. them. You guys are retarded. Yeah, that's the only logical <laughs> solution. <laughs> I saw somebody in high school get thrown through one head first during a fight. Good lord, nice. It was awesome. Oh, he must have been fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah. Did he actually take? Yeah. Some, did he take some product from there? No, he just fucking got. Like, they were getting in a fist fight, and the guy grabbed him by you know his collar and just fucking hauled him through the front of the fending machine and got all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> That's amazing. It, it was awesome. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Oh, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> At my white privileged high school. <laughs> that right. th- that does not surprise me. It's public. It was public. Public school. Yeah, private schools are weak. So, who's first in this one? Me. Uh, five and a half. Wow. Five and a half, really? Moods. <laughs> That's what Moods has to say about that. That was a good one. I actually really like this movie, man. I don't know. I've seen it. I think it's like my third or fourth time watching it. For some odd reason, it just holds my attention. It's probably because the women are so sexy and sleazy that mm. I don't know. It just kind of holds my attention. You can't not stop at looking at Vita's tits. It's like ridiculous. I know. Even when they're like not naked, yeah, they're just there. I think they he does look a, like they're about to fall out. Yeah, he does a good job of just kind of evening out all the scenes with these women too. It's it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Some of the narrative is a little bit clunky though. Like <laughs> with some of the shit that I mean. When we get the resolution, you think back on, you know, you know how we got there. You're like, what? <laughs> like, why was this happening? Was, but then again, I just, you know, you got to turn off your mind a little bit. But um, this one, I, again, I like the visuals, man. It's good. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Um, I honestly, like, I like this one more than I thought I would. Once I found out that it wasn't about a killer washing machine, I was like, dumb, they're probably not going to like this movie now. And then I was like, oh, look, boobs and awesome. Okay, more boobs, <laughs> boobs. Okay, I like these. This isn't, this isn't too bad, you know? And then um, I kind of I kind of was into it, you know, with the, uh, the, the detective dude and stuff. And I just wanted to see where it was going to end up because mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure. Um, I think that, honestly, I could watch this one again. And maybe, uh, because the two sisters, I'm taking them to the bushes. Too loud, too loud, too loud. Wow, way too loud. 
Um, <laughs> the two, <clears throat> the two other sisters, the not the one with the giant boobs. I kind of was getting them confused a little bit. Um, really, but, they look know. so different, man. Well, they were both brunettes too. Maybe yeah, they, it's just they they were both brun. I mean, they don't look the same. It's just I don't. I'm not good with names and stuff. And yeah, oh, but Maria was just so hot, man. Oh. She was the one making out the blind girl too, so that's how yeah. I dif- differentiated. Yeah. But anyway, um, I definitely like this more than Cut and Run. I'm thinking I'm at like a six point five out of ten on this one. Nice, nice. I don't think it's gonna make any top ten of ninety three, but it is ninety three, so I'm not sure. Yeah. It's the nineties. Hey man, yeah. it's definitely fighting for a spot in there with a six and a half. Put it that way. <laughs> That's true too, man. <laughs> yeah, even, just... even the UK cover makes it look like it's a killer watching machine. Damn it! <laughs> ah, I shit. thought I was so excited for that because I was just like, man, this is gonna be. I wonder how they're gonna make it a killer. Like, are people just gonna fall into it, or are they gonna like, like you know, it's gonna like is it gonna move like i or is somebody gonna like reach their head in like oh i just need to get more clothes in here and then it drowns them like what's gonna happen here none of those questions were answered you know i'm fucking positive that regaro diodato makes a cameo in this film too yeah he's the neighbor yeah he is the neighbor right there's yeah. a scene where one of the sisters goes to the detective's place and she's you know uh the other one the one with, with the symbols and shit Anyways, she's making a bunch of commotion, and the neighbor opens up his door and kind of looks in there and pans to the detective. He looks back and shuts his door. That's totally Diodato, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. A, you don't really get to see his face full, but I'm like, yeah, that's got to be him. That's cool. Pull the Hitchcock Hell there, yeah. man. Yeah, what can I say about it? I, I enjoyed uh, uh, journeying with uh, Russian Stephen Baldwin with his pale blue eyes. <laughs> Dude, I never even thought... I've, like I said, I've seen this movie three, four I times. I've, first. I've, I've I never. Said no, you first. said German Alec Baldwin. I I've that never Steven. thought Alec Baldwin at all. But now, when you say it, fuck, that is funny as hell. He, he does look like the lost Steve Baldwin brother. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. But either way, Jeremy, it was still good. Either way, the joke. Yes. So I enjoy. You know, he's kind of an asshole. I, one thing I didn't care about this movie was how he treated his one main girlfriend that he did have. Yeah, but she, of, was, but she was also a jealous fucking slut anyways. So <laughs> Yeah, well, well, when you're fucking banging three sisters, too. No, you know? but she w- but even before he started banging all the sisters, she was acting all jealous and shit when he was, like, totally a stand-up just detective and shit. She had yeah, that's true. I don't blame him for banging him because she was a fucking... She was a headmaster, man. But, but good for him for banging three sisters, too, at the same time. It's fucking amazing. Good for him, man. Especially when they look like that. Christ. Yeah, that's always my goal in life, too. But, yeah, I, you know, it's an interesting movie. It's like, like, I thought it was going to be a killer washing machine movie the first time I ever heard of it, too, JP. So I get your point where you're going there. But this is my third time watching it, too. And I enjoy the film for what it is and the aspects of what's going on with it. So, you know, well shot, well cinematography, great score by Simonetti again. I'm at a seven out of ten. Also, cool. Yeah. So JP Halfway through, fellas. Do you like Diodato films or? <laughs> yeah, I like Diodato films before we did this show. <laughs> I didn't like Cut and Run, but everything yeah, maybe else I've the... seen from him, I liked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Eh, eh, eh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind doing another volume of Diodato movies. Definitely. I actually, I actually Shit. enjoyed this one more than most of them last year. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's still, you know, there's still like House on the Edge of the Park. There's still fucking Jungle Body Holocaust. Count. Body Count. Phantom of Death, Dial Help. There's some, uh, some fun ones. Uh, Body Count has the most epic cast ever because they have fucking David Hess married the Memsey Farmer. That's like the perfect oh, cast. And it has one of the best theme songs ever by Simonetti too. Like yeah. that fucking score. Oh, man. So but it's good. just great that this guy that always plays like rapists in movies is married to a girl that's always getting molested in movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why why does it feel like I've seen Jungle Holocaust? You may have it's, actually. You well, know, the same because Ivan Rosimo's in it. He's the same guy that's in like in uh, Man on Deep River. Mm. Dude, mm. I swear I've seen this before. That guy's in every fucking movie. You probably have. It's kind of funny actually because the wife. But was, why would I have? Seen she's it like, is this the one? Because I hadn't started the movie yet. And she's like, is this the one where they're on the plane and they're taking off? And they're, I'm like, no, it's Jungle Holocaust. She's like, oh, okay. So she sat through Jungle Holocaust with me, too. <laughs> you should have been like, no, that was the great alligator and threw her off. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, she doesn't watch that one. That was, uh, dope. That was dope. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Good shit. Good shit. What was the uh, Martino jungle? Slave cannibal? of the Cannibal God or yeah. the Mountain of the Cannibal God? Maybe I'm just thinking that. I, don't I think know. I had that one. Yeah, with the <clears throat> raping scene. Yeah. No, I have Golden Temple Amazon. Amazons. So that's Franco, though. Oh, he's... yeah, it's Sleaze Fest. All right. I think that's it, right? Everybody rate it? Yep. That yeah. is it, man. That's going to conclude episode 147. And Halfway through. Week Halfway two through. of Italian Horror Month. So we got two more to go. We got Fernando de Leo next week, and we're going to wrap it up with my pick with Joe D'Amato. Yep. I'm excited for the Diamato ones. Yeah, because you already have them all. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that that is actually one of the main reasons because I, I wanted to dig into the Severance. <laughs> I'm curious to see how I feel when I watch Anthropopagus because, like I said before, it's a mood film. So we'll see. Rob's Rob's one of Rob's favorite horror films. Yeah, man, Rob really likes that one. It's crazy. He likes island horror movies. Yeah, it's weird. No, it's not really weird. It's a good setting. It's a good setting. But yeah, yeah, so that is going to conclude the episode. Derek, thanks for coming on the show to talk about some Diodato. Yeah, man. It was always fun. Like I said, this is my second home always because... Well, considering you have like 12 homes now. It's your home. No, I only have two homes. The one main show. The other one I'm just a co-host on. How many co-hosts are on that show? Is it just the three of you? Which one? (laughs) <laughs> cinema attack no not this cinema is... attack the uh the kaiju show oh we got four hosts uh, oh, we have uh, jerry me and the other jerry mr venom did you get oh, i couldn't imagine having four hosts because like what if like you were had an opinion about something and then like the three other people all did it. it would probably feel like a game no the way jerry does it is <laughs> we go in order and we say things that we liked about the movie and then i after- hate that and then we do things that we disliked. Some people do that. I don't know. I've never been able to do it. I can't. I got to fucking talk. I, I don't know. It's just 
I guess it's more formally for all of us to get our opinions out there too. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, you know, you you know how it is sometimes when it's like me and Jeremy versus you moods, or like me and you ver. Well, Jeremy doesn't really put much of a fight, so the only other <laughs> would be you two versus me. Um, you know how like imagine that with another person, like ah. Damn it! Now I'm gonna have to work twice, like three times as hard. <clears throat> I do, I do. Yeah, but it's all good in the hood. I'm good with both formats. I'm very curious to see what how uh, this podcast under the stairs thing that we're gonna be doing is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always, I'm so always, always puppet master trying, trying to do new things and experiment. You know. Yeah, me too. So, alrighty. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. I think we've been on for a long time. It's been a long time. Now. Am pushing, I doing my outro? Probably pushing four hours or now. Jeremy, yeah. do your greatest Jeremy, outro, all in Brando style. Take us out of here. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 147 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. As always, if you want to follow the man Moods himself, you could do so at youtube.com slash moods. 616 and if you want to follow jp over on his channel youtube.com slash double shot j so as you can follow me on my channel youtube.com slash nes 22 you can follow Derek over at wherever he's at and uh it's just joking youtube.com slash d bouge 86 am i right thank you Jeremy. yes got it right Whew, i was sweating there on the numbers so as you can leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665 Leave us a question at our email, 22shotsandmoodsandhorror at gmail.com. Please join us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22shotspodcast, facebook.com, search bar, 22shotsandmoodsandhorror podcast, and please support the Patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina, patreon.com slash 22shotspodcast. And that should do it, everybody, for episode 147 of the 22shotsandmoodsandhorror podcast. We'll be back next week with my pick, which everybody will say is not horror, but they could go fuck themselves. Hey, there was at least one film here that definitely wasn't horror. That's right. Yep. Cut and run. Not really horror, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Not really. Well, that should do it next week, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken wings. (laughs) 